Welcome back again, and since I was a good boy this year, I thought Santa was going to bring me everything I wanted. A bike, some action figures, and maybe a video game or two. When I woke up on Christmas morning, all Santa left me was this podcast. Tell me again why I should be good all year. Thanks for nothing, Santa. Oh yeah, spoilers ahead. Listen, jerk! When I tell you to come, you better come! What, are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry, baby, cry for me. Come on, cry. <laughs> Deep in the recesses of my brain, a tiny red-hot little flame began to grow. <laughs> Happy holidays from the Weird Science Gift Fresh crew. We're putting our vacation on hold to bring you the absolute best, or at least the things we simply felt like doing from DC Comics this week. I'm your survivor of a girlfriend's wrath, Eric Shea. Ooh, and I'm Poland's sweetheart, Jim Warner. And this is episode number 51 of Weird Out Loud. Oh, Eric, it is the night of December 26th that we're recording. We, yes. we do not take off, do we? I want to take we off so bad. We do not. Take off, buddy. Take off. Right, That's what they show. say in Canada, right? I have no idea. I heard that once. Uh, you know what? We are the official unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog at blogspot.com. Boosh. We are proud, proud members of the proud. Comics Podcast Network and, and still on the Weeby Geeks Network, Eric. Oh, We've not been kicked off I yet. lost a bet. Yeah, I, I think that we're basically just going to stay on there. Hey, light it up, buddy. <laughs> you always, you always uh. have to wait. Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, I, but what I was going to say is I think that they just were on the network and they just leave us alone like we like to be. That's the way I like, like to be like left to be, alone. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. You can email us at WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com, correct? I, I believe so. I'm asking you because I'm not sure. And also, we, as always, will ask you or beg you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm oh, just, God, I'm, please rate and review I'm us. I'm just going to so say long. iTunes and Stitcher. Every other podcast I hear only mentions those two, so I'm assuming that those are the oh, only two biggie, that so. you can rate and review us on. Um, yeah, this week we got a five-star review from Murray 62 Nice. I believe that's Brandon Eric. I believe so, too. I believe it is, but five stars. And also, uh, never have given a shout-out to anybody on Google+, Plus, but I want to give a shout-out to my man, Corey Betts, Eric, who really made my day today. He commented on Google+, Plus that he enjoyed last week's podcast, that it was the uh, best podcast he had listened to in December. And I'd like to thank More you. More this month? <laughs> I'd, no, I'd like to thank you and Jess for that, Eric. You and Jess. Jess. You and Jess. I'm still scared. We'll thank Jess uh, for making me so uncomfortable in our own podcast, (laughs) uh, but making it solid gold. But I also, that kind of leads into a couple things in a row. Um, First off, I want to call out every listener tonight. Uh, Anybody out there, you're all perverts. Because every time we mentioned something sexual in the podcast title, which was Thanksgiving, it was uh, Thanksgiving Cuckold. Yes. And then last week was What a Dildo. And every time we mentioned something like that, uh, the podcast goes through the roof, Eric. And I think Bunch that there's well, either that or I think there's a lot of people upset. They think that the, you know, they see explicit. They see that in the title. Uh, I don't know. They show up and think we're going to be reading penthouse letters in our uh, nice, breathy voices. I'm going to say, what do they want me to punch my A card with a goddamn dildo? That's right. 
That is right. And boy, that set a lot of people off this week. In fact, a lot of people didn't know that you survived. They, <laughs> they wanted to know if you were, in fact, killed, uh, at least beat up. And Eric, um, where are you? You're well, here now, so I hope you weren't killed. But. I smoothed things over. Yeah. And, but earlier tonight, I was going through things, and I was playing the freaking clip of her saying the shit. Like, I played it all in a row, a bunch of times, and she was actually asleep and woke up. Are you listening to that again? I'm like, oh, it's so good, baby. So we, good. Yeah, we might hear that tonight at some point. No, no, because she's like, you're not going to play that in the beginning of the podcast. So I was like, no, that would be cruel and unusual. I would no, never do that. Not in the beginning. Ever. Uh, in the beginning. Also, uh, your mom was a little <laughs> mad at us this week, too. I thought, well, on Monday, I was just playing along with the joke, Eric might be dead, woo, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I put up a, uh, a picture of a milk carton, and it says, you know, missing, Eric Shea, last seen Saturday night with his girlfriend. If you have any information, contact Weird Science. So I just put that up on Twitter. Well, I'll you didn't re- say the best part. Well, hold on, I'll well, get to okay. it. But, uh, so I put it up on Facebook, and I put it up on Twitter. My mother follows us on Facebook. Yes. And she says, what you talk about, Willis? I'm like, I don't want to ruin the joke, so I'm not going to say anything to that. So then she ends up calling that night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big, long discussion. She's like, well, uh, why is my boy, why, like, I don't like seeing you on a milk carton. What's up? I was like, I explained the whole situation, you know, and actually Jess is in the room. I was like, yeah, I was talking about Jess's dildo. She got all upset. So I said it to all my mother, my mother, my mother with Jess in the room. Aye, but uh, she's like, yeah, well, that's that's all good and all. I still like seeing my boy's face on a milk carton. I was like, mom. It's fucking Corey Feldman from The Lost yeah, it Boys. It was Corey Feldman. It wasn't you. I don't think your mom's seen you in years. It's been a while. Ah, uh, yes, your mom. And then, and then she also went on to say how much she does not like Mumbo Jimbo. Mumbo Jimbo. <laughs> she hates Mumbo Jimbo is because he's right on and accurate, balls on accurate with his Yeah, she thinks, she thinks he's full of voodoo is what it is. No, yeah. the thing was... I guess she listens to the podcast periodically. She wants to be involved in my life somehow. Yes, so and that's we gotta, the only way. I got to yeah. tell my mom to listen. Well, I, I got to watch what I say, apparently. So she might actually hear this and get mad, too. But no, she got mad because at the one part, Mumbo Jimbo said something about my dad. dad. Why would he say that? I was like, but Mom, it's a bit. You understand. This is for humor, right? She and, doesn't know. And she's like, yeah, but she, like, why would he say that? He died so young. Jim's dad died six months ago. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so you guys are just terrible then. That's right, Mom. It's a bit. That's, That's you, right, Dad. Daddy. <laughs> uh, yes, and I'm just glad that she's mad at Mumbo Jumbo and not me. Oh, but this because boy, I was listening to that thing with Jess again, and boy, she really yells. At, she yells like she talks to you, and then gets mad at me. She really gets loud. I guess she thought because I brought I'm you in the, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I was like, oh, I'm scared. Um, you're gonna say this for Jim, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, how was your Christmas? Oh, well, I'm saying, though, I got a lot more stuff in that conversation with my mom that's crazy, but you motherfuckers are going to have to Oliver twist the hell up and come ask her for more, because there's a whole bunch of gold right here, but damn. with your mom. Oh, my God, it was crazy. Oh, my God. My whole family. Bring them on the podcast, everybody. Shit is crazy. uh, My mom actually texted me, I think, because I took her out of my phone. I got got a new phone, and I did not have her name or uh, number in it. (laughs) And I got a weird text from somebody that had to have been my mom because it had a lot of periods and weird spaces. She said she's sending a telegram? Oh, yeah. Jimmy, stop. I want you over here. Stop. She wanted me to say hello or something about Christmas. I, I didn't even get back to her. I could care less. Send her this podcast. She can listen. She can listen and probably get mad about me yelling about my dad as well. <laughs> yeah, my first Christmas without my father, Eric. <laughs> about you. Not like the last ones, huh? 
Yeah, really. I rarely went over there on Christmas. We kind of would go over. Actually, what we would do is probably go over like the in the middle of the next week, like between right. uh, Christmas and New Year's, and we'd go over there for a second only because my kids would yell and scream that they wanted to go over and get their presents. Makes sense. No presents for them this week, Eric. Just like on Christmas Day because they had cashed in almost all of their Christmas money, and I told them that it would lead to a very disappointing uh, Christmas Day. Yes. And it kind of did. They still got some stuff. But but uh, one of the gifts that my youngest son got was we went to see Star Wars again on Thursday, right? Yeah, and we all went. me, you, and Logan went. And uh, just a little, I know some people have asked what we thought of the movie. What is your non-spoiler one-sentence review? I really enjoyed it with the exception of some of the humor seemed a little bit too modern and in-your-face and sarcastic. And... Mm. The parts with R2-D2 at the end was just a little bit too convenient. Yeah, but besides for that, end. I love the movie. The lightsaber battle at the end was amazing. Great flick overall. Do you think that Ray was Mary sued into the movie? I don't know that, what that, that means. That's what, uh, that is exactly the quote that uh, Max Landis said. You up on Max Landis' jock now that he fucking no, wrote American that's, Alien. Uh, that's his thing was, you even said we were riding home. You're like, Max Landis was right. God, because I love he, him. Yeah, he thought Put him up in my mouth. He said that Ray just knew everything and was better at everything oh, than that's anybody right. else. Oh, I forgot that term. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that was the right. term he used, and I wasn't even aware that was a term. I don't know the site. The site seems to be an angry site that's always yelling about things it? to me. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that was the one thing I, I was a little disappointed at was she knew a little too much. Uh, of the I liked her though. Yeah, I did too. I really like Finn. Very I like the movie. Character. I've seen it yeah. twice now. I actually liked it a little more the second time too. I give it an 8.5 out of 10 Eric. My girlfriend is pissed that I went and saw it without her. Yeah, I figured she would be. But yeah, me and you and Logan went and we enjoyed it. We had some popcorn. Yep. All that crap, and we're here to talk about comics. Oh, I had a decent Christmas. Do you want to hear about my Christmas? Yeah, you can tell me. Uh, I woke up late. Let me my, go check my email. All right, my, my girlfriend got me a, a new Stephen King book. I don't know how new it is because I haven't read much except for comics since we started the site. Uh, she's reading it now. Then we went to her parents' house, and they got me a few trades, which is pretty sweet. They went to, like I asked for a Batman Nightfall book, too. They got me book one, which I already have, so I'm going to try to trade that in tomorrow. But I got Flash Rebirth, which is, you know, that's an awesome story. And JLA Earth 2, which Grant Morrison, even though I don't like him, crimes to yeah, get you're all not night, a man. huge uh, Grant Morrison fan. No, but I have never read this story, but I've heard great things about it, and I want to read it. Did you read any of these yet? No, because I didn't bring my glasses yesterday, and I couldn't see shit. Oh, your glasses. Oh, like he can't see without his glasses. Did you have your glasses on for the Doctor Who Christmas special last night? Of course I did. That was amazing. I know it was, wasn't it? You don't know shit. <laughs> I don't watch So good, that. baby. I used to. I, I realized then I was more of a Matt Smith fan than a Doctor Who fan. Oh, Peter Capaldi is killing it this season. I, I just don't like him. I really don't. I well, Just because you haven't watched this season. Yeah, I never will. So I guess I'll never like him. I know there's a couple guys who talk to you that are big Doctor Who fans that are shaking their fist at me. But yes, Eric, we're going to get on with crap, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, later on, the middle of this week, probably, we are going to record our year-end award show. I got to work that day. Yeah, I think we're doing it at night, my friend. We're going to work that night. Now, you're working, you're working the double shift. I'm working double shift. working double week. shift. I don't know. The thing I said about this podcast, I mentioned it to two people. You were, you were having another cigarette already. What you were setting a record. My mother? Jesus Christ. Uh, now I don't remember what I was talking about. You're Excellent. smoking and Jess yelling at me. Throws me off. No, I said to... Um, 
I think it was Manship or somebody I was talking to, and I said this week is a weird week for this podcast. Now, I know uh, because a lot of people take off anyway, but it's weird for me because this week we did not get to talk a lot about the comics. Usually we have a bunch of days where we sit and talk and we, you know, as we read or review the things, the next day we go in, we kind of discuss things and I get an idea before I even jump into your books, what you thought of it, uh, kind of a basic outline of it. But you, you didn't show up to work on Wednesday, you son of a bitch. You wouldn't even have read the comics yet if I would have showed up for that work on the Wednesday. Yeah, I'm just saying. And then we, but I'm saying I have not seen you since Tuesday. We did go to the movies together. On Thursday, But it was nothing about... Any of this. We talked a little bit about it. That seems weird. This podcast (laughs) is going down the tubes already. All right. It starts off shitty and it just gets even, what, shit shattering, as as others say. But what I was getting at was we are going to record this award show. And I don't know. It could get off the rails really quickly. It might even be that the next week's podcast we announced that this thing is never even coming out. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, but we did give a shout out to, uh, the listeners to send in an email, uh, with their picks so we can have listener picks and a bunch of people have already. And I want to say that most are targeting you with their picks to kind of dig into you. The fuck did I do? Because as of now, and I'll tell you what we're going to do is we want the listeners to send in their picks for writer of the year, artist of the year. Good book time. of the year mm. and actually the moment of the year which the moment of the year would be say uh somebody who came up with something great as in the death of batman or bruce right. wayne that'd be a really good moment <laughs> of the year but it could be even a uh, moment of the year could be when um dc announced the dcu it doesn't it doesn't have to be in a comic it's just a moment of the year just something and i, I have a feeling moment of the year is not really going to have a clear-cut winner because it's something very personal at least that's what I thought. Of them. I don't even remember what mine is. So well, awesome. Do you know what the moment of the year so far is? No. The listeners have said the moment of the year so far is Eric Shea's Batman 44 review. <laughs> so I'm saying everybody is digging into you with these picks. Uh, as of now, I don't know why I'm telling I you this. But I want to put Batman 44 behind me. So as, of, as of now, writer of the year, Scott Snyder. Mm. Artist of the year, Greg Capullo. And Book of the Year, Batman. So I'm telling That's you. That's some varied but, picks you guys and, got. And the best is, is that most of the people who actually talk to us. Hey, Jim. Some Jim, of these people, I like Batman. Isn't that cool? Oh, well, some I, I of like these people, Batman. Some of the people who con- wrote these in, I know have told us they hate it. It's just to screw us. Oh, I hate it so much. I'm telling you, it's just to screw us. But uh, we already have a bunch, but I would love to have more. But like I said, if you want to. Uh, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and put in the subject line year-end picks and you can pick your writer of the year, artist of the year, book of the year, and moment of the year, and and anything else you want. Get this in before Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is when we're recording. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I would have forgotten. What is that, the 29th or 30th? That's the 30th. I believe that is the 30th, yes. We're going to do it that night. So up until that night, we'll take your... uh, emails and then i will be reading uh the listener picks as we go down the line but that whole podcast will basically be us just discussing our picks uh we already have that post out on the site uh but yeah we're going to be discussing it and then trying to come up with a overall winner of sorts but eric it's now time for the news not for the news time for the news are you why stalling are we talking about again? more stuff no, you why stall? you are a bitch I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about, but that is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. You hear me, Jim? Edit that out. Oh, God. 
Oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. Throwing, hold on. I love that slamming of the door. One more time. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about, but that is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. You hear me, Jim? <laughs> edit that out. Have fun. God, I hope she didn't. <laughs> I, love, I, I need to more, buy a bigger place. I love it more edited, because it's just her yelling. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to buy a bigger place with, like, a wing or something I can uh, be by myself. You know, I just got to break up. That's what it is. That's it. <laughs> I'm just staring at my door I now. I just don't want to come and slice my throat. <laughs> Oh, I love that. You hear me, Jim? Yeah, I hear you. Get yeah, Eric to work on time. I'll say oh. it again. All right. There's only one bit of news there. Not right. a lot of news. It's Christmas week. It's Christmas time. Christmas and, and week. Hanukkah so there's, and Kwanzaa. There's only, Let's not leave anybody one, out. There's only one big thing of news, and it's kind of, it started as a rumor, ended up as uh, a news story. Uh. And the news story is some of DC Comics comic books are going to be released bi-monthly. See, I, I'd say bi-weekly. What's that? Well, it's going to be twice a month. Exactly. I'm saying, so though, like bi-weekly. Bi-weekly bi-weekly means two, every two months in my mind. No, the, the problem is, is bi-monthly could mean twice a month or every two months. Bi-weekly would mean twice a week or every two weeks. Uh, so, so, it's, so every it two be, weeks. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, Let's go with who that. knows the way they are? They might oh, yeah. have it at the beginning It'll of the be month delayed. and then the end. You know how it is. But yes, DC Comics will begin releasing some of its titles bi-weekly. Now it says bi-weekly in the goddamn news article. Yeah. God damn it, I'm confused. In 2016, according to reports from comic book resources and Bleeding Cool. Oh, and you bleeding know what? Cool. I'm not allowed to say anything bad about those son of a bitches. I fucking, yeah. fucking hate them, Eric. No specific titles have been identified as being part of this new effort, but CBR has confirmed with DC that it will be several of the publisher's quote-unquote regular series, as opposed to event books DC has published bi-weekly and even weekly titles in the past, ranging from a bi-weekly Brightest Day series to weeklies like 52 Countdown, The Current Batman, and Robin Eternal. Given that DC has already solicited its March 2016 titles, the soonest that the Burbank-based publisher could launch bi-weekly books would be April 2016. And I don't know what to say about this. I uh, really, really hate it. Well, we were talking. Batman's going to be one of them. Has to Obviously. Be, right? So I actually think it will be Batman, Justice League, and something weird. I'd love to say Superman. I'm not sure that it would be Superman. I what about think action? it'd be more action comics and possibly even like a detective comics and Batgirl. What about Green Lantern? Could be Green Lantern. I we don't know. I, I would actually, say the majority of the Justice League characters like Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, uh, Batman, Superman, shit like that. I think those are like the main books in my mind. No, and the weird thing is that we were talking about that. That's Cyborg, we're, though. We're they afraid. Hate his ass. We're afraid. It's kind of a, a double edged sword because if you release two Batman books in a month, you are yeah. increasing your sales potentially by, say, 106 uh, units sold. Yes. So right there is these smaller books, these, you know, say a We Are Robin, whatnot. That's like six issues of that book. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it's doing so. So maybe this is a good thing because they're going to get this revenue in this way, which will allow them to continue releasing these smaller books. But on the other <laughs> hand, what we said was if you are getting Batman already and now it's by something's got to give. There exactly. are people who can only get so many books a month. Like Little so, Eric Shea. Little Eric Shea. Say Little Eric Shea. Can only afford has, Green Lantern and Justice Just say Justice they can only, you can only get four books. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have Green Lantern, 
Justice League and Batman all bi-monthly or bi-weekly, uh, there's trouble because not only can you not get the little books that you enjoy, like a We Are Robin or Martian Manhunter, you're even going to have to decide between your big books because now there's six books. And at that point, Eric Shade just might have said, make mine Marvel. Would you? Is that what you would do? I, well, I, Marvel, I, I, that's I was, the problem. You like, I was more of a Marvel kid But back you then, also huh? like Spider-Man, yeah. which has like eight issues a month anyway. So yeah. you're not going to get any reprieve going well, over shit was Marvel. weird. A lot different than when I was a kid, all right? Well, but, and basically, this is one of those moves where people are saying like, hey, Marvel's been doing it all along. Hey, I just, I hate when they do stuff that seems out of character for them. Well, obviously, this is a way to try to regroup all the money oh, they lost this year through bad, dismission, it, uh, it bad decisions. A, it's but, a great business decision. Oh, it's great. But, it's, but as, as a, a fan, fan, yeah. And it's also, that also uh, throws into effect uh, where, say it's Justice League. You know that that probably will be one of the books. It's been delayed already. Yeah. You know, they half the time they can't even get that book. And I'm not talking Justice League of America. I'm just talking regular <laughs> Justice League and where they have to catch up all the time because they fall behind. What are they going to do twice a month? And you're going to want, you know, you can't have this garbage where it's, uh, you know, an issue and then kind of a backup. It, no. You know what I mean? I if, if I was going to do anything I don't want to have something them, decent than garbage the next time. Actually, I have an issue next week where it even pisses me off. Next week, I have uh, Superman Wonder Woman. And right. Superman Wonder Woman annual on the same week, and that pisses I hate that me shit. off. Uh, but at least when you get an annual, you can kind of know, hey, I don't need to get that. That's just a, a side story or, or whatnot. Yeah, annual um, would be a time when nothing I was like normally getting would come out, and then I had some extra cash. Okay, I'll pick up an annual. Yeah. Back, this is back in the day, little Eric Shea. Yeah, but. and I mean, I, I'm sure there are people now that the annual comes out, and if it's a book that you love. Yeah, okay, I'm going to get it, but if it's something that's on your pull list and you're not, you know, you enjoy it enough. Or if it's part of a story arc that I'm fine. Yeah, if it's part of a story arc. Or say you hear, hey, it's really good, you know, then you grab it. Oh, shit. Fucking Flash and Green Lantern together? That was a great annual. Yeah, I enjoyed that annual. That was fun. At that point, I was kind of new to the game and hadn't had many annuals to review, and uh, that one really, I enjoyed that. That was fun. And then all the rest of your annuals suck balls. Yeah, and then a, a lot have. Uh, I'm telling you, like the Suicide Squad annual, a little back loved it. It can it ended no, that the storyline. Um, that was when uh, Reverse Flash became a hero, Eric. Died a hero. There's for you, Reverse Flash. <laughs> you didn't know my dad was Reverse Flash. Honestly, I did because the Reverse of Flash would be a great big fat guy. Yeah, it would be. You ever remember that one? Uh, uh, that Flash cover where Flash is really fat. That's my dad. <laughs> that is my dad. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I like the fact that they're trying to do something, but I don't like this. I, I don't know if that even makes I don't sense. Ca- no, sense. I don't care for it either. Yeah, I'm just I worried. want them to be able to recruit uh, some money this year, but this is not the way to do it. You know, this is the way to do it, but as a fan, it, is. it pisses me off because I don't want to fucking review these books twice a month. And I, just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting screwed somehow. Actually, we're talking about the titles that uh, we think are going to be thrown in. I hope that they just start, just start with one. Just start with Batman. See how it goes. You know what? Those are all the titles that I review. Yeah, I know. Everything we said, it'll be you. You'll have a trillion books. You will love it. But that's it. That's the news, Eric. Excellent. Great news, wasn't it? Debbie Downer over here. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to go to listener mail. We don't even have a lot of listener mail. I think that a lot of people were too busy with some holiday or something. I don't know what's going on. You know, we're the hardest working guys in podcast land, and we do not stop for anything, Eric. Get this on the fast track. In fact, I think next year, Christmas is on a Saturday podcast. 
You piece of shit. All right, listener mail. about the Doctor Who Christmas special? Nope. We'll do it after that. The Eagles are on the night. I was all upset. I was watching it. They were losing. And uh, Let's get it on with. But yeah, uh, another cigarette. I'm just going to do a count. I think every time I hear you light up, a ding. I think you've missed some already. uh, Really? Every time a a bell rings, Eric gets more lung cancer. Ah, yes. That's the Christmas tale. Ah, yes. I was trying to become that supervillain tar pit. (laughs) You already are. All right. The first email is from Chris, and Chris was one of the guys who commented on the site, and I demanded he write in, and he missed the deadline. He sent it last Sunday. In fact, I was going to see Star Wars for the first time when I got the email, and I felt bad, and actually was going to uh, get a hold of you after the movie and kind of force it into the podcast because I he emailed and I thought man that stinks that he didn't get on but I I sent him a message and he was not upset about it but we're gonna start Chris says hey big boys Re- recently stumbled upon your show and blog and I think you guys do a great job this was just the show I've been looking for a DC centric show that doesn't bombard me with ads or beg for money done by guys who actually seem to enjoy doing the podcast. Really? <laughs> We're good actors. See you in seven. We are good actors. And don't remind the listener time and again how much work they put into it. You just kept saying hardest working guys in podcasts. I was going to say that. I mentioned one of the hardest working guys in podcasts. The fact that the words geek and or fanboy are not part of the show title is also great. Too many of them out there, he said. And I actually, when I emailed him back, I said, we're going to change it to geek, weird, fanboy science. What nice. do you think of that? I'm just happy now that we got rid of Dan's Geek News. Yes, yes, yes. We'll hear about Dan later in this mail section. Oh, Jesus. All right. He goes on. Your shows are the perfect length for me as well. Everybody I usually says am. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of – I do a lot of driving for work, and your comics and nonsense talk has been great company for long and repetitive road trips. See, I thought people liked the nonsense. I don't know where these haters come from. You can stop at all the nonsense, guys. Get right to the comics. That's not fun. <laughs> to me, the comics are the nonsense. <laughs> really dig the post-New 52 talk. However, have you thought about adding a retro review segment at some point? If I'm remembering correctly, Jim is relatively new to the fandom. Yes, I am. I think there's plenty of pre-Flashpoint stuff you can get some decent discussion out of. Keep in mind that I'm still working my way through your back catalog. This may be something you've discussed on air already. God, I hope not, because yeah, you we, know what? It's already a four-hour podcast, Holy man. Come moly, on. There is a lot to do. In fact, um, sometimes on the site for um, Just for the Hell of It Monday, uh, back in the day, I did a little retro reviews myself because it's something that I hadn't uh, And even before done. that, just retro reviews. Yeah, we had retro reviews. We had some free well. time? All right, let's do some old book. And I will promise you, Eric, and the listener and Chris himself, that once the new year starts, 2016, I am going to try to do more of that on Mondays. I will try my hardest. I just keep falling behind. Uh, this, the end the of, end this of the year has been rough, yeah. Yeah, the end of the year, uh, December was not very good for us keeping up with things. I, I caught up a little Fuck, the November other day. November wasn't either. Yeah, I know. Actually, actual comic question for you guys. Any favorite single issues, DC or otherwise? For me, I'd go with Tales of the New Teen Titans, number 55 by Marv Wolfman and Ron Randall. Amazing chap- character piece on Beast Boy and Deathstroke. Definitely worth checking out. Also, Who is Donna Troy from New Teen Titans, number 38, is also fantastic. Big New Teen Titans fan. Anywho, dig the show, keep up the great work, and thanks. That is from Chris, and I thank you for writing. Chris, do you yes, have you, any Chris. single issues? Single issues, I do not. I, the one thing I would say, though, is that when Identity Crisis came out, that really affected me. Because like I said, I re- was a big Marvel fanboy as a kid. And once I read a bunch of DC as well, but once Identity Crisis came out, I pretty much stopped reading Marvel and just focused on DC completely. Now, 
Uh, my favorite. Series, this is where the real shit's going on. DC. My favorite issue: uh, Batman and Robin Eternal Twelve. Eric, piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I have a lot, but they're they're all like New Fifty Two and, and on. You know what I mean? I yeah, think I it was was it Flash Twenty Three that I really liked. I have no idea. I think that was one of them. Also, I liked uh, Grayson. Wasn't that right before the Grayson Month issue? Yeah, it was. Uh, and it was right. Oh, jeez. That was Reverse remember. Flash, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, was the it? Reverse Flash. But yeah, I really like that. But yeah, um, because of the fact, like I said, I don't have any old school. But I did read uh, Identity Crisis because you told hold me. Hold on, hold on. Really what was that, that one you had as a kid that you had no idea was going to Doom was Patrol? Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one issue, whatever Somehow, it was. there was one issue of Doom Patrol that I got my hands on and I just looked through it. <laughs> Again, everybody has these uh, big stories about how they got into comics. And it's always that one issue that they got from their uncle or whatever. Yeah. Somehow, I got this Doom Patrol issue. And I was like, oh, this looks like a bunch of nonsense. I think the I first comic I ads. bought, up, like I actually went out and made, like made somebody get me, like my grandma Gennardi's, was a uh, spectacular Spider-Man eighty-one. Really? I think that was the first issue. I like I had a bunch of issues. I just got other places and just had a bunch of comics, but this is the first one. I was like at the rack seeing. I'm like, my mom, I need this. What was the Midoriya? Uh, Joe Midoriya. Uh, Joe Midoriya was the Uncanny X-Men by like. Uh, I want to say the three twenties to the three oh, fifties. You didn't have like a specific issue that you. Oh really no! I, I issued th- like uh, I think I started reading it when Sa- uh, Psylocke fought F- Sabretooth, oh. and I loved it so much. Just pr- and pretty much it was all Joe Maduri's art back then. It was new style I'd never seen before. It was amazing, but uh, that was issue three twenty eight, I think. So three thirty seven, right after they defeated Onslaught, where all the ga- like all the X Men. We're just hanging out, making breakfast the next morning at the X Men mansion. Oh yeah! I just thought it was it was just an amazing issue. I had such a good time reading it. I still have that issue. It's well, all torn to shit. Really? When I was a kid, um, I remember this one. I liked Action Comics number one. I guess it was. Um, also, a big fan of Detective Comics twenty seven. Eric, those are my two favorite issues ever, ever. All right, let's get on with the mail. Next one's by Mark. Eric, don't tell. Uh, Mark says, hi, Jim and Eric. And if you remember, Mark's the other guy forced into sending a mail. And we have Why do you keep questions. forcing people, man? That's because I like to force people to do things. It makes yeah, me I heard feel that about powerful. you in college. Makes me, yeah, really. Makes me feel powerful. Eric. Mark man. says, hi, Jim and Eric. I do read the new Batman Beyond. Remember, we asked Oh, yes, I remember Because Mark. he said he was a big Batman Beyond fan. And I said, you know what? We've never heard from somebody who that was their favorite comic or favorite character what they think of the new uh, Batman Beyond. So he says, I do read the new Batman Beyond comic, and you guys are right. It's a Grayson-like situation for me. I realized I'm a Terry McGinnis fan, not necessarily a Batman Beyond fan. Not that Tim Drake has been acting like a Batman Beyond, nope. more like a new 52 Red Robin Beyond. Not even that, because he, he's been a big-ass dummy through the majority of the six issues. Actually, we're at seven issues now. But he's starting to become more Tim Drake-like as the story progresses. Well, I'll tell you that since uh, Batman Beyond and Batman Eternal, or Batman and Robin Eternal, I, I fucking hate Tim Drake. I know I you do. I can't stand him. I'm I mean, telling you, he was never my favorite. He was mine growing up. In he the actually, 90s, he was huge. He actually was always my least favorite before. And now he's fallen like behind. There's empty spaces before him now. No, I, I agree. Though. He is, for the new 52, he is my least favorite Robin. Oh, oh he's so uninteresting and, and one-dimensional. As far as what I think about the book, there are pieces I like. Commissioner Gordon feels like an older version of the pre-new 52 Babs. I yep. think they did a great job with Micron. Yeah. All things considered, this version of Tim Drake, Futures and Batman Beyond, has been considerably less annoying and derpy than many of his other portrayals since the new 52 started. That's what I'm saying. Oosh. Granted, that isn't saying a whole lot, but still. My favorite thing, though, has been Matt McGinnis. 
Pooh, I did. At the beginning of Batman Beyond, I wanted to strangle him, and I thought he was going to sell everyone out. Remember, we kept saying him. that. You don't, you don't no, trust him at all. Not. First, he is a resistance fighter. Next, his brother goes missing and dies under what he views as mysterious circumstances. Then Tim shows up with the suit, and he feels like Tim is trying to replace his brother. Part of the reason I have kept reading is to see what happens to him. He's going to sell everyone that. out. I'm telling you, it's, it threw me off because, like I'm saying, I didn't read the Batman Beyond comics. You reviewed those. I didn't even bother yeah, the digital oh ones. Oh, God. Actually, I, now I want him to tell me if he read those. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Batman Beyond 2.0 I loved. Actually, I, I think that that's how he uh, stumbled upon the site. Okay. That's yeah, right. We that's got, that's you said, said that last time. Yeah, but so um, I love the animated series. And I'm telling you. That he was just a, like a snarky little brother kid, and that's all yeah. he was. He was just a sweet little boy, and I'm like, it's such a departure from well, what we got from the new Batman yeah. Beyond series. From that, it's like this throws me off completely. Boy, I love that Batman Beyond 2.0. I know it's you did. Such a good book. And in fact, that one issue, and again, I don't remember that one issue where you found out that Batman got Barbara Gordon pregnant. Oh, holy! Alex, you told me all about that. That was one of my yeah. favorite issues of all time. <laughs> then she got a little uh, freaking alleyway uh, abortioner. That's what your mother should have done. Really? I wish she did. We're talking well, about your my brother, brother right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, baby. two guys stabbed her in the alley. But then that's the same thing, right? Yeah, that's what I imagine there was a vacuum no abortion be like. It wasn't a coat hanger, just a friggin' knife. What are you going to plug a vacuum in out in an alley? Yeah, really. You, you just find the nearest outlet. Actually, you get live wire. She comes in, you plug it in her fucking asshole, and then you fucking vacuum it out. There you go, Eric. I don't that, know that's why. That's too much that's even this, for me. How dare you? You think that's too much? That's too much. Too much, brother. <laughs> uh, it was nice to know you, weeby geeks. All that said, the first arc was disappointing, especially after reading Future's End. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm telling you. All in all, that first Batman Beyond arc, it was not very good. I know you enjoyed it more than me. Boy, from me not even really reading all of Future's End because we... Future's End was garbage. That's the one thing that this podcast has helped out that I'm actually reading your books. You used yeah. to do these reviews. I'm like, God damn it, even his reviews are too long. I don't need to <laughs> read that garbage. I'd look at a couple pictures. I'll tell you, that 52 weeks of Future's End was just a prologue to uh, Tim Drake being Batman Beyond in his own series. That's fucking nonsense. Yep. I think when we were reading it, and I read the last one before you, you and I said to you, so and I remember I said to you, you know what? It all just set up him being Batman Beyond. You're like, I'm going to kill him. No, no, that can't be true. Yeah. And actually, I think of that first, I grabbed a clip off the first show that we ever did, and you said something like, if this whole year was <laughs> set up, I'll kill somebody, and that's what that was about. Well, it I gotta keep to my word, that. don't I? Yeah, you're gonna kill somebody. Are you gotta go get Jester and I'm break. hoping. Yeah, just keep talking about dildos. I'm hoping now that we are past all this brother eye stuff, things will get better. I think I it hope will. so as well. At the end of the day, this book so far has just been proof that Mr. DC has been riding around on his rickshaw <laughs> a bit too much lately. <laughs> now that the he's gonna get two rickshaws now that they have Batman uh, twice a month. Seriously, still a better book than Earth Two Society has. One for a cigar been. case. You're not a big fan of Earth 2 Society as well, are you? I don't think anybody's a big fan of Earth 2 Society. I'm really shocked at that. Well, I guess that book is just going to continue. I, I don't know. Why is that book continuing? I, 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 hope, I think they think Dan Abdick can make something of it. I'm telling you, <laughs> all of the pieces are there to have a good goddamn book. Yeah. It's been run through the it's been run through the ringer so many goddamn times now that I hope there's still enough pieces there to make something decent. But I trust Dan. That fucking I just like when you awesome. say that it's it's been World's Ends, bitch. Oh that was God. one of my favorite things you used to say. It's a little sexy. Yeah. All right. The next email is from Alex. Hey, too. Hold and, my pocket. Oh, my thanks, name's Mark. World's End. I'd like to thank Mark because I wanted to know what people thought. And then again, I think a lot of people probably uh, think the same way. 
as he did, and I am now officially saying that he is who uh, he officially speaks for every Batman Beyond fan. Uh, do I still have Green Arrow? You still do. Excellent. That's what I heard. Alex M though says, "Yo, Jim and Eric, yo, 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 how's the holidays treating you?" Holiday like. Did any of you bother to contact your mothers? No. Guess not. Your mom I talked to her. I talked to her on week. Monday. Yes. Yeah, I, I, the hell with her. She said she wasn't doing anything for Christmas. I said I was going to Jess's parents. She's like, so, so you're not coming over here for a bit? No, I'm just gonna go to Jess's parents. That's more than I said. Merry Christmas, ma. <laughs> I want to first start by predicting that this podcast will last longer on Weeby Geeks than Eric's relationship. Ooh. Also, well, I wanted so to know. So do I, actually. I feel like I've been in a relationship for eight years now. Jesus. Yeah, really. Also, I didn't I realize wanted to like, know. I've been married oh, forever. Forever and a day. Also, I wanted to know, how does listening to the podcast make... Does listening to the podcast make me a weirdo or a scientist? Weirdo. Definitely okay. a weirdo. Or maybe listening to your podcast makes me a weirdo, but reading your reviews makes me a scientist. Not I'm the way not I wrote. sure. Maybe you guys can do some research. <laughs> research? <laughs> Nonsense. Speaking of research, this week was a pretty good week for DC Comics, says Alex. Alex is in the minority there. Actually, no, I, I don't think it was half bad. You were telling me you don't care for it, but I, I thought it was pretty good. He says DK3, and I think he just wrote that to piss me off, has oh, stayed boy. interesting so far, and I really enjoyed this week's Cyborg. Did it I? I did not. Also, I, I thought like your Weirdo Awards had some good pick picks with the weirdies. Here is my abridged picks for the year of 2015. Best ongoing series, he says, is Justice League. Best writing team, Lee Barhamo. Not nice. only did he delivered it with We Are Robin, he had a fantastic run with his vertical, Vertigo title, Suiciders. That will yeah, continue I didn't read in that. 2016. I was actually looking forward to that and didn't read it. And I'm surprised that I didn't go back because I like We Are Robin so much. And I forgot that Lee Barhamo did that. Yeah, runner-up, Scott Snyder. Hmm. See, I told you. Best artist, Lee Barhamo and Suiciders. Lee delivers uh, in great detail a post-disaster Los Angeles with gladiator fights intertwined with classic film noir imagery. Runner-up, Greg Capullo. Come on, man. What's with this runner-up shit? Best issue, Multiversity Guidebook. All right. Uh, catalog of all the 52 artists was so cool. Went great with the Convergence stories. Runner it was up, really badass, but uh, it was a pain in the ass to review. Runner-up, he liked Batman number 40 and Batman and Robin number 40. Which I really thought you were going to say Batman 44. No, Batman and Robin 40, I think. <laughs> oh, I agree, man. Ones you liked. That's, uh, my, that's my book of the year. Yep, best, my issue of the year. Best event, Convergence tie-ins. As bad as a rap uh, Convergence gets and how overly repetitive those Convergence titles got. There were great uses of characters that were both fun and nostalgia. Uh, Filled with fun and nostalgia. Some of them were just great two-shot stories. I agree. I Wait, Like I said, I put for my pick? best event convergence. Uh, well, he says, while others were utter, utter turds, not good enough to be peed on by my recent deceased cat. <laughs> now, uh, some favorites include Justice League of America. All right. You like that one. Supergirl, Supergirl Matrix. That was terrible. Okay. What's wrong with you? I'm done with this. Yes. I'm, I'm leaving here. Goodbye. I'm putting my things down. Everybody have a great week. And, and I'm see back. You. Oh, Ooh, shit. Supergirl Matrix, I think that ended up being my least favorite. Uh, that and freaking The Atom were the fucking my least favorite. <sighs> Joel picked that as his uh, favorite title. Uh, Joel's an idiot. Title. Uh, Swamp Thing, which I that really good, like. Yeah. The Question. The Question was amazing. I'm telling you, I, I gave Superboy my pick overall, but it was a tough call. The only reason I gave it Superboy over The Question is because I went back and looked at my reviews, and the aggregate score for both was uh, better for Superboy. Yeah, I know I didn't go by that, but it still ended up the, my highest one. But I just went with a gut feeling. Superman. Uh yes. And he also liked Hawkman. 
which we didn't really like. Too uh, much. Hawkman, I thought okay. it got better in the second issue, but I didn't really care for the uh, first one. Wasn't there a lady with big, big boobs in that? Remember oh, yeah, Shire was so hot. <laughs> Runner-up Multiversity and New 52's Future's End. Whew, wait, best non-DC comic? He liked Big Man Plans, Eric. I don't big know what that Man is. Plans. His runner-up was Postal. I didn't even know. I thought Big Man Plans. He was talking about that sweater I had, the Big Man sweater. I was going to say, it sounds like something you had when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's that Big Man Plans. Killed. Didn't work out in the end. So that's my picks. Hope I wasn't too late with my email. And Jim, keep a lookout for the next Howling Commandos code. Nice. Yes, I will be keeping an eye out for that. And he says, thanks again for all the fun, guys. Written and lettered by Alex M. Thank you, Alex. Yes, thanks, Alex. And the next email is from Pistol. Pistol says, happy holidays, Jim and Eric. Rest happy in holidays. peace. <laughs> there you go, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. He made me do that. I hope you had a nice <laughs> Christmas. I'm surprised you aren't taking a break this week. I'll say me it too. again. Hashtag hardest working guys in comic reviews. Hashtag pod life. Yes. Well, what an episode last week. That inter- interruption from Jess was magnificently uncomfortable. I don't know how Jim stood it. I almost got up and left the room while listening. <laughs> it was like being at a friend's house when they start fighting and you just sit there with your heart thudding in your chest and your palms getting sweaty, not knowing what to do or say. To be clear, though, Jess has no uh, need to feel embarrassed. It's almost 2016. Sex toys are so common these days, it's passe, and it doesn't equate to sexual deviancy. If anyone should be embarrassed, it should be Eric, rest in peace, (laughs) who clearly cannot please his lady, forcing her to acquire marital aid. However, under the bathroom sink is no place to store such items. That is a shock. My favorite part was when Jim muttered under his breath after Jess's interruption, the total asshole reply of get him to work on time. <laughs> That's all I had. Anyway, I'll, the podcast... I'll tell you, though, the best part is he's talking about this. You and I are so against awkwardness. We have, oh, yeah. we have such trouble. And I'm telling you, I was just trying to fight through it to get to the podcast. Like, oh, my God. I was, oh, yeah. I was trying to be cool through the whole thing. I was so scared. There's, it was so awkward for me. <laughs> there's movies that get awkward. I have to turn them off. I, I, can't, I can't even, even watch, watch freaking any Ben Stiller flick because everything's all awkward all yeah, the time. Yeah, I just don't like Ben Stiller. Agreed. What do you think of that. Uh, but, yeah. I, I was very uncomfortable, <laughs> and I'm just I'm here across town. I don't get I don't even have to see it. I could be Mr. Big Guy and yell and scream stuff. But I was all scared too. I thought I'd hear. I should have pulled shot. my headphones out so she could hear you. Yeah, that would now that would have been funny. Anyway, the podcast was great. I think you talked about comics or something, but I was so derailed, like Jim, that I can hardly remember what else happened. My comics have been delayed in the holiday mail, so I've fallen behind a week. I am always sticking with Batman and Robin Eternal. Me and him are the only ones left, I think. Though the last few issues have not impressed me. I think D-Ron's on board, too, still. Yeah, yeah. But I figure, I think he was going to drop it, though. I think he was going to drop it. And like I said last week, a lot of people are going to say that, but no, they're going to pick it up because they want to see what's going to happen. Well, again, you're already invested halfway through. Agreed. Keep going. But I figure if I made it through Future's End and the first Eternal, I can make it through this one. Also, what the hell is with Robin War Issue 2 being delayed? This event should be in the bag by now. Was it delayed? I don't know. I, I don't think he it was. Said that I thought that's weird, but I think that he might be right. I thought that it was going to end in December, and maybe that's next week. I'm not sure. It so would it make will, sense. To me. It actually... will still end in December of its next week. I I was not aware that it was it was delayed. Maybe he's on. You don't know something. shit about DC Comics. Yeah, maybe uh, this week there was not a lot of news, and I didn't even look for much. So maybe that's holiday was... season. Yeah, let it go. By the way, Jim, I'm a classically trained chef, <laughs> and Scotland happens to produce some of the best chefs. Say, so, what are you gonna do? Fucking boil something? Yeah, How do you really... be classically trained? 
Hey, everything you got, put it in that pot. No, put it in the pot. Everything they got, you put it in a fucking sheep's stomach. Jesus Christ. We just get a bad rap because some Scots deep fry everything. Oh, deep fry. That, yeah. I'm like, I, boiling is freaking England. No, I, no, I no. always get you too The confused. way that uh, when I was in England <laughs> the last time, and I was, it was a long time ago, what I got from England was everything was cooked in about 800 pounds of butter. And boy, it was tasty. <laughs> the most famous, of course, is the deep fried Mars bar, which I'm sure you would love because we all know you are a great big fat person. Don't they have them in, like, the state fairs and shit like that? Yeah, they do, like, all those now, yeah. But, uh, boy, um, you probably have never had a Mars bar actually from England or the U.K., have you? No. They're really good. I like them. That was one of the candies that when my mom goes every year, I'd have her bring home a couple of I want to say I had Mars bars as a kid, but maybe I'm just thinking of the Mars Corporation. No, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the big uh, candy company there. My favorite, though, of all the candies in, in England, and I keep saying England, but it is the uh, UK, is the Crunch Bar, which I'm making sure that I, I have the I'm right saying, You mean the Nestle Crunch Bar? No, no, not the Nestle Crunch. And in fact, I'm thinking that maybe it's called something else. This is what I always thought I'm it was. I'm saying Crunch, I think it's trademark. Uh, no, this is different. This is I'm different. saying you said the Crunch nope. Bar. It's the Crunchy Bar. Okay, there you yeah, go. You don't, I don't think the trademarks really, they might not, uh, you know, you can have different ones in different countries. I don't I don't know. think that's but correct. But it's the Crunchy Bar. It's a Cadbury uh, bar, and it's okay. a honeycomb uh, dipped in chocolate. It's probably the sweetest thing you've ever had in your life, besides me, Eric. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is so good, but I can only eat, like, one of them ever. It's so sweet. So, so you're never going to have one again, you're saying? Probably, well. I'd never have one again because my mom would bring these home. She goes to, back to her uh, family like twice a year, and she'd always bring me uh, Smarties. As another I, I've been telling brings. you for three years to get me freaking uh, Christmas crackers, yeah, and you haven't done it yet. I don't talk to her anymore. So that's, that's, but uh, he says uh, the Mars bar. Smarties. Just take a Mars bar or a chocolate bar of your choice. Dip it in a sweet batter and deep fry it until golden. Then you have a stroke and develop diabetes just looking at it. Yep. I've had a... Um, How do we not have this in America? I've had a deep-fried... I forget what I had. It was that... Snickers. Fair. It might have been a Snickers, but I, I forget what it was. But, boy, I'm thinking about that crunchy bar again, Eric. Because really I went like to... Uh, when I was in West Virginia visiting my grandparents years ago, I know we went to the Virginia State Fair. Yeah, my gra- my grands comes out. She's like, hey, you guys want to go to the State Fair? I'm thinking, yeah, why not? We're in West Virginia. We had to go to the Virginia State Fair. It was an hour and a half fucking drive. And I was in the back of a quad cab. So my knees were up in my freaking neck. I always wanted to go to the Minnesota State Fair. That's the big one. Uh, That they have everything fried on a stick. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure I saw fried uh, Snickers bars next to the tractors and the cows. Yeah, I had something else. I can't remember what I had. I actually had it at the Quakertown Carnival. They fry shit up there, too. Everybody's into frying shit and putting it on a stick. I don't go to the carnivals. I know when I was part of the fire company, I loved going to carnival because I liked making the pizza there. Yeah. But besides that, I don't go to carnivals. Yeah, the the one in, the actual Quakertown one is it's terrible. Is it? Yes. Anyway, keep it up, guys. Have a great end to 2015 and have a happy new year. And like Ryan says, I'll see you on the other side. Copyright BDC. <laughs> Love pistol, obsidian, blackbird, McKnight, super ass chef. Jesus Christ. Hashtag hot water burn really baby. <laughs> no, I, I added that last part. Okay. Hashtag hot water burn baby. <laughs> I hate that quote. You, you want me to get, bring that back up? No. Uh, hashtag welfare sandwiches and hashtag formal coat. All right. We're going to continue. <laughs> That's a badass formal we're coat. Gonna I'm going to get that bitch yes. dry clean before it gets cold again. Oh, yeah. We're going to continue on with the 
last email of the night. We only had five this week, and the last one, of course, is Manship. Okay. Manship's going to give a little breakdown of the podcast. Or actually, well, the I'm podcast you, and the site. What is with these all these people? I'm telling you, you sent me the outline today. I think we had two emails. Now I, I've been out of the freaking uh, knowledge of what's coming next for a while. Well, here's the thing is, a lot of these people always uh, email us on Fridays, and it was Christmas. You know, some of us celebrate a holiday where we want to be with family and friends, Eric. I like doing that some on Boxing us, Day. Some of us. I'm box you right beside your fucking head. <laughs> Comic books are constantly being reviewed on the Weird Science website and podcast, which is the main reason behind its popularity. We're popular? <laughs> I don't think so. Excellent. But what about an evaluation of those performing those reviews in 2015? Let's take a look, shall we? Shall we? The Quakertown comic is the linchpin of the Get Fresh crew, Eric. Without How him, everything falls apart. His voices are a fan favorite, along with the signature lines like, Come up and see me sometime, big boy. It's not rainbows all the time, however. Like all bosses, Jim persuaded Eric to record a podcast over Thanksgiving weekend and even on Eric's birthday weekend. It's hard to rate Jim's appearance as he's yet to reveal all of it to us. Hold oh, on, hold on. Serious Jim Werner. What? If you want to know what Jim looks like, there's a movie that came out back in the 80s. It was called Mask. It had Eric Stoltz and Cher. His, he looks just like Rocky Dennis. I look more like Cher. <laughs> hey, I don't. I can't even do a Cher. I'm trying to Why think would how you Cher want to? Talks. You have to talk out the side of your mouth if you do Cher. Oh, God. Uh, Is yes. that because she had a stroke or because of the plastic uh, surgery? Hey there. Hey there, big boy. I'm just Mae West. Yeah. Cher. Uh, he gives Jim a 8.1 out of 10. All right. The next one. America's Sweetheart is another integral part of the Get Fresh crew. Eric is the perfect gang to Jim's ying, providing a villain on the podcast when needed. His biggest villain moment of 2015 was, of course, the infamous Batman number 44 review. <sighs> Some women listeners argue that his on-air dildo rants was his biggest villain moment of the year, though. Unlike Do we have Jim, any women listeners? Unlike Jim, Eric has revealed himself to his fans' delight, as the headbands always fit perfectly. Uh, you cannot get these pictures out enough of you. I thought that maybe you'd have a, you have your own personal Twitter account. I think you also have another Twitter account just with pictures of yourself. He Mm. gives you an eight out of 10, eight out of 10. This is nonsense. It wasn't all pinatas and cola in the beginning. between Reggie and weird science comics, blog, blog spot crew, but it has worked itself out. It is true. Reggie almost got me to quit the podcast very early. Reggie <laughs> no longer sends in emails, but makes up for it with a Reggie's Recklessness segment. He's a sensitive guy. listeners with his sweet voice. Swing low. That's my Reggie. His nice. segment is preceded by a Reggie version of Monday Night Football theme that gets fans pumped. Just like his real last name, Reggie has remained a mystery to his fans, leaving us to come up with our own image of him. And Reggie gets a 7 out of 10. Now he goes, I have a soft spot for this member of the Get Fresh crew as this person provides lots of insight with their special website pieces and it has helped get this formal Marvel fan caught up with some DC history. He is, of course, talking about Jody. Jody's old school Dark Knight series reviews helped many get into the twisted saga just before the new Dark Knight series debuted. Another nice. hidden face in the crew. Jody is still working on his look to someday reveal to us weird science fans. I only recently found out that Jody's a dude. Jody gets a <laughs> 6 out of 10. We've seen Jody. Yes. Phantom Stranger looking in that picture. That's what right? I've seen. Yep. There is not enough information at this time to properly rate Joel. We'll get more Joel on the year-end uh, review thing, the year-end awards. Fans hey. of the site really appreciate his Prez reviews. Joel is a good guy, I guess. I assume Joel's a guy. 
Hopefully, we will hear more from Joel in 2016, and he does not rate Joel because he does not know enough about him. And then he says, arguably, the third most senior member of the Get Fresh crew, Ryan has remained extremely reliable, except for Thanksgiving. Guy Ooh. took off. He's actually sending him one tonight, though. Thanksgiving okay, weekend, he's out. Thanksgiving, he's out. Uh, because of that. Thanksgiving came on a Thursday. Yes, but yet as it he, does. But yet he... Fuck yeah, but I'm saying, but yet he's in this weekend when Christmas was yesterday. Don't yeah, understand you. you. Don't understand you, Ryan. And he's even started his own spinoff podcast. Ryan's Brightest Daycare Clark segment, The Other Side, gives the fans some great non-DC content to help spice things up. Ryan, too, can be found on the internet, but that requires work, which 99% of the listeners are too lazy to do, including myself. He gives Ryan a 6.5 out of 10. Nice. Once an important part of the podcast, Dan's Geek News has been missing for months now. Dan's segment was a fan favorite for many reasons, but not always for positive ones. Guessing if cricket sounds were either added by Eric or from Dan recording in his car with the windows down became an enjoyable part of the podcast for some. I'm sure Dan's image can be found somewhere on the internet, but most listeners lost interest when his passion for Geek News faded, which was probably the second episode, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> so, are still some are still hoping that Dan can embrace his talents and give us more Dan's Geek News in 2016. Dan you don't count a, on that. Dan got a three out of ten. Dad, do not hold your breath. Uh, we keep up with Dan though. We we look at his Twitter, get a couple chuckles. <laughs> got a crazy ass Star Wars shirt for Christmas. Might be the ugliest shirt I've ever fucking seen in my life. I actually thought it was pajamas, and and even it that, might be. even these pajamas. Oh my God! What it, it's black, right? It's a black shirt. It's gray. Is it gray? I thought it was black because it has what Tie Fighters and X Wings all over it. I thought they were. It's a gray shirt with black Tie Fighters and X Wings. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. Worst shirt. He's so Look happy. Down. So happy Short with sleeve. that shirt on. Holy. Crap. Hey, his mom gave that to him, man. Did she? Did he? I have no uh, did idea. She? I I just I see that shirt and I laughed. And if Dan is listening, I'm sure... What's your Christmas spirit, Dan, baby? Dan, get back on that fucking treadmill. Jesus Christ. Gain, Jesus Christ. Gain a little man. holiday weight there, buddy. The polls are in, and the fans overwhelmingly want three things for Christmas. Everyone the Get Fresh crew needs to be on the podcast somehow, which we will be coming up this week. It's going to be... Hopefully. Get Fresh crew picture, wearing a mask is okay for those with wooden teeth that need be. I really want Jim to be rocking a luchador mask. Yeah. Um, and give us some freaking news, any news, on Stinky Jamie. Oh, shit. There I is, do have some. You do have an update. Don't I you? talked to my mother, and since I was talking about the podcast, I brought up Stinky Jamie. I almost forgot all about this. Yeah, I forgot about it, too. Um, As I was talking to her, I was telling her the story of the podcast. It's like with those bastard kids of his trying to order pepperoni pizza and me not liking it. Thing is, my, my child memory is not remembering things the right way. As she corrected me, it turns out the one with the two jerk-off kids was not Stinky Jamie, but another boyfriend whose name is Dirtbag Doug. Her <laughs> words, not mine. Oh, God. So Dirtbag Doug. Who are these, is one, where's your mom meeting these guys? Well, knowing my mother back then, the bar. Yeah. Well, I, I really, I, I'd like to say that if I'm a woman and I go to the bar and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm a little lonely. Oh, who is this fella? Oh, that's Dirtbag Doug. Yeah, I think I'll steer clear. The thing is, I'd like to think, I would like to think, really, but uh, I have no idea. I'd like to think the name came after they broke up, because she told me how she loaned him money to buy a car, and he never paid her back. The end. And then he became <laughs> Dirtbag Doug. Before that, he was just Doug. I like to think this, but I have no idea, because Stinky Jamie, I know for a fact, we called Stinky Jamie while she dated him. Now, so Stinky Jamie did not have kids? Did not have kids, and apparently the reason she dated him... <laughs> 
It's because he had a house, his own business, and in my mind, it looked like fucking Rick Rude from the WWF days. <laughs> I love Rick Rude. <laughs> I like when he would he'd do this move where he'd like get the sweat oh, I know. on his hands and flick it. Uh, did Stinky Jamie do that move? I can't. I'm telling you, as as I found out over this phone call, my childlike memory is completely false. I've been adding all this shit together, so I have no idea what's real and not oh, real anymore. What I found out was that you own a house in your own business. It doesn't matter. You smell like shit. You're getting exactly. the ladies. That's all you need to do. And what, did your mom make you call him Uncle Jamie? No, that never happened. I don't know where you get the idea where all of my mom's boyfriends made me call them uncle. or uh, like It's my not mom the made. idea that I get from your mom. I get the idea that's a... a very common thing with a lot See, of people. I have never heard that before in my life. Yeah, that's a, it's. Here's the thing: your mom had no shame in her game. She didn't care. She was going to date these guys. She, she was going to get free drinks, and no, she was going to get fucked. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that she didn't care if you knew she was dating guys or whatnot. That's yeah. what happens when these guys would come over to a house. Um, and the little kids go like, oh, who's that? Oh, it's Uncle Fred. It's because they're afraid to admit that they're getting plowed later that night. It's just an uncle visiting then, and you know, and I don't know why. It's weird, too, because then you're like, oh, that's Uncle Fred, and the next thing you hear crazy things going on in the bedroom, and you're like, boy, these uncles, I don't know what family's all about here. The only uncles I had like that growing up were all the guys my mother worked with. Okay. So don't oh, say don't geez, say that. I, I don't know what's going on then. Who, who knows? Your mom wearing that uh, pink cowboy hat? Not back then. She had I, some. Actually, no. She didn't. I wouldn't say she had class, but she, you know, put herself together pretty nice. I hope. Until she had a few drinks. I hope your mom does not listen. Well, that's to the this. thing. On the phone call, when I was talking about all this stuff, I was like, I want, I want to give people updates on Stinky Jamie, and I want. She's like, she's doing the stories and stuff like dirtbag. And you were shit. actually afraid to ask her about these things because you thought that not afraid, but you just didn't want to get involved. Is well, really. The, Behind the scenes, why we haven't had a Stinky Jamie uh, up Exactly. You did not want to call her just to ask. But then no. once she started going in the podcast and stuff like that, all it's bets were off. Free game that, right there, okay, yeah. and so you just went with it. Any but, other any no, other great stories? Did you ask her about the, the ice cream truck abduction? No, I told her about that when we talked about it the first time. And she until, like I said on the podcast, I think it was we brought it up. I never told her that story until after we recorded that podcast. A lot of things happen that with with kids like you it's a big story for you in your life but your mom would have no idea about it. no idea i'm telling you because you know you're afraid of getting in trouble so you keep shit to yourself yes that's like home alone yeah everybody says oh why didn't he call the police he thought that the goddamn family was disappeared because of him <laughs> i'm but, uh, telling you i we watched uh home alone uh the first one probably three times this weekend nice um already this holiday we watched two twice and unfortunately, I think three, three times now. They love Home Alone 3. Well, I think two gets a bad rap, but I love part two as well. But three, um, three is not that great. No. I watched three for the first time. I think it was the beginning of this month. I even told you while I was watching it. Yes. And uh, the best part is it's freaking, um, uh, what is it? Jake Ryan's girlfriend is the mother now. Without <laughs> Cynthia Made you from 16 Candles. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, they really like three in my house. I actually uh, was hoping we'd watch something else. I was begging for anything. And again today, while I was getting ready for the podcast, they had Home Alone 3 on. <sighs> and no, I did not hit them. Did you? I, I but wanted no, but to. No Home Alone 4 taken back the house? No, they didn't do that or that Home Alone 5. I don't, e I don't even know if that's the subtitle or if that's part three. So I have no idea. Once it gets past two, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't. But for I the end of Stinky Jamie, though, I wanted like an update so I could try to find this dude on Facebook or anything like that. My mother can't remember his last name. Really? 
Really? Remember, I wanted you to give everybody his, his uh, Twitter account. Or his oh, yeah. I wanted to find the dude and give updates on like a freaking weekly basis. But no, I just she, uh, I guess she might be thinking about it now. I have no idea what I'm well, going to talk to her again. I was going to say that he probably isn't on Facebook or those things, but he was probably your mom's age, right? I would think so, yeah. And your mom's like big on Facebook. Yeah. She loves it. She loves it. But yeah, that is uh that's our manship he signs off as. I think he is running out of names to give himself <laughs> because I think we had that one before. I, correct? I believe our manship was uh, one. Ah manship. I give you a two out of ten for that name. Boosh. What do you think of that? But we're gonna move on, Eric, because that's it. That's all the mail. All right. All the mail. We're gonna move on to Reggie with his recklessness, and he has not sent it yet, but he told me to tell everyone that what he is going to talk about is going to be a very special Christmas episode, Eric. That's we awesome. always love the very special Christmas episode. I sure we? do. Ah, uh, yes. So we're going to take it over to Reggie. fellow comics enthusiasts and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Clark Moore. Though Christmas was at minimum two days before you are listening to this podcast, I thought that in the spirit of the holidays I would share a little poem I wrote while giddy with seasonal cheer. And yes, that does mean while drunk on eggnog. T'was the night before Christmas, and all through Jim's house, were three kids in the kitchen and four on the couch, and two in the bedroom and three kids on the drive. Whose children are these, said Jim. I thought we only had five. These are friends, said Jim's wife, and they're very excited to have this holiday party to which you are not invited. That's fine, said Jim, retreating upstairs with a glance. I'll be in the attic, where I don't have to wear pants. Jim approached the space where the magic is made, where the podcast recorded and our humanity fades. Upon opening the door, Jim collapsed in hysterics, for there on the floor, our imaginext friend, Eric. Before Jim could speak, Eric asked him reprieve. My girlfriend has Mike over and told me to leave. Or was it Matt or Scott? Heck, it could have been Steve. I'm just glad she's got someone with whom to spend Christmas Eve. Well, that's great, said Jim, with his face in a scowl and a trace of arousal as he pulled on his trousers. Since you're here, might as well. Time is burning, not last. Let's record our very first live emergency podcast. So while Eric sobbed, Jim took his first caller. You're live on the air, he said, in the back, Eric bawling. Hello, Jim and Eric. This is Daniel DiDio. To say on this night you'll be called by a trio of creators you've hated that formed an insurgence, and I haven't forgotten your reviews of Convergence. With that, he hung up. Jim and Eric just stared. Then the next call came in. She was live on the air. Good evening, my chicklets, al dante fresco venti. I'm that kaleidoscope vibe writer Annie Nocenti. I can make you trip balls with my high-minded Bibles. I think I'm tripping already, said Jim. I didn't even take NyQuil. And Nocenti hung up, and Eric felt lighter. Until the next call came in from Batman writer Scott Snyder. Eric, you scumbag, you son of a dog's whore, 
How dare you give Batman 44 a low score? I'm sick of you pansies, it's not all in fun. I ain't going out like my man Cullen Bunn. Jim and Eric were stunned, then the next call came in. It was from Cameron Stewart, and each pointed, blame him. Guys, don't get anxious, said Cameron's warm, soothing tone. I'm cool with your comments, no, no need to pick bones. So you don't like Batgirl? No biggie, you're choosers. Just like I hate your podcast, because you're nothing but losers. And with that, it struck midnight, Jim and Eric deflated by an evening of calls from their favorite creators. Though they might enjoy the comics by others, without books to hate, makes podcast stats suffer. So from us at Weird Science, DC Comics, blog dot, blogspot.com, podcast, Weird Out Loud, we are not. We wish you a Merry Christmas, or whatever your deal is, and to all those lame books, even those by Tim Seeley. Have a happy and fruitful new year, my fellow comics enthusiasts. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. I know Santa, I know Jesus, I'll risk you when your family is in. All right, we're back. Okay. We are back, and we're going to pick up the pace, Eric. Pick up the I don't think the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, the Eagles look like they're going to lose. The season will be over. and I think our break was longer than Reggie's segment just because we're fucking updating yeah, on the was. Eagles. I kept freaking refreshing the website <laughs> to try to get the uh, score. And you told me about Ted, too. Sure did. Ted, too. But we forgot one thing. We were going to talk about if Damien had his own solo book. This was something we mentioned last week. And we said if Damien had his own solo book, like if what he became we a hero call, when he grew up, what we would call his character, what we'd like his solo character after being Robin. Yes. Um, what would we call him? And what did you come up with there? I think he would just be awesome as known as Talon. Talon. And honestly, from what we That's got from awful. Robin, son of Batman here, I can see it. I said that I, if you're going to go that route, I would go with Heretic because the Heretic killed him. And yes. he would take that as almost like a fuck you. But I'm going with Chaos, Eric, with a K. Oh, that's terrible. That is what I came up what, with. What, do you want to be part of the Dark Ones now? Nope. Or so I also like the Omen. That was my The favorite. Omen, yes. I have that as well. Pretty much I you was, just started labeling off freaking religious uh, horror fiction. No, I was actually looking up a lot of different things, like what different birds were associated. Like the phoenix. All right, could how, have been because it's a bird and he came back from the dead. That name is terrible. Yeah. But, um... You know what he's going to do? He's going to grow up. Talon. He's going to change his name to Meatloaf and to start putting out albums bad out of hell. Yes. Tells his whole life story. Talon. Yeah, that, Batman changes his name to fucking Joker. Hellbat. Hellbat? Mm-hmm. I don't like that either. I think he'd just go Damien. What the Meatloaf. hell? Just keep it with Damien. Meatloaf. He just goes out as Damien? Yeah. Ah, I'm Damien. I'm here hey, to help. Damien. Damien here. It's like Grayson. I'm the bat's Damien. head. I'm Damien. Wayne. Call him Wayne. <laughs> Dwayne? Uh, that'd be great. Dwayne Wayne. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right, Eric. This is the meat and chess of the podcast, which is the books. And Getting classy with wanna... the chess. Yes, the chess. I like a soft chess to spread on crackers is what I like. That's how I like my chess. That's awesome. But if I you want to read all of our award-winning reviews. Buclet surprise. Uh, as Manship has told you about earlier, go to weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. 
I think we just, I don't even remember that. We overtook the mail with just nonsense again. Yes. Uh, yes, we did. And I also want to remind everyone that these books are going to contain many a spoiler, Eric. And I many a spoiler. I don't know if you realize that this week I actually had a review where I put in spoiler. I did not uh, end realize. spoilers on there. I believe it was Justice League 3001. I told basically the whole goddamn book. So I thought, you know what? I better put in spoilers. I put that, and I think people appreciated it, Eric. People I think they think I was it. my review. No, they didn't because it actually made sense. And uh, I didn't put every goddamn picture in there. No pictures. Actually, I did put pictures. But there was uh, one thing where did. when we get to um, Aquaman later, I was trying to figure out when that could have come into uh, play. <laughs> You'll meet both. And I looked up, uh, I think it was Superman 39. No, actually, I looked up Superman 39 just to see because it says that that takes place before Batman 40. It True. spells it out. So I wanted to see, you know, kind of what was going on about. And that was before I put pictures in my reviews. <laughs> Boy, it looks just barren. Yeah, it's uh, ugly. We'll get to that later. But the first book we're going to talk about, Eric, your is... Books were, your reviews used to be Plain Janes. Plain Janes and still award-winning. Award-winning. Ah, uh, yes, I let my words do the talking, Eric. Think the praise that James Bonney's been giving you is going to your head. Yes, James Bonney. He's making me all big-headed. But yes, Batman and Robin Eternal, number 12. John you know who's Brown not giving me praise is Ed Brisson, Eric. Because no? this is written by Ed Brisson. Art by Javier Pina. Goran Suzuka, John Rauch, and Corey Breen. Corey Breen. Ed Brisson continues his eternal run by giving us a sculptor origin story and showing us that Batman was very willing to join Mother in acquiring his heir. While I enjoyed the sculptor bit, the Batman part doesn't feel right. When Dick suddenly gets fear, tucks, and nightmares again, I'm not sure what we're supposed to believe anymore. The issue then ends with a bloody cliffhanger that at least shows us that Cassandra is alive but far from well. Don't have a lot to say about that in my little intro. And just uh, general feelings before I go on. This is Ed Brisson has these two issues, and they haven't been bad. They haven't been they bad. Just it's all been really played out on Mindscape. I'm just saying, they haven't really done much to excite me, though. You basically got a Cassandra Kane origin last week and a Sculptor, a sculptor origin, origin this yeah. week. And I don't know. They just It's kind of a lull in the action, but yet the action was shitty anyway. Well, the thing so, is, too, like, we get the sculptor origin here, but it didn't really do anything. She was there. Yeah, I sculpted these kids. I implanted, like, you know, things in their minds, and I'm sorry. Goodbye. Well, I'll tell you, like I said last week, uh, some people argue with me on the site, even, that they really like that Cassandra Kane uh, origin, and that's fine. And the sculptor origin, I didn't mind. It actually was okay. The problem is, to me... Did nothing for the story. Neither no. of them did. We no. already knew. It, it, it moved us along where they have to save these kids. Well, even if they get there the, late the now. Only, that's the only thing you get out of this is that when it goes on that she spells it out. Listen, there are sleeper cells. There's these people all out the mother's been controlling. If you can get rid of mother, that frees them. That's yes. about all you get. But we'll go into the nitty gritty here because it starts cut off, with, off the head of the snake and whatnot. Yeah, it starts off with Dick and Sculptor fighting and then right into that mind mind share. Mind but share. but Dick, you can't do that with the hypnosis. It's dangerous. I know, Harper. Shut up, Harper. Hey, Harper, didn't I just say that like five minutes ago? It's, and it, it is funny that she says that, and it means nothing because nothing. you know they're going in, um, which is odd because it seemed like last issue ended with them already in, then you yeah. kind of were out again, whatever. Uh, I, that's nitpicking, but yeah, still. Yeah, fine. Uh, but you go in and you get Sculptor's Origin, and again, it's nothing that really 
Hey, it's you were just, a kid, and uh, mother took you, killed your parents, yeah. and you were you had nowhere else to go, so you went with it. And if you ask me, last week, said, "Hey, Jim, you know what? Sculptor Origin next 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 issue. Come up with how you think it's going to be." Right. Well, I probably would have been pretty right on because there's nothing shocking here. I think uh, I would have talked more about her affinity for sunglasses. Oh, the or leather pants. I like leather those pants. pants. I like those pants, but. Uh, you do get a little of David Kane as a younger kid who just likes killing people. He is a psycho. He is Damien. Yeah, he without is. Without the back guidance. Da- well, yeah, he's Damien without any guidance. He likes to kill people. But what, what we get is that mother would kind of point out, hey, we want that kid. David would go in, kill the parents, <laughs> create this tragic origin take the kid to a sculptor who would use her mind powers there the mind, mind powers, powers would what she says she would scrub out the unneeded parts and eric she'd let them know they're loved right <laughs> she didn't so have weird. to do that but the, she wanted these the, kids to have something yeah uh, and i i put in my review it really seems like revisionist history to me like she's <laughs> really trying oh yeah to, i know she is really trying to uh, downplay her part in the whole thing <laughs> what's weird about it is as she's talking about uh, her family her family's just slaughtered she still was like, well, you know what? I still like being part of a family, though. <laughs> Seems very weird. And then you get a little bit of the, the children being trained. Then she she drops the bomb. Oh, they're sleeper agents. Again, nothing new, yeah. and nothing shocking. Uh, but then she does say, listen, if you stop mother, all those people will go free. But it has to be soon because mother's pissed. And now she's erasing the past. And you know, again, we, we kind of got that idea after the, Prague already. The weird part is, though, it seems like uh, the whole thing where, like, like you've discovered her thing. Now she's got to erase everything. I don't know. Like, you used this brought up Prague. But I got the idea while reading this that Cassandra bringing the freaking thumb drive was the thing that started it off. Where she's like, she's trying to go to Prague, stop that shit in Prague now, and do all this other stuff. But it makes sense now that they went to Prague, that that's the catalyst yeah, I, for her. I think once they hit Prague and Mother saw what was going on and, hey, Cassandra's with them, then I think that's when the shit really hit the fan. I think she even spells it out. I'm saying, though, because we already had those people going after uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, the kids talking to Dick at the museum before that yeah so i just was thinking maybe it's just like cassandra went a wall and brought the thumb drive so that's when she started fucking washing away everything yeah and again the whole thing with uh i don't know not the timing it seems weird because at first you had um mother here how can i explain this that you have already seen earlier when that guy went to bruce wayne and said hey yeah. and when they showed this alicia there was a grown-up orphan and sculptor with her. Right. And then after that scene is when Mother said to Batman, hey, I'm getting the idea that I could start doing this with kids. But yet when you see the kids going on in this issue, Sculptor and uh, David Kane are both kids. They're both younger, and it it doesn't make sense to me. That's one thing that I – and again, that's kind of nitpick. It threw me off a bit because I'm like, wait a second. This timeline does not make sense here. The no, way I didn't they think about that. It. Because they, like I said, they did the first time you saw the sculptor was when you had Mother, the sculptor, and David Kane over top this All adults, Alicia's yeah. body. They were older. So again, it, it that was threw only me like off. six, five years ago, something yeah, like that. It threw me off that all of a sudden when they decided to do this with the kids, that they. Because you got the idea before then that they were just getting adults. I, I don't know. The whole thing kind of wraps itself around it. I don't know. But then uh, she says to Dick, hey, you're going to you're gonna have to stop Mother. He keeps saying, you know, all he wants to know is where the hey, – where is she? 
Not even that. We're fucking starting this off. Show me the bit about Batman. Okay, yeah. let me tell you my life story. Yeah, I know. God it, damn it. The sculptor likes to just take you other places. But again, he's like, I need to know where she is. Let me take you on a fanciful so, trip through the mind. Yes. So again, say say she's in uh, Gotham now. Say right. whatever. Why can't they tell us this? Because even here she goes, okay, bing, and points at his fucking, touches his forehead, and supposedly the info is now on his yeah. head. Now you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think I that, don't. No, and I don't. And again, I think that she is completely fucking with him. She's not who she says she is. I wouldn't even be shocked now that she isn't mother. And I've heard people say this before. I, I wouldn't even be shocked at all the shit that they're finding out. She isn't planning and doing mind control. Eric. She's been mind doing this, like she, she projects freaking mother's image on well, people. Well, she's doing like some crazy the... shit in this issue because then it goes and he's like, hey, can we get to this Batman thing? Okay, so we oh, go. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, so we go, and basically the, the scene is Mother just berating Dick, telling <laughs> Batman how awful he is. And then finally Batman's like, you know you're right. Yeah, he's a little fuck up. I've given him a chance. I, I've tried. I've Maybe done my too best. many chances. Maybe, and it's like a Luke Skywalker. Maybe he was too old, Eric. Maybe he was too old. We shouldn't have trained him in the Force. But they do this, and again, you, all these people are so upset about this whole Batman thing. And even at this point, do you get any idea in your head that what he's saying to Mother is what he really means? Absolutely not. No. How could you? He's playing some kind of back yes, game. Yes, he's playing a back game. He's just like, hey, show me what's going on. He just wants I, to see what's going on so he could stop it. it has that, to be, not right? only that, Not only that, it's like... He tells mother, "Yes, I need an heir. You're right. My little, my little dick is not that very. Is that yeah, good? My little dick is is it's disappointing. It's, it's very always disappointing. disappointing to have a little dick. So when I get this new one heir going on, instead of sending orphan, I want to be there to do. It. I'm like, okay, this is obviously Batman doing something. He is yeah. stopping the situation. Yeah, he wants to go and see exactly who's involved and yeah. what they do, so he can stop it. Right at one point, that's what I get. It's Batman. One point, Mother gets a little sexy with Batman. She gets a little sexy. But there, there's Dick. He's crying. He's so upset. And she's like, listen, yeah, Batman can't do this. Oh, my God, Batman doesn't kill. That's the first rule. Uh, do you get, again, maybe in my, in my mind, this is after she implants the mother shit in his brain that she is completely making him go wacko. Because right. then all of a sudden, out of nowhere— He's experiencing what appears to be another fear toxin nightmare. And it starts out with him seeing Batman with, like with a gun with in his the, hand over top the, the kid. the little kid. And then he turns into a bat fucking demon or some yeah. toothed monster. And he's like, you're a mistake. You're disappointing. No, no. And he pulls out. It's like out. Batman if he got the Venom symbiote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it, he pulls out. And he's like, oh, my God. Never oh, pull out. Yeah, yeah, never. A dick should never pull out like that. It's very dangerous. It's even dangerous to keep it in there. I know. He's like, me. oh, we got to go get the children. They're in danger. Oh, really? We, we didn't know this before. But then my favorite part of the issue, because I had no idea oh, what either. was going on. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, she's like, come on, sculptor. You have to come with this. No, I can't go back. Her fucking forehead starts glowing. And she goes, I've done my part. And just puts her hands out. I'm like, what what's going and on? The thing is, at that point, the lettering gets faded a little bit. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's weird. I wonder why they did that. And then even <laughs> I get to the next one, I'm like, yeah, they're, I, they're on a cliff. Yeah, okay. What, what I thought happened was she said this. Now I didn't realize at first that also there is no wall. 
there are no, trees no. in the background. I thought maybe they were suddenly out on a porch. No, they got and, there's eccentric people. They got glass walls. And again, it's like she says, "Now you dream more." And then Harper goes, "You've got to be kidding me! What the hell was that? The whole thing was just an illusion." I didn't realize what was going on. I actually no, at that point that I, scene, I got it together. Now, actually, I thought at first I thought they had just left the mansion and were walking. Me too. And then I'm like. Wait a wait a second. What's going on? And I went back. I'm like, oh, so do I. I, I get it. It all disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like a dummy. We're, we're a little slow, but we but, get it. We get yeah, it eventually. But, uh, it really though was it? It was very confusing. It but wasn't again, very it, confusing, but right off, right from like uh, the get go, it was a little confusing. But wh- why I thought it was because it didn't really make much sense to me. But what you get then? So basically, she's just like, I've done my part. Everything disappears. The mansion, her, and I'm saying. At this point, I'd be like, I, I don't trust anything she has said. No. There, there wasn't even a goddamn mansion there. Dick's all about it, Jesus though. Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, we need to hurry. we got to go. Oh, my God, it's all a mirage. What a cheat. And he's like, no. And I, again, Harper gives the whole, uh, man, my first big uh, supervillain secret hideout, and it was a mirage. That's when I'm like, wait a second. I better go back. But okay. <laughs> That's when you picked yeah. up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, God, oh, God, what happened? So I go back. I see what's, yeah, I'm a dummy. But yeah. yeah, they go to find out, and then what you get is what uh, appears to be the nursery back and uh, throughout this whole thing. Terrible that's nursery. That's what it was. Yeah, really. But everybody seems to be gutted. All these people that were there Just are all dead and gutted. Just a bunch of kids slaughtered throughout and, a cave. Yeah, slaughtered, and there is Cassandra. She's covered in blood and uh, pretty much in uh, almost the fetal position sitting I... up. I really like it, though, because the way the panel layout started is telling the story with no, like, you know, uh, dialogue or anything. We yeah. just bunch of panels of kids as we pan out, seeing more, and then then we go to the freaking where we see blood, like, stains on the ground from where feet are walking away, and we follow the feet with the freaking panels, yep. go around a corner, and just see bloody-ass Cassandra yeah, right there. And, um, That's I, in, really good. It looks so good. In my mind, I'd love to say that I think that she did none of that, that she showed up and they were already like that. The only thing that'll be weird <laughs> if that's how it plays out is why does she have blood on her hands, arms, and upper legs? Face you know and I mean? hair. Yeah, and face and hair. There's no reason for that uh, unless she. We end up seeing that she actually maybe fought orphan and uh, ended up. You know, it's a cool cliffhanger though. Up. It is. It's really cool, especially because you haven't really seen her in a couple issues. Uh, it sets up a pretty exciting next issue. Next issue, James Tyne, and so. We'll, nice. We'll probably get a lot That's of info. That's a big issue, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that really threw me off again, and I'll say it every time, is you already um, see things with, uh, what's it called? With Orphan, with his uh, gas thing still. And yeah, every all time about the gas him, thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it's he's not weird. about the gas. Yeah. He wants to do things differently. Yeah. But he's sucking on that gas. He loves that gas, but... Again, I like the regular art. There was that kind of flashback art that I, I didn't really enjoy. Uh, but again, the, the art in this issue, kind of just down the middle. Nothing I like really that, that especially that last, that last bit. Oh, the last six, bit six, I love. amazing. Yeah, actually, that was the best panel of it the was. book. Uh, it's even the most detailed, and it has like a cartoony look. And I like the... Uh, Kind of like the uh, juxtaposition with the blood and a cartoony look, and you yeah. get a little emotion there. But other than that, it, it's okay. Um, again, though, this Ed Brisson stuff, it's just kind of just there. 
after these two issues, they haven't been a real disappointment like Dick is, Eric. He's I say I, I don't know Ed Brisson and what he does. I don't know the name off the top of my head. I like to know that he's like, in my mind, he's the flashback guy. Hey, we got a bunch of flashbacks. Up. Get Ed on that. Yeah, and uh, after these two issues, I actually didn't mind where we kind of settled down with Harper and Dick. But like you no. said, it's all been in this dreamscape. That's kind of been thrown off, but I actually gave this a 6.9 out of 10. And again, I, this sounds – people – I think somebody called me out on that. Uh, I, I forget where. But again, you have to probably. realize that I'm coming from fours and four fives. Six, nine, it's not bad. It What's actually – I think? left this issue uh, with a – you know, thinking okay about yeah. this. And so the last I. one as well, uh, they've picked up. And I this hope dude that, calling you out, though, he's like a 6 9 a terrible score in his mind? I think they think it is. That anything, I'm telling you, most people, when they read reviews, if it's under an 8, they get pissed. Uh, James Bonney doesn't, though. Eric. Whatever, man. Eight James down. Bond. I'm just going to do 8s from now on. If, it's, yeah, if I don't like eight. it, it's, if I don't like it, it's going to be an 8. If I like it, it's going to be a 9.5. It's weird, too, because some people, like a 5 means average to them. Yeah. Which you would think it would in a zero to ten scale, but we don't really go that way. Absolutely not. Um, my average in general of all my reviews is like a seven five. Six nine is not bad. Six Mine nine is, is almost seven. your average. Mine is so, a seven. Yeah, so I, I do not mind it, but it wasn't great. Uh, but I I didn't mind. What would it's you an entertaining it? enough book. I would yeah. give it a seven out of ten. Oh, seven. I just I didn't feel that it was good enough to get a seven. So I gave it a <laughs> six nine. But we're going to continue now with The Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, number two. And this is a book that neither of us review. Uh, Jody reviews it, but it's a big book. But again, this might be the last time we talk about it in full in the podcast, Eric, because I don't know. I am not digging it as much. I don't even know if we're going to talk about it in full here. Well, I don't don't know what you call in full because uh, this is written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. Frank Miller, every time I laugh. Art by Klaus Janssen and Andy Kubert. All right, and Jody actually sent me this intro. The nice. second chapter of The Dark Knight 3 hits shelves this holiday season and brought us the present of the truth. And I don't mean the Superman arc. We learned the truth of what happened to Bruce Wayne from Carrie Kelly's questioning of the GCPD. While across the country, Laura L., Superman's daughter, works with the Atom to grow the Kandorians to their rightful size. While both stories are interesting in their own right, the art between them feels very different as one looks fantastic and the other, well, doesn't. Add to that... To an even worse mini comic, and we find this comic lacking, but still enjoyable, Eric. Still enjoyable. I don't know why I want to start out with this though, but you were telling me before we even started the podcast, I liked the the ending, the epilogue, the mini comic at the end. I I thought that it was very unnecessary. It was very, but what we got though, I enjoyed. That's weird though, because if you just you could have done that whole thing. Basically, you get the idea that Laura is uh, her own person. She's a she's, she's a daddy's girl. She's a teenager who, yeah, she is more proud of being a Kryptonian than an Amazonian, and she basically doesn't want to listen like her mom. I don't know. I it, it's basically I really like that with Wonder Woman's narrative yeah. talking about how she was a kid once. Yep. She understands what Laura's doing, and like she doesn't want to listen. She thinks she knows everything, but wisdom comes, and then you realize that you don't know everything. I liked all that stuff as they were studying their training, and Laura was not interested at all and didn't have. They're like, "I'm Kryptonian. I don't need to train." Yeah. Like, yeah, attack me. Does nothing, ma. Fuck off. It seems uh, maybe it's because I've had uh, three teenagers already, and one just about <laughs> to be, and that basically it was like a teenager rebelling against their parent. And, and that's what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah, and I wanted to kill somebody. Aaron. I have the wisdom now to know that I was an asshole fucking teenager, and I said yeah. terrible things to my parents, and I was a, just a piece of shit. But I know that now. 
and I hate children because of it. Well, to, I'll tell you, it kind of ties in today. We went to the gym and my son Rafe was playing basketball. Actually, right. my two youngest kids were playing basketball. Before I went to work out, I said, hey, I'm going to shoot some hoops. And I always have the thing where you can't leave without making a, a basket. Right. Boy, it took me forever. <laughs> I am not the greatest at basketball, but boy, I'm better than this. And I'm trying and trying. And they're getting so mad at me. And they're, I'm trying to even show them how to shoot. They don't want to listen. It's just like freaking well, obviously that I wouldn't listen either if it's yeah. taking well, that long. Well, then I got done uh, working out. I came back and before we left, they wanted to play a little around the world. Boom, 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 boom. Six shots later, done. We left. I won. Nice. And I, I just kept mentioning it the whole day. I'm up on top of the world, Ma. <laughs> Freaking around you, the world champ. You little fucks will I never be a, as good as your old man, I will you, huh? Twelve and a huh? nine-year-old. They didn't even get the <laughs> chance to shoot. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, um, this is definitely. Sorry, I started us out on the end there. No, but I no, I'm saying the, the thing about this issue and the series it seems in general is obviously it's it's broken down into two stories Uh, i don't know if that's going to change if there's going to be more at it but it's basically carrie kelly batman deal and the whole uh kandorian thing and you go in and you would expect that you would enjoy the carrie kelly and the batman stuff and that's what i went in for yeah and that's not what i enjoyed the most out of this issue i didn't really care that much except for the very beginning of the carrie kelly stuff but I really did enjoy the uh, Adam and the Kandorian stuff. And that was something that I got more of a uh, almost thinking about it, uh, coming up with what I thought about it more. The Carrie Kelly stuff is pretty well laid out, uh, but then it gets a little ridiculous, which I didn't like. But at the beginning, she is incarcerated uh, and she's being um, the commissioner. is Yindel. Yeah, Yindel is um, Asner. And it's weird because... Carrie Kelly was all about yelling about Bruce Wayne being dead, yeah. and now she's gone tight-lipped. And That's I thought that do. was weird. I thought it was weird. Uh, it was the heat of the moment, Jim. Yeah, I guess, but they're not, it's not like they're asking more. They just want to know what she was talking about. And it just seemed a little odd. But I really like that when she finally opens up and she starts talking about you know Bruce dying. And she says that, um, hey, Bruce told me that he always thought he'd die alone. And she said, I told him he's not alone. She was there the whole time. Uh, the weird thing is we find out that Car- Carrie Kelly was Batman's prick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. saw that. I, wait a minute. I was like, what are you Turns out I was his prick. Huh? I was his prick. And I said, I don't think the carpet matched the curtains there, Eric, because <laughs> she's a redhead. Like, what kind of prick is that? Uh, but yeah, other than that, in that beginning part... You, I really like the beginning part. Yeah, I, I liked it. You you see Batman getting the crap kicked out of him. Holy moly, I told you it looked a lot like the, the All-Star Section 8 uh, over-exaggerated art. It was freaking nasty. But yeah, that whole part I liked. Well, then we switched to Ray Palmer with him working on expanding Candor. And I Laura liked, being a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I liked this better. I, I liked... But I didn't really get everything that was happening. He's getting help from Ball. And I was Ball, like, huh? I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I, I had no idea. So I'm looking it up. I really couldn't find much. But it looks like he's a Kandorian scientist. Ball. Kandorian yep. scientist. He's helping. His father has all the freaking calculations. But yep, he's not out the there. Thing. It's his Ball. But uh, you get that. And in the meantime, then you switch back to Carrie Kelly, where she's being transferred. And she escapes, and I did. You want to talk about that? Because I was confused. I and... don't know. They got... Azarella is doing his best to try to try to do the freaking Dark Knight yeah, speech, like I, he I, believes yeah. it would be. And I felt like I'm telling you, as a kid, when I first read Dark Knight, like you know, I don't shiv and all that stuff. It was kind of hard at first to understand, especially being a kid. But I got it. But here, it's 
she keeps talking about the heat, and I really I only read this book real quick to freaking get to the podcast. I have no idea what she was talking about. I'm just guessing she's talking about the cops. Yeah. But then she whistles and somehow signals the goddamn Batmobile. Which and the is thing, like the Bat Tank. Which it's like it's always been the Bat Tank in this. Yeah. But it, it releases her and then the, all of the freaking GCPD are against the Bat Tank and it tries to escape and Carrie's hiding underneath of it. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it, it's very... away. It looks like it's, Harley. It's very odd. I'm telling you, as much as I liked the beginning of it, I really did not like this for the dialogue and even just the nonsense of it. Yeah, I I didn't like it at all. And we said, now, again, a lot of people might get angry when we talk about this book, but we are pretty much come to the conclusion that Frank Miller had very little to do with this. Yes. That uh, Brian Azzarello flew. In my mind. Yeah, Brian Azzarello flew to talk to him about things, but this is the script. All this is pretty much 100% Brian Azzarello. And like you said, it kind of did throw me off. It seems like he's trying very hard. To but it doesn't jive. That, yeah, to get that feeling, and it just doesn't seem right to me. Um, yeah, and like you said, she's underneath the Batmobile. It, it just seemed like nonsense. Uh, yeah. I did not enjoy that part. Uh, but then we go, and you get more of this uh, Ray Palmer with the Kandorians, and I do like this part where they have pretty much played him. This ball has convinced him that, hey, we know how to get out of here. We're going to save a 1,000 Kandorians right now, and then we'll get more. We can get a 1,000 out. And he gets them out. And when they come out, I actually was torn between saying that they didn't all survive the process, but it looks more like they came out and slaughtered a bunch. It's, it's funny. Get, because we talked about it a bit before the podcast because we didn't review this. We just wanted to discuss a bit yeah, what yeah. we we're going to talk about. And when I, I'm telling you, I read this very quick just to get ready for the podcast, but I'm like, why could they only enlarge a thousand at a time? You had the answer because that was the plan. I must have skipped over that yeah. part, but you believe that, you know, oh no, he did it wrong. Yeah, I thought because even he looks like he's aghast when it happens. Well, yeah, you're, you're in front of a bunch of dead bodies yeah. now. Well, it just looked like he was like, but then when I look like you said, no, no, and I even uh, see now, I'm looking at I'm it saying, right now. Dude's got like. Either the dude's got the stigmata going on or he's got blood on his hands because he's murdered a bunch of folks. Everybody has. And there is actually one guy on the far left who is still beating the life out of somebody. But yeah, (laughs) he's like, oh my God. Ray Palmer's like, I don't know what happened. And you're introduced to this Quar. Quar. Quar, who is the father and Candor's savior. And then you're like, okay, I get it. This is a cult. Sure is. Quar says, listen, they said I was crazy. Uh, everybody on Kendor laughed at me. They Look, there is a was... UFO behind the Hale Bob comet. Nobody yeah. wanted to listen to yeah, me. They they got in their jumpsuits and out of Kendor they went. But on their uh, Nikes and shit. Yeah, and basically Quar then uses the ray that the Adam used to the enlarge ray? them. The Ray Palmer. The Ray Palmer, and <laughs> he reversed it, shrunk the Atom down, and this uh, ball who was helping I, uh, I was just stomped them, pushed them like a bomb. I was so mad that Ray just stood there and took it. I, I actually like, think he's still in shock. I know. I'm telling you, he is. I'm just so he's a yeah. fucking superhero, and he just let himself be murdered yeah. right here. And it, it, were you? It, it was shocking. It was kind it was, of a shocking. It was very fucking shocking. I'm telling you. Then Quar gets up and pretty much heat visions Candor, and that was shocking to me. That was very. That's, I'm telling you, for the amount of fucking play that Candor had and strikes again, yeah. it is crazy. Now, yeah. okay, we saved people of Candor. Now that it turns out. 
It's the crazy people, Kandor, and they just destroyed him. Holy they, shit. This whole time they were playing him, it was all a plan to get out, kill him, and destroy Kandor. It's and now we're the though. only Kandorians. And it's weird because it's almost like he's like, they called me mad. They called me a monster. And <laughs> you would think that he was going to do something to make to be them... the savior? Yes. And maybe, I mean, Not to, to, destroy me, her? to me, I would have kept the city of Kandor there, shrunk, and I would just laugh at them the whole time. You'd just be above them laughing. Yeah. Nope. He takes him out. I, it's weird, though, because who – now, he, yes, he's won, but he really – you I, don't I have a much gloating. Hey, hey, fuck y'all. Yeah, I won. That's what he says. And I'm telling you, this part really interests me because now you're going to have this crazy cult. They've killed Ray Palmer, who yeah, uh, Laura was friends with, it seemed, yeah. or at least was an associate because uh, Ray was she, friends I'm with sorry, her father. She's all, she's all daddy issued, though. Yeah. She wants to be a Kryptonian. That's even what we get at the end of the freaking uh, the little backup story, how much she wants to be a Kryptonian compared to an Amazon. And here she realizes, fucking Kryptonians are fucked up. Yeah. Or maybe she's in on it, Aaron. God, I hope not. Ooh-wee. That'd be crazy. But then uh, the book ends with a crazy cliffhanger where Carrie Kelly has got, obviously, she was saved by the Batmobile. She goes back to what appears to be the big Bat cave. Yeah, they and know. there's Bruce Wayne. He is alive, in fact. Um, do you think this is just, it's just him, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's a clone. He's still fucked up. He's got... Yeah, he's an old man. There. He's got he's his polio walkers and whatnot. <laughs> he's got those, but yeah. Uh, then I'm not even going to go much into the uh, the ending because we talked about that. The mini yeah, we comic already did at that. the end. Uh, the only thing I'll tell you, the mini comic. It starts. I love the art. It was really good. By the time it ended, the art was garbage. I'm <laughs> telling you, the last panel, it, it just looked terrible. Well, that's because it became very Miller. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's the point where. Uh, Basically, uh, Wonder Woman is hitting uh, Laura with the sword, and it shatters on her yeah. chest. That's one of the worst panels I've seen in a long time. It's <laughs> terrible. Uh, but Jody, I think, gave this a 7.5. I'm not sure. He did tell me, and I, I didn't write it down. I actually took that out of there. I think he gave it a 7 or a 7.5. I actually would give it a 6.8. I think I would give it a 7.5. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's horrible. I'm just not that interested. I'm more interested in the Kandorian thing. I'm Donnie. Um, like like most things, though, Like I really don't care about the Dark Knight universe anymore. I think the time has passed, and this is just a quick cash grab, which I don't appreciate. And man. I'm telling you, I was not excited going in. Us talking about it, though, gets me excited. Really? Like, when, when, I'm telling you, when issue three comes out next month, I'm, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to read it real quick, probably to get ready for the and podcast. And then we'll talk about it again. And then I'll get excited. I'm telling I'm, you. Like, I'm uh, saying uh, soon we'll get Superman involved as well uh but, but he's all frozen oh he's frozen all right <laughs> uh but i think that laura obviously is going to get him out and if she uses heat vision and that just say i'm going to think that that's like r2 <laughs> i don't want to spoil things but yeah r2 all of a sudden coming up with shit at the end of the movie spoiler alert eric spoiler alert you'll you'll get it she'll use the heat vision You're like why I, the I'm fuck sorry, didn't I... you ha do that 10 years ago all right, hold on, I'm looking it up. Jody gave this a 7 out of 10. Okay, I thought it was 7 or 7.5. Yeah, so you are actually the most positive of all of us. And honestly, it's not from reading it, from us talking about it. Yeah. All right, but we're going to move on to uh, your first book of the night. Yeah, I have to get back to it. I just wanted to check out. All right, Robin, Son of Batman, number 7, written by Patrick Gleason and Ray Fox, with art by Scott McDaniel, Andy Owens, Chris Sotomayor, and Tom Napolitano. Oh. Tom Napolitano. You love, love that name. You love it. Napolitano. You gave him letter of the year because you like that name. It's true. <laughs> I have no qualms with that. That's I like don't... the first sentence on that awards thing. I like saying his name. Yep. Boom. 
Part five of the Robin War sees our Bat family Robins in the street Robins escaping the cage and somehow taking out three elite talents without a single death. Even after an explosion that Damien was right next to. After Ryko tells everyone that she's seen Talons at Gotham Academy, the gang go and, with the help of Jim Gordon's Batman, destroy a full lab of elite Talons while Dick Grayson gets some answers from Lincoln March. It turns out that Dick Grayson isn't the only game in town anymore when we find out that the court doesn't want Dick now that they have Damien who has agreed to be their, their, uh, in their flock. Yeah. Stupid words. Yeah. Yeah. And problems there. Every time. I don't even know what I wrote. The, the, the best thing is, I'm telling you, if they could go back and rename Dick something else, I know they would. It's just so funny. Every time we talk, everything has to do with they want Dick or uh, they were thinking of Dick or the Dick's right up the That butt. little Dick is disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. But yeah. Um, this is better than the last two I'm telling you, my, chapters. My, my first thing is I'm happy as hell we got out of the cage. Yeah, but, and yet we still see it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's, it's the first part of the book. I'm telling you, and we, the fight is ridiculous that they has because of it. They're yeah. fighting these goddamn elite talents. Yep. We have three trained Robins, but yep. a shit ton of fucking untrained Robins. Oh, yeah. Nobody dies yep. except I, for the talents, which I'm sure they'll regenerate, but we finally get that payoff with that freaking exploding barrels. Yeah, well, yeah, he was trying to do that before. I put my first thing, I put the Midtown Robins are fighting the talents, and they should not be. No, uh, I have one at the Midtown. Midtown. Uh, did I say the Midtown Talons? I have or did no I say the Robins? I, said Robins. Yeah, yeah. I want the. I want it. I kept. I do want those Robins to step up. I Me wanted too. them to show the main Robins that they were worthy. This is too much, though. Way too much. This is too much. From what we've got from them already, they are really. It's too much. These talons, and and yes, they do get beat up some. Uh, but when you see at parts, parts where Damien's just getting thrown, Red Hood's yeah. getting a, a knee to the face, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're knocking talons down. These uh, talons don't, are no joke. All I'm saying is Ryko's sitting there having a panic attack reciting the court yep. of the Owls nursery yeah. rod. She should have been dead right yep. there. She should have been. And I'm telling you, I know you don't want to, you know, ruin the We Are Robins book, but I really think that this issue should have one of them dying. I agree. I, it would actually, like, I'm telling you, I like Ryko. She should have died right here because have. she's and obviously not Robin material. And then you get the point where, again, when Troy died earlier, that was a, a big moment. They had Hell to yeah. decide if they were going on or whatever. Three. But if Ryko dies here, I think that it would have led to something really good where the, the We Are Robins, the Midtown Robins, would have to like not only decide if they want to keep going because yes they can die but also I think they'd be mad now at the other Rob like at at Jason Tim and Damien about you know what we're we're trying more I don't it could have led to something pretty good and she should have died totally the only and, reason she she seems to live only to mention Gotham Academy actually. and that's the worst part because I'm telling you we have somebody should I totally agree somebody should have died here but the worst offense in this part is that. Damien gets the talent to scratch those explosive barrels. Mm -hmm. Giant explosion happens, taking out all these talents. Damien was right next to that shit, not even a scratch. I know. There's a couple things that were off in this issue, even though I liked it enough. Um, You go and you get the mayor, or the councilwoman, not sure. That part, I I could care less. I really could. All it was is to set up uh, Batman. And the thing is, though... Um, this mystery man is telling Nocturne, look, we need you to contact Batman. We need to get the GCPD on board. Like, look, I'm not about to do this. They're not going to be your personal security. Look, if you want to be part of the court, you'll do this. We have this global plan, which I like the idea of a global plan. That intrigues me a bit. But there's this mystery man telling her to, and uh, 
hey, Batman, I need you. But Batman's off doing something else anyway. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a weird question for you. And this is, again, this might be me being a dummy. Uh, how many people know that Jim Gordon's Batman? Everybody and their mama. It seems. I, when did that really happen? I think he just keeps opening up a suit. Hi, I'm Jim Gordon. Yeah. Shut up, dude. And, and is it that or it's one of those where they get, but they can't. It's not like Jim Gordon's out and about doing other things. Like if he was still, say, commissioner. Right. And yet he was also Batman. Then, yes, you'd get the idea that people would call Jim Gordon and say, hey, get Batman, not knowing it's him. All of a sudden, everybody seems to know it's him. And I don't know when that happened. I think Bullock just tells everybody when he gets drunk. No, I think actually you're on to something where Jim Gordon gets drunk and he wants to pick up the ladies. (laughs) He just (laughs) keeps telling them. Hey, hey, legs. I'm Batman. Legs. Hey, Noctua, you see that bat? Hey, Grand Tetons, over here. I'm the Batman. (laughs) I I don't know. It's just weird. But yeah, that part. You with the boobs. All it was was to, I like, it's like, hey, this is part of the global plan. Global? I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I like the idea of them, like, you know, up in their game a bit going global. I don't know that they want to go global, though. Oh, apparently they do. I I guess. Uh, But yeah, then you you move on to uh, Dick, and he's in the labyrinth. And, and the Labyrinth was a pretty big deal. Yeah, we the saw the Labyrinth in Batman the Endgame yes. and the Court of the Owls. And the Court of the Owls, it was big, where Batman yeah. was in that. Uh, and he's there, and he's fighting off people until he just basically says, I want to take me to your leader. Take me to your leader. And yeah. then they stop. Oh, hey. you should have just asked. Oh, we've been waiting for you to say <laughs> but, that. But they, you want to see our leader? Shit. What, what is that, the, the code? That's the password. <laughs> it's so weird. He's beat the crap. What were they going to do? Say they kept fighting and they knocked him out. What would they have done? Taking him to the, to the leader, right? There was only one endgame here. It's just weird. And he's like, hey, I don't want to fight. I want to talk. I, um, I just want to ask you something. Hey, uh, take me to your leader. Oh, you, you should have said it. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I, have a problem with that. I actually have a problem with Lincoln March being the leader. Well, yeah. But we'll because I'm t- I'm, well, we'll get to it. But because okay. there's only one other thing. There yes. are actually two things that I have to Ryko's say. Right, goes all like, hey, I've seen guys like this over at Gotham Academy. Yeah, that, Tells but, Red Robin. Damien's like, all right, we got to finish this. Immediately disappears. Uh, also, yeah, he just walks off. He's like, I got a plan. But hey, also, where'd that little kid go? Also, I thought it was funny because there's all these other Robins there. And it, it, you can't have this book with a million Robins. Like yeah, that kid's issue. still there. But Red Hood just says, hey, everybody, go home. They're like, hey, we can't do that. I promise you, we'll train you later. Okay, see you. They all leave. And it's so convenient that they're like, okay, we'll leave. Hey, at least it wasn't the We Are Robin issue where the We Are Robins just take off and go home. Yeah, I'm telling you, in in my mind, this this whole event should have been just the Midtown Robins where they go to the I agree. And just get them. Just about, I know you want to show that it's this whole I don't town need to see that business. fat kid. I, I want to know what happened with, you know, the Robin Laws going on, but you have not seen any more of the police trying to stop any of these kids. Or uh, even what happened to Travis when that town killed him. No one's brought, I thought that was going to be a huge catalyst. Yeah. No one's talked yeah, about that's, I, I'm telling you, I really enjoyed this event until the last couple issues. And I like this issue enough. Me as well. But it just... This event is far from an event, and I'll, well, I'll tell flat. you as well, it fell flat, and it also, these tie-ins have fucked it. This, these tie-ins have sucked. They, they have, they, uh, we'll get on with it, too, uh, in a little bit, because almost all the tie-ins are so much nonsense that are so, you know, fucking cobblestone together and shit. <laughs> but, yeah, they're going to go off to Gotham Academy. 
Uh, you get you see with these birthing talons, which they're they're all freaking these fucking talon coffins. And the thing is, the thing looks like the uh, the end. Of, remember the last bad guy in Contra that just beating heart? Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Shit? This is all it is. Fucking this beating heart looking thing next, like hooked up to some you coffins. You know what else like, it looks like? The weirdest goddamn remember thing. Remember the part in the truth story where they had all those coffins of uh, Superman's relatives, dead relatives, and they had yeah. them all around. It reminded me of that too. And then it got me mad because they never did anything with that. <laughs> Oh, God, and if I really squint, I think these uh, owl masks, they look a little like hoarder root, and it gets me angry. You know what's worse? So the, the owl masks look like shit in this yeah, whole Yeah, they event. do. I'm looking at the point where they have those coffins, and they don't even look good. That's one of the coolest looks. I know, I'm telling you. That they have in the the whole DCU. I remember when they put, put them owl masks out, I'm like, I gotta get me one yeah, of them. Yeah, they look so cool, but you know, Batman shows up, starts blowing shit <laughs> up. Hey, I, I was following you kids. It's a good thing, too. I gotta use these missiles here. Hold on. Bam, 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 and he just beat Contra. Yeah, he did. He he beat Contra. He didn't even have to use the code, Eric. He just beat it by blowing shit. Oh, I up. always use the code. I know. who doesn't? Everybody does. But yeah, show then, offs. Then they get Dick goes the leader, and yes, it's Lincoln March, and boy, he looks like hell. Yeah, he's he's gotten a little bad off since friggin' yeah. uh, Eternal. And uh, I I don't know. In general, I, I'm not a big fan of the art. Like you said, the the owl masks look terrible. Lincoln March just looks awful. Throws fucking wine or whatever it is in Dick's I face. I swear to Christ, you, we had a two-faced situation going on at first because yeah, it looks too. like it's burning his yeah, face off. Yeah, it does. Off. It looks like it's burning. Um, but like, yeah. I thought it was going to be that, that variant, like, not even uh, variant. It was that alternate story to Death of the Family where the Joker, like, had something inside Red Hood's mask where originally yeah, yeah, where it was at the end of End of the Family, it was, was going to, like, yeah, totally mutilate his totally face. it was totally rip his face apart, and they didn't want to have that happen. So they changed, so they changed it. it, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't mind... Uh, the interaction between Lincoln March and uh, Dick. Well, I, I, like you I said, like I it. don't like it being Lincoln March. Well, I'm but saying I though, like the interaction. The biggest problem I have: this is a dude who previously killed off all the heads of the court. Why would anybody who's still associated say, yeah. "All right, man, we like you. You're gotcha, our leader but, now"? But maybe you're getting the idea that that's even what Noctora was going about. That hey, you've you've initiated all these new. Uh, owls why can't i be one of them i, I always the got the idea that these are like old families that always yeah. have been yeah, just not I the know. head like it was i, I don't know, know that's that just it, me, it maybe. seemed to be a little uh low in numbers at one point maybe that's it what you get been. but you're right you're right though that it doesn't seem right but maybe it's one of those where they... he went off he got clue master money and was doing his own thing yeah, him well, being like the leader of the court of the owls that was just weird to me maybe the court of the owls are one of those things that you know what you know the king is dead long live the king now it's lincoln march he's Prove that he was powerful. I don't know. But I would just send a shitload of towns to take him out at that point. Yeah. Well, he's kind of controlling them. That's why he's birthing up these elites because they, <laughs> they didn't have a lot. But yeah, the, you're going. Uh, Dick's like, hey, you, you're going to try to convince me that you know you want me to join you. It's not going to happen. Oh like, no, no, young you're, Grayson, you're a little late, aren't you? And <laughs> they show, and it is Damien with an owl mask on. And his I last dig bit. it. And boy, how bad the mask and all that looked in the other panels. <laughs> looks awesome here. It's really him. cool. And what, what you get that's so good is that he is such a distinctive looking Robin because he's so short and that pumpkin. And the hood. And the hood and all that. That man. It is like, say it was Tim Drake. I'd be like, yeah, yeah whatever. And Red Hood. But at Damien's awesome. And again, you where you get what's good about this is we, you know, Damien's, he's playing. Yeah. Right. But. It's Damien. So there's always that little bit of doubt. That's what I like. Like I said, in the uh, Batman and Robin Eternal with Batman doing all that crazy stuff, it's still Batman. 
uh, if it is. Uh, you know, maybe that's all in his head, and they're fucking with Dick, like I said. But with Damien, you never know. He is a loose cannon. <laughs> and maybe he's going to do something a little crazy, but it says to be concluded Robin Moore number two. And we're, we're one issue away. We have Robin Moore number two. And again, this does not seem like a full event now. Not a, no, not with at all. one issue left. It just this is like the middle story seem, in my mind. Yeah, it doesn't seem complete. It seems very rushed all of a sudden. And I'm telling you, the tie-ins kind of ruined it a bit for me. Uh, what did you give this? Well, because the art was a bit confusing at times, but I, you know, I enjoyed it overall, mostly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I really like the cliffhanger, though, but I would give it a 6.8 out of 10. I actually have a 7 out of 10 uh, because nice. I really love the cliffhanger. And again, it may be one of those where I like it a little more than the last two full chapters. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, 7 out of 10. That's not a great score. It's pretty much right down the middle again. All right, and the next one is one of the uh, tie-ins that I alluded to, which is Teen Titans number 15. Written by Scott Liddell and Will Pfeiffer. Art by Ian Churchill. Miguel Mendonca. Mendonca. Norm Ratmund. Dexter Vines. Tony Avina. And Corey Breen there. Corey Breen is popping up a lot nowadays. Everything's coming up Breen, they say. Well, this may be... While this may be one of the better Teen Titans issues of Will Pfeiffer's run, it has the problem of being forced into being a Robin Moore tie-in. The main story involving the Titans being captured and having their blood drained by Professor Pig was fun, but kept being interrupted by the nothing that was the Robin Moore. It's a shame that the penultimate issue of Pfeiffer and Liddell's run had to be constantly interrupted, but the arrival of Brother Blood at the end sets up an exciting finale. Brother Blood! Brother Blood, and the feelings I have for this is that the Robin Moore tie-in, it's garbage. It is garbage. Nothing happens. Not only that, it doesn't even jive with what happened in Robin's Son of Batman. I'm telling you, well, this, this book is so off. Of this being. is going to be a funny quick review because I realized right before we started like, recording, I forgot to read this issue yeah, this and week. And the worst is is that I think this would have been an issue that you really enjoyed. Damn it. And I was really hoping uh, to talk to you about it. Um, it's an odd it's an odd issue. Like I said, the Teen Titans story basically is Raven uh, senses that something's wrong. There's, there's something going on. It leads them to Professor Pig. All making right. these Cabbage Patch Kid zombies. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and what it, it they go, but in the meantime, it's this Robin Moore bits thrown in just because. We got any of the Circus of Strange going on? Yes, just because oh. of Red Robin. And again, the the art there's a different artist on the Red uh, the Robin Moore stuff, and even that it's awful. It is awful. And during this, now I'm telling you, this ends with them going to Gotham Academy. That's where it ends, which we okay. saw in Robin, yeah. Son of Batman. So there's no tie-in like that makes sense at well, all. Well, what happens is, at this point, they actually run into a cop who wants to get rid of them because they're Robins and shoots at them, and then they subdue him, and then they go off to Gotham Academy, and it ends with them not being able to do much because it has a bunch of guards there. And this Gotham was Academy. not seen in Robin, Son of Batman, where they went to Gotham Academy. It's so odd. It does not tie in well, and that's all it is. I just told you the whole tie-in. Nothing happens. How did the art look? Uh, the art of the Robin Moore stuff looked like hell. It looked uh. terrible. The actual art, the normal art of the book, which, like I said, was um, Ian Churchill, looked great. Yes. It looked really good. I liked like Before it, but... we started, I was going to try to read this. Like, I don't have time to read this thing. No. So I was paging through a bit, and I'm like, the only thing I didn't like about the normal bit it might be a weird thing to say, but Wonder Girl's tits didn't look like they looked a bit saggy. Yeah, well, it's weird too because I don't know why, but uh, 
Scott, uh, Scott Liddell and Will Pfeiffer, for some reason, wanted to get Cassie and Riser out of the story. Uh, maybe because they're too powerful, you'd have freaking Doom going wild, whatever. So they, they spell it out that they are outside of Gotham, hanging out in some mansion that some guy let them stay at because... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Some guy? I'm telling you, because of what Cassie did in her old life, like, I was a procurer of arts, and you, you would you think... You were a thief, Cassie. People, a thief, but also it seemed, I'm telling you, it seemed very sexual, what she's saying. She's like, yeah, these guys let me stay here. I'm looking at her. She's in this, you might say she has flappy boobies, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, these guys are letting her stay here, and she's saying, like, hey, they open their homes to someone in need. I'm like, I think that you were doing some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, she's a teenage just blowing dudes. But as as it's going on, you get this weird thing in the background. Where Terrible somebody, witch folk. Somebody is looking through a mail, mail slot at him and then sneaking in the window, and I believe that it might be, um, I don't know. It's either, I'm looking at it now, and maybe it's either she's telling Riser this, but in fact she broke in, that which may be. All right. Or she's telling about her old days as a, a thief. It's very confusing because when I first read it, I thought that somebody was sneaking in this mansion, and it looked like it was spoiler. Okay. No, I think yeah. I'm wrong now. I'm I looking. Think it I'm looking at her. it. It's it's her. She's yeah. It's weird in. though because she has this freaking hood on and stuff. It's just it's not a very good like. All right. I'm actually liking this better though because now she's not blowing rich dudes. She's actually just sneaking in while they're on no, vacation. No, no. I think she's that. I think no. I don't think she's sneaking in really. I think that what she's telling that's her when she would she was a procurer procurer of fine arts. I think that that's just showing when she would break into places to get No, no, I agree. Because in fact, if she broke into this place, there's a bunch of other people there swimming. they might have an issue. Oh no, she invited a bunch of people. She's she's having a fucking pool party. But honestly, it just looks like Titans to me. Like we have Power Girl and it looks like Kid Flash. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. Or actually it's not even Power Girl. That's the Chimera. Yeah, yeah, it's Chimera. So they're there. There's Chimera. Kid yeah, she, they totally broke, they there. broke there, into there, this place. Yeah, I, maybe they broke it. It's very confusing. But again, <laughs> all it is is to get them out of the book. Uh, because what you get then is the main team for the book is Raven, Bunker, Beast Boy, and Power Girl. Yes. And they, they're where Raven senses, and Raven even says at this one point, like, I know there's, there's this Robin War going on, but I sense something more important. So they go. Hey, uh, now, Raven. Yeah, they go off, and it ends up at a um, a musical class of rock, which is like a high school musical amalgam, where they get okay. there, and uh, they're like, "Oh my God!" And Power Girl and Bunker are like, "Oh, I'm not impressed with this." You know, I never saw the appeal, and I put my review. You know damn well they love it. Those two are big fans. You keep Bunker, trying to get me to watch Bunker's high school musical. That goddamn play like 17 times. But they go in and they see all these Cabbage Patch doll freaking things. They actually look like uh, what's his name from uh, the um, pa, 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 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me. Leatherface. Yeah, they look like Leatherface, all of them. But they're there and these—they're all zombies. Everybody's been turned this weird-looking thing. They're trying to figure out what happened, and in fact, it's Professor Pig. He's doing a bunch of experiments on these people. He's made them into oh, zombies. Dollatrons. Yeah, and so. Uh, they get pissed off. They freaking attack Professor Pig. He has the zombies attack him. It's this big, big battle, and they all end up getting knocked out. There's just too many of these zombies. They wake up, and freaking Beast Boy's hung from the, the ceiling. He's hanging sure from is, the huh? ceiling, and um, they're draining his blood and actually giving a transfusion into a girl. And somehow this transfusion gives her Beast Boy's powers, Eric. 
Well, okay. I don't know that that's how it works. It seems weird to me. Does that seem weird to you? That was the main reason I wanted you to read this book, because you are a Teen Titans fan. You're a Beast Boy fan. I am not you, a Beast Boy well, fan. Yeah, the you, thing is, you only know thing more about do. Beast Boy than me, though. Um, I'm, I cannot remember Gar's origin off the top of my head, but I'm saying what I go with that out of the top of my head right now is in Young Justice, the cartoon. They introduced Beast Boy, that he was given a transfusion by Miss Martian, and that's why he has his powers and he's it's green. That's the obvious, that's not the case here, but I could see it working that okay. way. Where it's like the weird powers that he just doesn't give people transfusions to get his powers. Then what the fuck is that? Like, is that like just dropping your freaking hiv everywhere? I, I want to have everybody experience AIDS like I am, so no. I'm going to give you a blood transfusion. Yes. Yeah. Well, this this uh... now that is that is the person you gave the transfusion to. Is she green now? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's See, green. This fucking nonsense. She's I green really... and becomes like a snake gorilla. Okay, I, I'm looking at that now. I just see. It. I'm like, that's terrible. But um, the thing that really bothers me is the new Fifty Two started, and they had the perfect origin for Beast Boy. His fucking powers were brought out. You like, and it was a part of the red, and he that's why yeah, he, he was red, animals. right? And he was he was like brownish reddish, oh, yeah, brown. like covered fur. Yeah. And he looked awesome, and I really liked that explanation. And then all of a sudden, uh, Will Pfeiffer took over Teen Titans. It was renumbered, and now he's green for no reason. And, and it was it pisses I, me I off really every time. Liked, it was pretty cool way they tied him with Animal Man and all yeah, that. And it, it was I the red, I liked the, the green. Exactly. It, it made sense in the mythology of that part of the DCU, and I I liked it as well. Um, but yeah, here you go. Uh, I put in my review that it became the uh, the parade of crazy made-up powers because this girl becomes like a beast boy deal yeah and then again you get power girl grows really large again i'm looking at that now is she just apache chief now yeah does she I still fly she does she i don't know i think she's just apache chief the fuck did they just have no one? i'm sorry how did power girl give her these powers because what i'm telling you, when we first got this character it seemed like she had an offshoot of power girl's powers and like then they just said, oh yeah, she gave these to her somehow. But now she's this fucking Apache chief. Yep. I Teen Titans is fucking everything up for me. Yeah. Well, like I said, I actually had fun with this issue more than I've had with any of the Teen Titans I've reviewed. Uh, but then you get the more of the um, Robin War, where like I said, they show up at Gotham Academy. Police are everywhere. They're guarding the whole place. They they have to figure out how to get in. And then it says for the Robins trip inside uh, Gotham Academy, see Robin War number two. You know and, what? You know what? I get it now. This actually makes a lot of sense. I'm just paging through. And I'm saying at first you tell me how many like uh, there's security guards. Are, now you said it was police. This is what the mystery man needed knocked her to do. No, she did. But uh, what This happened, is why all the police are there. She called up, and now they're, they're freaking guarding the freaking uh, talent right. coffins. It's just like I said. What threw me off was them walking through Gotham. Right. And, uh, you know, getting this cop and this stuff, it just didn't seem to fit right in with it. And it says, I'm trying to find where it called out. It did say when it takes place, and I cannot find it. I thought it said after Robin, or after Robin's son of Batman, or maybe before. It's uh, there, during. This issue takes place after Robin's it's, son of it Batman. It's during. But it says after. I know, I'm saying they're wrong. This is yeah. during. Well, that's and what I I'm saying. Everything's it, going on now. It gets all thrown off, though, by saying it happened after. Well, they're liars. I'm sorry. I'm stoned by the editor. The editor says when it happens. So yeah, I'm what's that editor saying, freaking Aquaman? Well, like, I, well, actually, we'll get to that. But I actually agree with them more than this, because basically, it's so generic what they say at Aquaman. It just happens sometime before Batman 40. Never says it happens right before or anything. It's sometime That's, before. It's nonsense. That could be it's issue nonsense. one. It's nonsense. Uh, but yeah, it ends up then with uh, Professor Pig 
heading off. He's got this blood, and all the the tit- all the Teen Titans are like, "Oh my God, they they took all our blood!" And he goes off, and you see that he's actually working with or for Brother Blood. That's pretty cool. He says like, "Oh, now we got it. The Blood Cult uh, will will be able to use this. This will be great." And like I said, I enjoyed this more. And basically, we don't have Manchester Black. Thank God. There's actually a fun villain. Now, what he's doing is fucked up. It's Professor Pig, and then it leads to Brother Blood. That's probably the best villains that you've had in this whole run. Oh, great. I I, actually can't wait to go back and read this. No, I enjoyed it enough. I thought it was fun. It's just a shame that there's one issue left of this run. So next issue, it'll have to all tie up. Who's Uh, taking over this book? It is Greg Punk. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So I actually gave this a 6.9 out of 10. We're all, all 10. around that time, right? That area of uh, ratings now. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that the whole thing with this tie-in with uh, Rob Moore, it was just so unnecessary. And I believe that basically this issue was already made. And then they said, hey, we have to throw this in because they get a different artist for that. It was just some panels thrown in, some extra pages thrown in, maybe some things taken out of the normal story to fit them in. Uh, but it made no sense that this was a tie-in. It really didn't. The only reason is because Red Robin is part of the Teen Titans. That's the only reason that they could fit it in, and it doesn't. It, they don't do anything. Nothing right. happens. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I did. I'm saying I did get the idea that this is what Nocturna was supposed to do when she called Jim Gordon. I yeah, get that idea. I actually kind of like that's that. That's funny though. She didn't call him for what they said though. She just no, called well, Jim Gordon for Batman. No. No, I'm saying she needed to call because, like, hey, the GCPD are not your personal no. security. No. But like, remember, so she he calls wanted Batman to do that. And... He wanted them to do that. He told Noctura to do what, and she didn't. She called and Batman. Then, yeah, I'm saying that she did, and I'm guessing she called to set up this GCPD thing. That's weird. Because she's a councilwoman. See, I know, but you don't see that. I but guess, I get the idea yeah, now. I like, like I it. Like I said, editor said it happens after. So well, I he's a liar. Really... It's weird, though. That how, Why would they say that then? They could have just said this happens during. I agree. But yet he said after the editor. Hey, I'm telling you, the Aquaman is bullshit too. Fuck off. I don't think it is. Oh Actually, my God. I don't like that issue, but I don't think it's bullshit. It's so. Hey, that's hey like, do, you remember, do you remember in Batman Superman when Clark went to Gotham to get Batman's help with the depowerment? What's that? When Clark went yeah, to Gotham yeah. to get Batman's help yeah. because of the depowerment. That doesn't make any sense now. Why? Because, because this happened before become, that. I'm saying though, it does. He's already depowered in Aquaman. No, he has the heat vision. Bullshit. He, he has the only thing that's off is he has the truth shirt on. That's yes. the only thing that's off. And we saw heat vision and other stuff with the truth too. Yeah, but this is full out heat. He used heat I, vision I agree. Before, it's all fucking bullshit. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Uh, now we're going to talk. Uh, we're not going to talk. fucked up this week. We're heading off to the other side, Eric. Ryan Clark's other side. And I'm kind of uh, I'm making uh, this... Uh, delayed because I forget what he's talking about. He did tell me. Uh, he is actually going to talk about Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number one. Take it away, Ryan. Okay. Now, you might not know what to look at her. But she's a Hellcat. They're right. T-I-G-E-R. Hello and welcome back to the 44th installment of The Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightus, Daycare Clerk, here to bring you Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat Number 1, from Marvel Comics by Kate Leth, Brittany L. Williams, Megan Wilson, VCs Joe Sabino, and Clayton Cowles. 
Now, who is Patsy Walker, you ask? Well, don't feel bad, too bad if you don't know. Uh, I'm sure not too many people knew exactly who she was prior to this comic book coming out. Uh, but Patsy Walker is a, a classic comics character. Originally published in the pages of Miss America Magazine number 2, all the way back in 1944, Miss Walker has come quite a long way in that time. Uh, she spent 32 years under the name uh, Just Patsy Walker uh, before joining the Avengers in the uh, a book as Hellcat in issue number 144, again, all the way back in the bicentennial year of 1976. So this character has had a long history of comics publication, uh, but lately hasn't seen much uh, time in print, that is, until now. Now this book reads a lot like... Uh, a teen superhero comedy drama, uh, something I think akin to The Flash or possibly Supergirl. Uh, I don't really know uh, as far as Supergirl. I haven't actually watched uh, more than uh, clips and bits of that. Uh, I'm still catching up on Gotham as we speak, so uh, maybe after that's done I'll be able to get caught up on it, but uh, that's enough about that. Uh, this book really has a, a lot of natural humor uh, that helps to make the uh, heroes and the, the normal people uh, in the book very accessible and relatable, um, which is a, a good thing in a, in a first issue like this. Uh, now, I've been a fan of uh, Kate Leth's work for some time. I know she does some, uh, some shorts and, and strips things for uh, comics websites and has done some some work writing uh, a book, a miniseries for Boom, um, but I've liked her for a while, uh, gone so far as to follow her on social media. A uh, bit of a fun fact, I follow her on Instagram, and a while ago saw a post she made wearing uh, uh, an Adventure Time uh, cardigan, that show my wife and I are both fans of. We have our uh, son watching it, uh, Lumpy Space Princess cardigan, and I used that as a jumping on point to figure out where she got it uh, so that I could give it then as a gift to my wife. Um, so I was able to get uh, introduced to a, a website called We Love Fine. Uh, they are not paying anything for this, but they do have a lot of fun, uh, geeky, and pop culture clothes. That's where I got the uh, uh, shirts my wife and I wore to The Force Awakens when we went and saw it, so they were a really awesome uh, company. Uh, so thanks to Kate Leth, the author of this book, for some great fashion tips in real life, and uh, I'm betting if this book is anything like some of the teen romance stories of its past, we will have more uh, fashion tips and moments like that in this book as well. Uh, now, the story reads as follows. Patsy Walker is a superhero who, who makes her living uh, being an investigator for Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the She-Hulk. But she gets fired and goes off to figure out what to do with herself, kind of find her way in the world. Uh, she runs into a newly minted mutant with telekinetic powers named Ian, uh, but who refers to himself as his new mutant name, Telekinian. Uh, which Patsy and I both agree is the worst name, uh, who's making his first attempt at a crime because he can't pay his rent. So Patsy and Ian, in a very Luke Han or Ray Finn fast friend situation, become buddies bonding over Ian quoting Wicked at Patsy. Uh, then the two super 
sort of heroes go out into the world and stumble upon a woman in distress who had her jerk of a boyfriend toss expensive theater tickets for that night down a grate in the street and storm off in a huff. So Ian and Patsy do their level best to help her retrieve her tickets and help her out uh, by levitating her tickets out of the sewer, which is Ian's contribution, obviously he's telekinetic, and by stringing the girl's now ex-boyfriend up by his hoodie on the sword point of a statue in the park. Thanks, Patsy. Uh, more stuff happens then. Patsy and Ian go to Jennifer, who's not much help. Uh, Jennifer finds out that she can't live in the storage closet in Jennifer's office anymore, so she's not having a very good day. Patsy spills coffee on She-Hulk. She shouts, Coffee! and turns all dark and hulky. Uh, so Patsy and Ian leave in less than amiable circumstances. Uh, then the two fast friends decide to become roommates in Ian's very swanky and well-appointed New York apartment, and they go out looking for stuff for Patsy to have while she's in the apartment because she doesn't actually own much in the way of things. Uh, then Ian wants to stop by his local bookstore to pick up a book he has on hold, and it turns out, big shocker here, that this is not just a, a fun little stop, but it's a bit of a plot device. Uh, turns out that the bookstore that Ian frequents is owned by a character from Patsy's teen romance comic book past named Tubbs. Uh, now goes by his real name, Tom. Uh, but why would anyone ever do that when you could just call him Tubbs? And he fills Patsy in on how all the teen romance stories that Patsy's mom wrote about her are back in popularity, that Patsy's nemesis from her teen romance days, Hetty, sold the rights to the stories and gotten rich. Tubbs got a nice piece of the, the money there, and that's how he was able to start the bookstore. And Patsy has no money. So that's going to be the obviously major arc that goes forward. Um, all this uh, leaves um, Patsy... Uh, wanting to get out of Tubbs' bookstore in quite a huff, and she kind of storms off, but not before telling Ian to take me to beer, uh, which sounds like something I most certainly have said in my life. Uh, as they're at the sort of quote-unquote nicer dive bar, She-Hulk joins Ian, Tubbs, and Patsy for a drink, where... Uh, Patsy spills another drink on She-Hulk, and She-Hulk yells, Martini! So it feels like all She-Hulk really knows how to do is to fire Patsy and then yell out drink names. Um, uh, but then at the end of the episode, the end of the issue uh, ends with Patsy revealing that she's going, dot, 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 to work in retail? Not really the biggest jaw-dropping cliffhanger for a book, uh, but a good one, and overall I think a pretty decent first issue. Uh, now, I'm about 99% sure that this book could benefit quite a lot from the reader having some, or probably quite a bit, of foreknowledge about Patsy and her history in the Marvel Universe, uh, because I picked this book on a whim, mostly because I thought the cover uh, looked interesting, because I liked the uh, author, Kate Leth, and because a new relatively unknown Marvel character, is often a place to find some really interesting and unique storytelling. Uh, for examples, recently Red Wolf, Karnak, and Black Knight, uh, just to name a few. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed this book, and it definitely feels like a very well-crafted, all-ages comic book that isn't necessarily restricted to just the young girls out there. Uh, the book actually interested me and kept me interested throughout, and I would have to say that as a 30-year-old uh, married bearded man 
who likes beer and heavy metal, I'm probably about as far from the key demographic for this book as possible. Uh, but Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, is a fun, unique new book from Marvel who seems to have cornered the market on all things new and interesting in comic books lately. Uh, and having a book with three different female creators doesn't seem to hurt things any either. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking this book out, or at the very least, giving a copy to the teenage girl in your life who you think could benefit from starting to read some more comics. Uh, some other things I've been reading lately uh, for uh, the holiday season and also for the interview segment I do on my podcast, I read The Last Christmas from Brian Posehn, Jerry Duggan, and Rick Remender through Image, which is a fun uh, zombie post-apocalyptic Santa Claus story. Um, I'm getting caught up on the Autumnlands Tooth and Claw uh, as well, a book I liked but kind of fell off of, so I'm starting to get back in with that, along with all the other uh, monthly books I read over and over and over again as well. You can listen to me talk more about comics on my podcast, the Brightest Daycare Podcast, both on iTunes and Stitcher. Find if you search two words, Brightest and Daycare. You can like my pages on Facebook, Tumblr, and Google+. Read all of my written reviews over at brightestdaycare.com, and you can reach out to me directly uh, on Twitter at BDC Comics. Uh, and get ready, because you'll get to hear way too much from me uh, here on this podcast soon, uh, with the big end-of-year award show coming up here uh, as well. So if you can't get enough of me, you're going to think it's great, and if you've already fast-forwarded through this segment, it's probably going to be pretty rough on you. Um, but that's all for me this week, and until next week, I'll see you on the other side. Lately, how's my little Hellcat? <laughs> All right, we're back, Eric. We're we back. are back. We're back to argue. Here. We're back to argue about another freaking book. Oh, good. A lot of arguments tonight. I don't think we're gonna argue. I can't about wait till this. we get to Aquaman. I can't Ooh, wait till we get the Titans on. Yeah, really. Whew. All right, but you ready what for are this? we doing now? We are doing Superman number forty-seven, written by Gene Luen Yang, with art by Howard Porter, Raymond Bermudez, Tom Derenick, Hi-Fi, Lee Lowridge, and Rob Lee. Raymond Bermudez. Yes, Raymond Bermudez. Strangle that guy. In this issue, we find that Jimmy Olsen survived the heat vision to the chest he got last month, and Superman takes out his sand clone before teaming up with his god palace from Mythbrawl to take out Hoarder Root once and for all. Even though Hoarder wants Superman to kill him, our Man of Steel finally reveals the hero he once was and doesn't, and it's a good thing, too, because Hoarder Root had taken control of Jimmy's body. After Hoarder is downloaded out and taken to Mr. Terrific for safekeeping, we find out that Hoarder Root was actually the spurned son of Vandal Savage. So we got there, boy. Yep. Now, I'm saying I didn't want that freaking uh, thing to be long as hell, so let's talk about it a little, because there's a lot more to this story, surprisingly. Yeah, uh, just in general, I didn't mind this issue as much as I thought it would, and while I didn't mind it, this book, Superman book itself, seems so disconnected from the other Superman oh, I agree. books, the Superman family books and the story. Um, Superman's the worst out of all these titles. It is. And it just, like I said, it just yep. seems, maybe it's the goofiness of it with this myth brawl, but it just does not seem to fit well with the yeah. other books. You know what was the best part about the truth? What's that? 
the fact that we didn't have to see that stupid solar flare anymore. I know, you know what? When, we got to hear yeah, it. Yeah, when it when it showed up, I was just ta- I was really and and in the issue, he actually lets and it's a sand it's the sand Superman. The and sand clone. He kind of forces him into the solar flare, which I still don't really know how he forced him into it. Like the sand clone didn't have to do. Oh, I agree. Did. And the worst part of it is it's wrong. Yeah, and the, the other thing is Superman in his mind thinks that's going to give him back his powers. He thinks the solar flare is going to fire up and somehow it's going to get him powered up. I actually thought it would have been better that he wanted the the sand clone to use it so he didn't have any powers then because we've we've all learned that the solar flare then leaves you pretty much human then. So I thought that's all he was getting at. Well, we get here, though. He freaking forces the Superman clone to freaking solar flare because, in his mind, I use this just as a fail-safe whenever I was in a problem. Yeah. So he's like, this Superman's going to do the same thing. Sans Superman does the solar flare, but it seems like even though we saw before in the old, like, you know, Superman when he had powers, that would wipe out a shit ton of area oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. This is maybe a few feet, and Superman doesn't have, a, uh, like, a burn on him at yeah. all. He's oh, fine. I was going to say, his shirt isn't even, it's kind of a little worse for wear, but not much. He's still got his jeans on or whatever. Everything's fine. Remember, it used to leave him nude. Yeah, and, and yeah, then the it, sand clone has turned to glass. Yeah, it was very odd. It was very, um, and, again, convenient way to get rid of sand Superman. And the I, thing is, even if, the, like, the idea, too, where he's like, you know what, if I get him to do this, I might be able to absorb it and get my powers back. I'd be okay with that if they didn't specifically point out in this storyline that this takes place after Superman Wonder Woman where he already flew next to the sun and did nothing happened. Yeah, I know. It, it seemed weird. Like I said, I wanted to think that he was trying to make him do that so he would lose his powers. That makes yeah. complete sense. If actually, like, it makes complete sense. So like, yeah. I want to do this so he yeah. turns to glass. So, yeah. I, I thought that maybe he was just, like I said, oh, I, he's heat-visioning him earlier. He heat-visioned Jimmy. He's, yeah. he's beating the shit out of him. And I thought maybe, you know what, if I can just subdue him enough, I know. And he gets him in the sleeper hole. He gets him in the choke. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's what he's going to do. But, yeah, we were told before the solar flare, like, wipes out everything within uh, a, a mile radi- or yeah, some shit a like that. A bunch of uh, radius. It would blow up everybody. Jimmy dead, Condessa dead. They'd all be everybody dead. dead. Yeah, they'd all be dead. But instead, it just turns in the glass. And he punches him and shatters him. Let, let's just <laughs> let's just say I, it's it's all fucking nonsense. Even Superman wanting him to do it because he believed that he could absorb the power. It's all yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Let's just say for this, it's the fact that he is sand is why it didn't do anything because he instantly turned to glass. Yeah. yeah. Bam, dead. Yeah. Let's just say that that, that okay. works for me because I actually just came up with this now and I like it. So we'll I'm just go say with it. it. I still don't like it. It's I fucking still don't nonsense. Like it because here's the deal: the solar flare may turn in the glass. Still a solar flare. It still has ignited. It's still you know what I'm saying? Done. It ignited. He didn't like full out do it though. Because yeah, but it's, to me, it it's just a few happens. feet. It blasts out. Yeah, like I said. Superman's though, fine. It'd be like if Superman though goes to do it and passes out. It's still solar flared. It still is done. The, I don't know. It goes. The into damage it. is done. I think it's bullcrap. I thought it was stupid. I think he has uh, to keep like like uh, concentrating like a goddamn Super Saiyan to keep it going for some yeah. shit. I don't know. Well, then I he, hate the solar flare. I'm actually really pissed off that we started this issue seeing it. I'm like, I fuck know. you guys. Fuck you. Well, we did learn in this issue the internet is everywhere, Eric. We learned that from, uh, is it Yuri? What's what's her name? Yorel? I don't know. He says that to her. Uh, Yuri. He goes, Yuri, I, looks I don't, like I don't Condessa what... turns the machines against you. She's like, you can't stop us. The internet's everywhere. Yeah. 
really. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I don't give a shit what Gene Luen Yang wants to say. No one's going to grab a hold of Korean mythology. It's just not as cool as Greek or Norse. It's not going to work. <laughs> you don't want to do that well. Force it in as much as you want, Gene. It's not going to work. Internet's Nobody gives a shit. The internet's everywhere. Internet's everywhere. The internet is everywhere. But then so, they go. They take Jimmy to the hospital. And I like, too, because uh, I like the Condessa. She talks like Mae West all the time. <laughs> hey, big boy. She keeps saying it. But they take Jimmy, and they go, and they say to the male nurse. There's a male nurse there. Like, sure. He's like, hey, visiting hours are over. But actually, before that, you get the whole thing. You have, He's forcing in this whole, you know, there's two doctors there. And like, hey, now that he's in town, we ought to open up a wing for all the alien-related injuries. Oh, yeah, because really? he's an alien. I yeah. get it. Let's Fuck force this in some more. Again, we've had enough of this. Let's get – I can't wait till issue 50 when we can wipe all this <laughs> – fucking nonsense away because it's just horrible uh but then he's like hey uh nurse nunez i left my number we're gonna leave jimmy here and the freaking guy who looks like forrest fucking whitaker i sent you a picture he's fucking lazy eyed up and he goes oh don't you worry we'll keep an eye on him for you and i laugh because the wow. eye the eye is on dick because that's all he's got his one fucking eyes closed he's got oh, one sorry, fucking that's... eye it's like our joke back in the day. They should have Forrest Whitaker do like a CSI yes. uh, New Orleans. And it's always like, looks like, like a, this was an eye for an eye. Wow. <laughs> oh, Forrest Whitaker, you're making me laugh. I, I guess was just the drinking eyes some have it. Wow. Well, it's yeah. always an eye pun. We better put a dot on that eye. Wow. <laughs> I got a lazy eye. Wow. That doesn't really work for us, Whitaker. <laughs> He's like, you're, getting, you're getting lazy like that eye for us. But yeah, they, well, they yeah. leave and I'm like, right away, I'm like, Jimmy is fucked. He's in trouble. This guy is not keeping an eye on anyone. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, you go back to Mythball then. And again, that's the thing. Like, like Superman's like, all right, this time is personal. I got to, that means I can't be a wrestler anymore. I got to go clean out my locker. Yeah. And I like it too, where he says like, hey, you know what? Everyone around me gets hurt, whatever. Really, th- these guys in Mythbrawl might be the most able to take care of themselves. Well, like, uh, gods. Yeah, the guy is walking around with Kendall and not, Jimmy all the gods. time. But now he's like, boy, I don't want to get anybody hurt. They're all, you're all uh, in trouble around me. But boy, you know, like I said, you, you don't get the idea that Superman could have went to them because that uh, is it Hermosa. Hermosa, Hamburger Helper, whatever. Yeah, he is probably one of the most powerful guys that Superman's run into. Don't you oh, think yeah. at any point he would have said, "Hey, you know what, buddy? Can you help me out here?" Hey, you know? I, I like it when we go out and drink it and pick up horse. But can you help me out over here? Yeah, can you help me out? You're a god. Can you help me out? But uh, he ends up saying this. He's gonna quit Myth Brawl. But then the the whole thing, Eric. The night that night, it's the battle to end all battles. I mean, what can you do? But he's like, it's a weird transition here because he's in the locker room. He's gonna leave. Uh, the uh, what's her name is trying to convince him. Hey, you gotta stay. The lady in charge. I, now I forget her name. I have too. no idea. I've done, I just skip names. over the names. I actually yeah. only know the Heimosu because I wrote it down just yeah. for this fucking. Podcast. I even was talking about this uh, during the break. I was talking about her, but she's like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, most people see you as Superman. You, you're real. You're great." And then you go, and it's Superman getting hit by Hermosa. They, it took me a second to realize they're just warming up for the fight. Is that what you got? Because in my mind, there it's this. This is how I took the whole goddamn book. You can't leave. You got friends here. We'll help you out. And so they somehow have to do a fake fight waiting for Hoarder Root to yeah. show up to make it look good like it's not an ambush. Yeah. No, I, I get the whole idea because he even says he knocks him down. 
And then he says, come on, bro. Where's your head at? Tonight's supposed to be the biggest show of the year. And then Superman goes, sorry, let's try it one more time. I, I and took then he that says, as well. Mid-Brawl as... needs Superman to be super. No, I just think they're warming up for the it fight. They're working sense. on their it's, moves. It's so fucked up there that he's going to take time out to have one more fight. It's a weird trend. I like no, mine I better just it, because. It, it, it would be like me and you. You're a quarterback. I'm a receiver. We're going to run those routes before right. the, the game. We're just warming up. And he, yeah, but I'm, no, I'm I, telling you that. This is where I find out that the freaking uh, the coach is somehow fucking children or something like that. that. I don't want any more. I I don't want any parts of the team anymore. Jeez, hey, crazy. We, got, we got one more game. We got to warm up. Yeah, okay. Just, like I said, it's weird because he was leaving. Never really said he's staying. And then they're doing that. And I thought what was happening was he was walking out. And this Hermosa was like, no, you're not going anywhere. But no, it looks like they're just warming up. And you know then all saying? of a sudden I through the I just what? took it that they're friends. And look, we're going to help you with, you know, with a little help from my yeah, friends. I don't get any of that. Because he said, and they're just putting on a show, waiting for uh, Horta Root to show up. Yeah, I just like he's there. Where's your head? It's supposed to be the biggest show of the year tonight. It's they're so they're obviously up. working on what the the whole thing is, and they're working. It's like a wrestling thing. They're they, these guys have to work it out. They're oh, no, week I, of what they're going to do. I get you. It's just the fact that they're he's still going to do another fight, even though Jimmy just got fucking heat vision yeah. in the chest, and like uh, Horta Root's going to kill everybody yeah, just to get a super. It's so thing, fucked up the, that he's going to go and do another that fight. The woman says, "Is your strength maybe all that?" most people see superman but that isn't all you are and i think that convinced them they're oh, gonna so have that fight it. plus you know he's a man of commitment they have oh, a, even when oh. they're talking in the locker room there's the big poster behind with superman and him going <laughs> at it so he, you know what he made a deal he's gonna do it but yeah hoarder rope breaks through the, the roof and comes in got a shit ton of quarmer uh, robots with yeah. him and it, it is a setup and again like you said it probably is a setup but they they are I don't think they're fake fighting in the point. I think they're just going through what now, would have normally happened. I'm saying though, they're you, getting ready for the fight. And so, but um, it is a think, setup. With your thinking though, now that he like at the end of this book, does he go back and have that last fight with him also? Uh, no, I think the whole myth brawl is down. Okay, it, it's out. But yeah, they. I'm gonna they, stick with my like idea. I said, just to I make me feel better about normal, Superman. I think this is the normal routine that they would go through for the fight. Yeah. So they're they're setting it again. Where do you get the idea in your head that Hoarder Root's going to show up at Myth Brawl anyway? It's I know he set it up to kind of be that way. It's very odd though. It's very but odd. Hoarder Root shows up. I think that's why she said earlier the one lay uh, like. The internet's everywhere. That's where you're supposed to. Oh, you know what? He can see everything. They're practicing. We're gonna bust yeah, in. Okay. But really, if I'm Hoarder Root, I'm staying away. There's there's gods here. You hey, know what stayed I mean? away for a week while Superman just fought. Well, wait until Superman fights tonight, and then especially after the fight, it's like one of those things. Again, I'll go with the wrestling. It's when you have the uh, the suitcase, Eric, and you you have the contract. When you win yeah. that, you wait for somebody to get pinned. And then you go bring the contract. <laughs> then you can beat the shit out of everyone. You're the champ. That's or what maybe, you do. Maybe Horta realized, you know what? I got a room full of gods here. I could suck on them a bit. Yeah, I just thought that maybe he should have waited until they beat the shit out of each oh, other I agree. that night. But yeah, he calls in uh, Mayari and uh, Crow. Crow. They yeah, I know and Crow. Crow gets a shit. That's an easy out. enough name for but me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, Yuri said you're like the internet. It's all set up that they're yeah, gonna, they're they do a shield around them so he can't download his mind yeah, out of there yeah, once he's he defeated. He knocks out the internet. And so you defeat funny. him once and for all this time. It's funny, too, because at this point, uh, Hordorot still is not very upset. He's like, yeah. okay. He's got those freaking energy-sucking guys. That seem The Quarmers, they seem a little more, um, like, battle-ready. Yeah. Now, before I got that, I always thought they were like big golems that were just walking around and kind of sucking energy. Now they look like the fucking thing. They're going <laughs> to kick ass. But yeah. And they, it's clobbering time. And it's a, yeah, it is clobbering time. And I'm telling you, 
the next couple pages with this myth brawl versus the hoarder group. Pretty cool. Pretty fucking good. I agree. I'm telling you, I don't mind the myth brawl now because of what came about with this. I no, really I still like, fucking hate I it. Really I like it. I don't mind it. Uh, it is nonsense. I love the scene, and that's how it was set up. And it's funny because Hordaru just stands in the background. He's got his arms crossed. He's just <laughs> watching shit. But yeah, Hermosa. Uh, again, I hate saying uh, Hemosu. Hemosu um, is basically feeding into the energy suckers. He's the giving Kwama. them. And he's like, don't use that. Don't use that. And um, then Superman just hits him over the head yep. <laughs> bashes him and again you get this idea where what powers does superman have now because earlier uh freaking Hemosu hit him with a full-out energy blast a freaking yep. fire blast and it really didn't do much and you could say oh it was all for show whatever i don't know and then he just bashes shit uh, it's so odd all these truth stories are just always off with I his agree. powers but yeah then he gets uh he gets Hoarder Root. Takes him down. And takes him down. And the again... Kedessa comes in, you know, like, I'm going to download his mind yeah, out of this into the special hard and drive. And that's when Hoarder Root gets all upset. Because Hoarder Root at this point is still like, he's got a crazy energy gun, and he's doing this, and he's taunting, and he's still... And then, look, you kill me, or I'm going to go and kill everybody you yeah, know. Yeah. That's Just kill cool. me, Superman. And it's and so su- funny, too, because isn't that what he says? Something like that. I'm going to... It will be sort of open season on everyone you love. Yep. Hasn't it been already? It's pretty much been that since his identity's been taken no, away. No, it has been, but uh, Horta Roots is trying to prove a point because Superman came out and said, anybody who fucks with these are going to get, like, you know, I'm going to come after you. Yeah. And freaking uh, Horta just did that in the last, Horta Root did that in the last issue when he hurt Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that's now he's what trying I'm to saying. Say, I, I just he's just trying to prove a point. I think he's going to freaking, you know, he's filming this whole thing. He's going to download, hey, look, Superman doesn't do shit when you go against him. Yeah, I just, it just came off as like, okay, whatever. I but I am done it. It's before. the most... It's the most enjoyable part of the book for me because Superman, we see it. Superman, he's not going to do anything like that. He's, he puts him down, and we find out after uh, Condessa downloads the mind that he had taken the body of Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, well, before and I'm like, that, that is I awesome. just want to mention that, uh, boy, it, could they uh, force in this thing? Condessa's been working on a side project. Oh, well. It's it just out of nowhere. Her whole thing where she talks to technology is fucking It's forward. just out of nowhere, though. He's like, ever since she left Hoarder, Condessa's been working on a side project using some equipment she borrowed from Heroes Workshop. Really? I'm okay. I'm really? okay with it. I'm okay I'm with it. I'm not. All of a sudden, she's been just working on this behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. And, yeah, she gets his download. And, well, obviously, uh, she wasn't doing much like telling Jimmy where Superman was, even though she told him where to go. most of the time, she was hanging out with Jimmy. Of course he was. He's a little fucking ginger. Yeah, but I'm saying she's been cutie. hanging out with him, but in the it. meantime, she's also working on a side project. Dude used to be a billionaire. Yeah, he was, but I guess maybe Jimmy was helping her. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't she know. She was man. always with Jimmy. I'm telling you, it was just out of nowhere. It Jimmy was like, always with her. <laughs> to me, though, it seemed like they had the story going on and on, and then all of a sudden they had to have a way to stop Hordaru, and they just came up with a, oh, yeah, by the way, she's working on a side project that'll download his. his himself into it. And honestly, if it wasn't needed for the ending of this book, I would have said she just told the technology to shut down. Yeah. Like, because she could already talk to technology. We've already established that, even though it's bullshit. If we didn't need Hoyt Root for the end of this book, I, they totally just would have done that. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's why it seemed very forced to me that you need hoarders yeah. uh, download. And we've had what now? Like six issues, seven issues of this? Seven, pretty much. And yeah. yet all of a sudden it's just like, yep, 
that's what we're going to do. She oh, was no. working on it on the side. You're worried about that. I'm telling you, the thing that what worries me the most, not worries, it bothers me the most, is that, okay, we got Hooters, like, you know, whatever's left of his body. Or even, no, it's, Jim, it's Jimmy Olsen, so I don't I guess they yeah. had the shell. Yeah. But, um, and then the download, they give it to Mr. Terrific. Yep. And Mr. Terrific is not in this universe. Yeah, I know. He is in Earth, too, and I am very angry well, about here's that. Here's the thing, though. Cool. And not only that, the freaking artist changed there, so Mr. Terrific looks like a goddamn burn yeah, victim. Yeah, that's awful. But again, I it's there it is. Mr. Terrific's in this universe now. Bullshit. There he goes. It's this Fucking version nonsense. of Mr. Terrific. It's his no, that version, that version of Mr. Terrific is in Earth 2. Ever since the end of his series, Michael Holt has been in Earth 2. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, he never does call him Michael Holt. It is Michael Holt. But he never calls him that. I don't so. give a shit. It's Mr. Terrific. Like I said, that doesn't bother me at all. It's just Mr. Terrific. He's there. Yes, and he's in Earth 2. I know. It just, again, Superman was in Earth 2 as well. Not that Superman. I'm just saying. Oh, no, he can, was. He was during yeah, Batman Superman, but just, they jumped I, still. Really, I, like I said, it's just something to go to and give this thing to. Why not give uh, it to again. Ted Kord? Introduce him some more. We haven't seen Ted Kord since Forever Evil. He's a young guy, but he still owns a goddamn company. Again, I guess somebody gave them the thumbs up to add Mr. Terrific in. And it's bullshit. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really care. Everybody out there, write your congressman and Mr. DC and fucking complain. It's I don't bullshit. think anybody cares. It's People like, still write letters? It's like three fucking pages. And there yeah, he is. And, and at the end, he gets food stuff by Lex Vandal Luther. Savage. Use fucking Lex Luthor. I don't give a eh, shit. He wouldn't give it to Lex, though. They just have it there, and I don't know. Uh, that original Mr. Terrific book, was that the Earth 2 Mr. Terrific? It was. Was it? I didn't but even it know. Was while, but it's while he was in Earth 1. At the end of that, he got sucked over to Earth 2, which he yeah. saw freaking Terry Sloan pulled him through. No, I didn't even know that book was so long ago. Like I said, I, I don't know. But yeah, I didn't care. I don't care about Mr. Terrific one bit. It was just when, something to give this to. I said I really don't like Mr. Terrific in general. I could care less. I don't care about the Earth Two or anyway. We saw T spheres. Come on, it's Michael yeah. Holt. No, I'm just saying. I it, that didn't bother me as much as the whole Condessa thing because that it, that, that that Condessa thing was so was forced. Such bullshit. In. So was Mr. Terrific then. Uh, no, that is I, way more forced than the Condessa having something on a side but project. What I'm saying is we've had this this thing yeah mr terrific's thrown in at the end just for that we've had this whole issues and then all of a sudden they say yep you know condessa you've seen her all this time but she was working on the side okay and to me that's more bullshit but we're seeing freaking mr true oh we're actually not seeing shit because mr terrific has not been really in earth to society yet he's just alfred just talking on a goddamn com but still he is in a parallel fucking universe no but you get this, and it's awful art. That's it's when terrible. the art changes. The Raymond uh, Bermudez is on it, and it's yeah. terrible. It's, it's Everybody probably, looks like a fucking burn victim. It's probably one of the worst arts that I've seen since we've been doing this podcast, at least. It, it is awful. Hey, you, you want to talk about something else that's fucking bullshit to me? What's that? Then we have Superman, Condessa, and Jimmy driving home. All right, we're done, guys. Everything's taken care of. Hey, uh, since Jimmy was plugged into freaking Hoda Root, he now has memories of Hoda Root. I'm like, and the thing is, it's supposed to be this big thing where we find out Hoda Root's backstory. All I cared about, why the fuck does Jimmy have a healing factor now? He's fine. He just yeah. had got heat vision through the chest. You were pointing yeah, out last forgot month about the chest and how bit. it looked like it impaled. You know, it went through him, you thought. The only thing, there's come down with something. I'm looking at it there. They, they say goodbye to him. It, it would be nice if they said, like, uh, uh, six months later. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> because, yeah, or... 
if they explain somehow that when hoarder root takes control of your body, somehow he gives you a healing factor. See, you're okay with this, and, and this is mm. trippy, but not the goddamn no, I'm hard saying time. This is what I would say again. Right. I this whole ending. I'm telling you, once they end up uh, knocking the mask off of Jimmy, and yeah. da- uh, be even before that, once they started downloading the deal into that side project i had already given up on everything (laughs) in this book so i really didn't care what happened next i really could care less that vandal savage this is one of vandal savage's kids that's the thing that it was not even really because it's his uh it's his memories and his what would you call it no i'm saying the thing we find out from jimmy's uh memories of Hoarder Root is that the original person who was Hoarder Root was vandal savage's son he tried to reach out to dear old dad and vandal's like no kid of mine's in a wheelchair, yeah, and then uh, out. And then he's like, you know what? I'll show my dad. I'll make him proud. He creates a body which has all the memories that he has. Yeah. But as we learned from Highlander, there can only be one, and his and, new body yeah, kills the paralyzed a, version. He made it out of a dead guy. Yeah, so it's, it's all Frankenstein up. So yeah. And, and then and this became Hoda Root and Vandal Savage. Like that's my boy. Yeah, that's my boy he right came there. And he's like, I can access all the info you need. And he's like, and I can walk. I can walk, Again, can walk Dad. Weird too, because it's it's that. But it never really explains then how he can switch oh, bodies now. Oh, I agree. Now that is and, very fucked up. Yeah, Why he's wearing this mask and switching bodies and shit like that, even though he's a Frankenstein monster, I yep. have no idea. But mm. now Vandal Savage is broken to Michael Holt's lab. Michael Holt's lab. Never says Michael Holt. I don't give a shit. Just says, and, and he wants his baby boy back. terrific. Yes, and he's and very he terrific. stomps him. He wants his thing back and we'll never see him again. He wants his baby boy again. back. We'll never see Mr. Terrific again. Maybe we'll see him in the first panel of the next issue. I well, you know what? We we'll better not, because I don't want to get angry again. Yeah, uh, like I said, I that whole thing doesn't. I, I re- it's like when uh, people were mad at you about what was it that they were mad at you last week? When people were mad at me. Yeah, about uh, continuity and, and characters, where they were mad because they and you said that uh, it was was it uh, Justice League? I forget where you said about Dark Side and and all the other. Uh, Iterations oh, fucking, of uh, the multiverse. The, the dark side war stuff with Mr. Miracle and Big yeah, Barda. Yeah. So people get mad at all sorts of things. Like no, I people didn't get mad at me. Go. I got mad at them because they're doing that Grant Morrison. These are avatars. Bullshit. No, there you go. Bullshit. There you go. I say this is an avatar. I, I hate you. All Howard Porter's art in this book was great. Uh, I liked it. Tom, Tom Derenick had, I think, one page. It was okay. And Ray, Raymond Bermudez was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Fucking terrible. Worst art I've ever seen. And the it's continuity the stuff. Time really threw me off in this book yeah what did you give it five out of ten i'd give it a six and after talking about it i wish i could go back and give it a 3.5 i actually like the myth brawl fight in the i really like that, that as well get. and like i said i or like you said i like how reporters are a lot but yeah that end art was just garbage all right we're gonna move on to the next book was is one of yours as well oh, God damn, i'm so angry now, titans hunt number three written by dan abnett with art by paulo sequera geraldo borges jackson herbert hi-fi and carlos m mangual the mystery of the Titans hunting continues with this issue, but the team is finally starting to come together after Donna Troy Garth and Dick Grayson discover the old Titans clubhouse that somehow uh, that they somehow remember, and Gnark goes to rescue Roy from jail. The story really comes together, the, uh, though, after Mister Twister tells Lilith that he she won't bring if she won't bring the Titans together, he'll just do it himself. A sound pierces out that only the Titans can hear can hear, and the cool part is that at the end we see that Hawk. And I goddamn, I don't even know what the fuck of right here. We see that Hawk and Dove, but only Hank can hear it and Dom cannot. Jesus fucking Christ! Yes. I I hope anybody can put piece it together what I just fucking said. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, I was I was yeah. trying to get ready so fast this morning. I don't even know. Um, I was ready to give up on the series. This issue actually put it all together for me. You know, I'm really excited about it again now. Yep. I know you are not. I fucking hated it. Oh, I hate uh, this. I like the first two issues, and this is just a continuation of the nonsense that happened before. There is nothing new here for me at all. In fact, like Narc and uh, Roy, you get that part. It's almost exactly what happened in that first issue. He just does it again where he shoots an arrow this time, and Roy grabs and he goes, you're speedy. Same thing that happened that first issue. No, I, okay. I like I liked it so much more. I say it was really cool in that first issue, but I have not really dug the, the first two issues of the story arc yet. This issue really pulled it all together for me and makes it feel like it's working finally, and I know what's going on. Yeah, I again, uh, I don't know why or what, but what happened in this issue, I knew. I know exactly what I said in every podcast that we talked about this issue, and we actually argued about it. Oh my and God. what I argued about is exactly what it is, and it's just the same thing again. I, See, I'm telling you, up until this point, you're telling me how it's been known by everybody, apparently everybody but me, but I didn't know if we're dealing with an outside continuity forcing its way in or if this is something that happened that was just no. wiped from the, these fact, characters' I, minds. I'm telling you, if, if we would go back and listen to the number two issue – we argued about this, and I just said to you that it was so obvious, and it was announced and everything else. The, the same thing I'll say again today. And I think we argued because I didn't get that from Dan Abbott's interview yeah, that we, we had put out. We, we definitely argued about it. We were yelling at each other, and you were saying that you think it's this. And I said the timeline, these characters, nothing would make sense that anything happened before between them in this continuity. And just because well, this continuity isn't old enough, there's not enough time to uh, any of this to have happened. Six years ago is plenty of time. No, six years ago, uh, Dick was Robin. He exactly, was, yeah. and that's when he would have done it. No, I'm telling you. The only thing that doesn't make sense for me is Donna Troyce and she was just created. So obviously that part throws my whole thing out the water, but I didn't think about it at the time. I'm telling you, I think that the characters are all a little too old for it to have ever happened because we only go back that little bit of time. I don't know how old everybody has to be here. Well, what, how old do you think Roy is? Roy, I'd say he's 23. Okay. I think he's older than that. He's he might like be. He's like a well-worn fellow. And again, it's <laughs> that's, not, a lot, that's alcohol and drugs do to you, baby. And because of the fact that it's like they're, they're recognizing certain things, but it's not – it always was very clear to me that this was something that they were very confused about. Like I said, it wasn't like they were saying – like Roy especially. He was even saying, I don't drink to – to forget i drink to remember but the yes. things he was remembering even the characters themselves were even coming off like i know this never happened this never happened it's not like something that you're like boy yeah i, re I kind of remember this this would have happened when i was this old or this would happen everything that was going on they always had this reaction like i know this never happened why am i thinking this why well, even if you this... had your mind wiped you'd have that idea i know but what i'm saying is Say what you're saying, Mr. Twister. That fight yes. with Mr. Twister was erased from their mind. Yes. They're seeing other things that make, like, not even Mr. Twister things. They're seeing a lot of, like, they see a T on a fucking uh, water uh, tower, and right. they're like, huh, that seems familiar. That has not, you know what I mean? That has nothing to do with, with Mr. Twister. Now you're talking about that it would have to be years that were erased from their mind. And it would not make sense. In I'm this talking continuity. about their first encounter where they became Titans that they fought Mr. Twist. I know, but if they I'm saying were, it does, I'm telling you, I, it's already been disproven. You've already, but yeah, just because no, of Donna, honestly, like, the only thing that throws it out is the Donna Troy thing. That's yeah, the only thing like in my I mind said, that throws it away. I think I always thought that it was thrown out because of the, uh, like I said, all of a sudden they want to, they keep listening to Mal's music. 
Right. That would have nothing to do with fighting Mr. Twister. This is just something. That would have nothing to do with the old continuity. No, yeah, no, it's everything is seeping in, so they're drawn towards things. They're drawn towards each other and whatnot from this old continuity where everything is kind of coming together and it has this circumstances that are drawing them together, but it has nothing to do with, like, one event. To me, it's just like it's like they're again in the old wherever this is coming from. They didn't just fight one guy; they were a team. They I know, Santa, but this is all about when they fought Mister Twister yeah. in the old continuity. That's when they first became Titans, and then they evolved with that. And like even Harold and stuff. Like I'm going off the original one where they like the first time they ever got together was when they fought Mister Twister, and yeah. I'm sure they fought him other times after that. No, I know, but which, I'm uh, saying there's also other like, Titans like I said, up. yes, they fought Mister Twister, but there's also the whole uh, connection with the clubhouse. And yeah, I'm saying this, you know what I mean. There's I have no connection. To, I have no connection to the clubhouse. That doesn't do much for me. But I I liked all the stuff. Like I'm saying, I want to get away from this now because obviously this is under they rolling out of the pages of convergence. This is a different continuity that's forcing its way into this one. Like you know, changing their minds a bit, making them remember. And honestly, it could just be Mr. Twister doing it all. Well, and it's weird because why? Is he I don't mad know. because he's come from a different uh, reality and he wants to actually beat that? It's weird. Well, he, he's why a shadow he, monster I as know, far as I know but right why now. But what does he get out? I guess maybe we'll find out. But what exactly. really is he getting out of this? It seems like they're going to fight. Yeah, he wants them all to come together. I think he wants to destroy them for revenge. It's just weird because to destroy them, he could just go to them individually and just destroy them. Yeah, but you say, don't want to deal with something like that. You want these people to know who they are yeah, and what they did they to you before you fuck them up. How many times yeah, do you think they but, beat him? I what think I'm saying, though, they, they don't know him anymore. He's got a fucked up plan, though, because they're all st- – this would be different if it was like a, this wasn't a superhero comic or like of this sort. Like you had um, – you had Dick Grayson or Donna Troy, but in this reality, Donna Troy is a middle-aged mother, right. and Dick Grayson is a soccer coach. They're still superheroes. They, he's going to get his ass kicked. This plan is awful. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I liked the Mr. Twister here because we've had him a little bit before. He's just been in the background like fucking Bumblebee. I see the shadow in this background of this yeah. picture, Mal. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. It's stupid. Here, he comes off as a bona fide horror movie villain, and I dig all but the interactions. It's so funny because in the whole thing, you get the idea, or you get it again, where she he's now recording. Mal is recording a soundtrack. She interrupts him again. Oh, God, this woman, it's like a girl showing up, like a girlfriend showing up in the middle of a goddamn podcast and throwing the whole thing <laughs> off her. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk Is about. Is that Bumblebee? Fucking Bumblebee. You hear me, Jim? Oh, shit. Oh, she heard you. <laughs> Get him to work on time. Ay, ay, ay. But that's what it was like to me when I'm reading. I'm like, God damn it, Bumblebee's chess. That's the worst part, though. I'm telling you. I, um, a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people put on the, the website this week, or maybe just one, I don't know. But uh, every voice has a thousand stingers. But uh, they really didn't like this issue mostly because of how Dick Grayson was betrayed. Because during when uh, Donna Troy and Garth were fighting in the beginning of the book, Dick ran away. Yeah, he ran. He, he was outclassed by these fucking gods pretty much. Yeah, he he's actually fucking, says that he ran, yeah, because if he stands there, he's going to get killed. That's the thing, though. People were bit, like pissed off at how he was portrayed. Yes, he was trained by Batman, and he was trained not to be a goddamn dummy. Regroup, figure out what you're yeah. going to do, come up with a plan. He and was I, supposed to know. Exactly. I, I the inner it. monologue that uh, Dan yeah. Abnett wrote, 
I thought it fit perfectly. I, I'm saying at first, I'm like, God damn, this is weird. But the inner monologue sold me. I'm like, okay, I'm and on again, board. And again, it's all for him to get in that goddamn clubhouse. That's exactly. All it but yeah, I don't mind. He was regrouping. Like you said, he's being a little tactical. Damn he goes right. in there and he's going to try to figure out. Even when he goes in, it even looks like he's going in there to see what he can grab. He mm-hmm. might grab gasoline. He might grab whatever he was going to do. But yeah, Donna Troy gets freaking crash through. And then... Uh, uh, Garth, we see the right? t- we, he yeah, Garth comes the, in. Uh, we see the Titans clubhouse. Yeah, and it's very odd that it, it has that spray paint there. And and I'm guess I'm saying that I'm thinking Mr. Twister must have gone through this because yeah. I don't know how that would work in with the whole continuity bit. Unless it, it's, you know, it's what I'm just, saying I, it's I know, weird. It's, just it's weird. very weird. I agree. Unless I mean, legitimately, there is a Teen Titans in this, you know, our regular thing, and somebody might have thought it was funny that they saw that and added it, and it's just coincidence. I don't know. Exactly. Weird though, for I, Mr. Twister to do it because he's he. Seems to be working behind the scenes. But, An intangible but bit. Yeah, no? and he also wants Lilith to be more involved. Like, he wants her to do the work, but yeah. she doesn't want to. And I, and I like it, too, because she's kind of reaching out in the first issue we saw that she's talking to people a bit, you know, like with her mind. Man. But here it seems like she's almost was uh, supposed to be a uh, representative, Mr. Twister. Like he, he, she's the servant. She has to go and do this. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. She's got this whole banishing thing, like protection yeah, spells or whatever going on. Yeah, maybe at she was being controlled by him, and now she's used that banishment uh, spell And I like it. I'm telling you, it was, it was all very horror movie thing. Like, he's it talking okay. to her through, like, tapping on the doors, the windows, yeah. talking to the phone. I dug it. And, uh, but when we have Dick, Donna, and uh, Garth looking at this thing and they're realizing, hey, I know your name. How, do, how is it that I know your name? And I even liked it. And Garth comes in, Robin. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. He's calling yeah. him Robin. There's no reason that, like, even they shouldn't know the name. But the fact that he just pulls out the Robin, I really liked yeah, it a it's lot. kind of, well, at one point, Donna Troy, uh, like both of us, Eric, she has been dreaming about Dick. Yes. And uh, she's wondering about that. But there's also the thing with um, when you said about Mr. Twister. And I'm looking through it because there is a line that I really did like where uh, he actually spells out that uh, Mal's music is kind of bringing. Well, exactly. Them He's the herald fucking make him yeah. do his job. Yeah. And I like I, I that. didn't mind that. And again, you were very angry before that they kept going to that goddamn music because it was oh, no. so silly that... about like, oh, who listens to soundtracks and stuff? And I agreed a bit, but I actually liked it a little more because it was just something I, that was I disagree drawing completely. them together. That's the worst part of this book, in my opinion. Dan Abnett keeps forcing Mal Duncan down our goddamn no. throats. And he has nothing to do. Well, he doesn't. Because, but again, now it, this is what I'm saying. There better when, be a huge payoff when of that Mr. Music Twister, though, spells it out that that's been the plan all along, that that's what was going to bring them together. This I, just, I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to be the music. He doesn't say the music. No, he just he says said Harold. That at one point, I get that that's what it was. But now Lilith isn't playing by the deal. And again, I'm not even sure. You know, the shit goes that the whole sound goes that they all can hear. Yeah. I don't even know that that's not coming from Mal himself because he kind of goes into a coma first, and then everybody hears the sound. And I don't know if that's what his whole deal was. I, yeah, I, I was no never. Idea. I'm telling you, this was not my Teen Titans when I was reading Teen Titans as a kid. I have I have no connection to Mal, uh, Gnarka either, Lilith either. I'm telling you, for the most part, I'm just in this for like you know Roy, Garth, Donna, and uh, Dick. But even this, the, I'm looking at the part. He's talking to who's like a Yo-Yo Ma uh, amalgam again. He's. I thought you were talking guy. straight to me, Yo-Yo. Yeah, no, no, he's talking, and then all of a sudden you get the whole thing that it says. He's talking music. He's like, oh, I thought that around the eighth bar we can come in. And then he's like, the music stops being music. It becomes something unknown but horribly familiar. The sound of a world disjoining, of stone grinding. It's him. Jesus, God, it's it's him nonsense. doing the shit. And I then he goes, he goes into this, this freaking uh, 
you know, almost like a, this a coma, trance, strokey a coma, type of thing. And everybody, all of the characters can hear it. Yes. And it, it's driving them nuts. It's really loud. They're all going. Uh, even uh, Bumblebee, she even yes. knows. And she knows. She's the one who knows it's coming from him. Uh, and then I really did like at the end, though, like you have it. You have Hawk and Dove. And like you said, Hawk, he that hears so it. He's like, oh, me. I hear this. And she's like, I don't I didn't hear anything. And that's, I'm telling you, that's what solidified the fact that they're like, even though you say it's apparent to everyone yeah. but me, but um, that's what really solidified it for me that this is another continuity because Don Granger is Dove and Don Hall was, you know, Dove yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And the fact that Hank could hear it, but Don can't, I'm like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I said, it seemed, to, I've been telling you this from the freaking second page. I was yelling at you, arguing with me. Arguing. But yeah, uh, to me, like hey, um, I'm saying. Jim, though, I got to prove that you're the Quaker Town Comet, so now I got to try to run you down with this car to prove it, all right? Okay. I'm saying, that's, it's so weird that get, the whole thing with the speedy fucking. The good, well, like uh, I said, good, yeah. Gennar comes to freaking break Roy out of jail, but before he does, I got to shoot an arrow yeah. at your face, Roy. Well, again, and then he catches funny it. Too, because okay, you're speedy. Narky's like, if you're not speedy, you're dead. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, you get the idea. He's, he sought him out because yeah. of what happened when he went there and the shit knocked over the booze and he grabbed it and whatnot and, and all that. But yeah, um, I actually put in this that I, I like the art. I love the art. And I, it's a very quick-moving um, issue to me. But yes. the problem is is that, to me, I know that you really enjoyed it because of that pretty much that last page, the love cliffhanger that, that goes uh, kind of twists everything Gets around me so excited. for you. But to me, this is the same issue of the last two. And I'm telling you, these three issues could have been tightened up and been one issue. And we could have gotten all this. We could have had like, oh, I, I think I know you. Oh, I do this, da, da, da. And then Mal with the thing and goes. The setup for this issue, it's, it's, it's been the them whole, fighting. Set, I agree. And then set disappearing. The them fighting, disappearing. Them thinking, oh, my God, I think I know what's going on. No, I don't. Oh, I want to remember. Oh, and then this issue, all of a sudden, it looks like they're going to come together. And I'm telling you that maybe we're going to get yet another issue of them <laughs> trying to find each other now. I, I'm and, okay with that. Lilith will do with her thing or whatever. But I'm telling you, this is where the nonsense ends. We've had our setup. This is where it cut the crap and we realize shit's gotten real. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, I, 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 it's just weird. Uh, Except for me. fucking Mal. I hate him. And I think that when Lilith leaves that office, she's dead. <laughs> Actually, it looks like uh, Mr. Twister has walked away. Honestly, in that, if I was Lilith, I'm never leaving that office yeah, again. I don't think I would either. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I gave this an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I would give it a 3. I did not like it at all. I, and again, I didn't like it because it, it, it wasn't anything surprising to me. I did like that last page, but it's more of the same. It's yeah. Nothing has changed. It's the same story each issue and maybe next issue if they all do get together and we get a little more of that I'll, I'll like it more but this is probably my least favorite of the whole series this is my most favorite yeah i did not like it but the next issue is deathstroke number 13 i had i only had four books this week i know and you had a lot but uh deathstroke is written by james bonnie and tony s daniel art by paolo pantalena yes. arif pranto and rob <laughs> lai or lee Talking that mumbo jumbo to me. Destro continues being one of the most consistently fun books out today with plenty of action and a healthy amount of limb, se uh, limb severing. This issue is all about Destro. There's a snake bite and it's an okay fight, but it's the ending that turns this book upside down. Deathstroke may be looking for his daughter, but she may be not. Uh, uh -huh. She may not want to be found, and she may also be involved in all of this nonsense. 
It's not shocking, though. She doesn't seem to like her dad throughout the whole deal. No, absolutely uh, not. Yes, and the issue starts with, we mentioned this last month, the issue starts with what James Bonney promised, that we would get an explanation of why Catwoman startled Deathstroke. Because she shows up, and in the last issue, she they had set it up that he you know, basically said, hey, uh, Catwoman, you come, you help me. And then when she shows up, he seems shocked. Exactly. And we're like, well, it's obvious that he, she was the one he was talking to. Yeah. Why is he shocked to say it? should have been Harley's line, but James Bonney came through. Yep. He said that what we would find out is that she came early. So basically he's like, uh, Catwoman, why are you here? my life. Yeah, really. But she comes in, and it's Harley, uh, Catwoman, and Deathstroke beating the shit out of Commandos. And, it's, and it's I really fun. like the team. Yeah, I do too. And they even have a little back and forth where, uh, uh, what's it called? Harley says to, you know, ask Catwoman, if, are you a girlfriend? She's like, no, baby, this is business. It's pretty good. But they fight. It's very quick. And then you get to Snakebite, which I really like. It's all like about snakebite. getting the Snakebite. I like Snakebite. And uh, the issue I had was, and I even said it in my review, where Snakebite, this is only a second issue. You had yeah. Snakebite last issue, and uh, Tyler Kirkham was doing the art, and it was really, really good. And I'm telling you, I don't mind Paolo's art. I really like the snake bite here. Yeah, I don't. It's more he's a little too generic to me. I, he just he does he's not as well defined. I'm t- I didn't there. I didn't go back and look at Snake Bite last issue before this, but for what I've seen here, it looks like what Snake Bite we had before, no, and I does, really but like it. Wasn't him. it? Uh, the last Tyler Kirkham really went out, and in fact, if you want to see how Tyler Kirkham did him, did him, Eric. Uh, the the cover is Tyler Kirkham. And if you would look at it, it's pretty, uh, like I said, it's very um, well yeah, I like I, I like the other snake bite better. Yeah, I don't. I don't at all. And uh, it actually, even so, it's it's weird to have a introduction of a character and he's been in two issues and you have two artists. It just kind of sucks that you don't get the same deal. But yeah, he's uh, basically severing eyes again the guy does not like eyeballs i, I would say, i wouldn't even say severing eyes he injects you with his fucking yeah, tendrils and, and your like, eyes blow yeah, up he hates eyes but yeah Fuck he gets that. that damn your eyes yeah in the meantime he, he's getting amanda waller basically we find out uh it's his way out he's gonna get her he knows somebody who wants amanda waller and he's gonna use it's all it about amanda get. yep he's gonna get out well in the meantime Destro, Carly, and Catwoman are still trying to find Amanda Waller. They're going in. Snakebite announces, hey, I have Amanda Waller. Uh, I need a ride out of here. And there's a weird deal where there's these other prisoners that just decide, like, hey, this is hey, our cue. Exactly. We're going to come in. We're going to fuck shit up. Yeah, Man, I didn't, I didn't really understand. <laughs> yeah, they they should have just left. They, it looks like they could just leave the prison at this point. Yep. Nope. They find out. I don't know. Do you get that they find they out? Had the, they, had the radio, they had the radio when a snake bite's given his demands. Yeah, they had, the and they're like, okay, this is where she's at. Let's go, guys. Yeah, do you think that it's like they're like, oh, that's our ticket. We're going to get Amanda Waller. We'll take care of her. Yeah. They should have just gotten the hell out. Oh, I agree. But the whole place is also surrounding with, surrounded with commandos yeah, as well. So I don't know how well they're so, going to yeah, do. Maybe that's their whole thing. They're going to get Amanda Waller so they can get out the same way. Uh, Amanda Waller tries to kill Snake Buddy, just freaking knocks her apart. And then you get the whole deal. Basically, the whole issue is them getting like I said, it's like the uh, like Judge Dredd. Yeah. Or uh, what's it called? The uh, the Asian movie that was based on the raid. Uh, they're going to get to Amanda Waller. They're kicking ass. Uh, at one point, Catwoman just decides to leave. Hey, check this out. I got your back. This is too deep for me. I'm going to go take uh, do a distraction here. I'm going to be outside, but I'm not going to wait too long, so hurry up. Yeah, 
Yeah, so she's going to go. And then they these crazy, uh, what's it called, inmates come flying out. They blow up a wall, come out, it. and then just I... immediately get the shit kicked out. They're dead. Yeah, a fucking death stroke just opened fires yeah, right there. On. Fires, I love it. What happens is it's actually a distraction for Snakebite because Snakebite's right there, grabs Harley. So now he has Harley and Amanda Waller. So he, he forces Deathstroke to drop his guns. And I even thought, I'm, I'm watching this, or, you know, reading it. And I'm like, he, he still has those swords. <laughs> I mean, they're sticking out. Why? Hey, even if he didn't, he's still the Terminator. Yeah, why, why didn't he get rid of everything? I don't know, but uh, the... That's the... And that's the only part that pisses me off, though, because he drops the weapons, mm-hmm. he still has his swords, snake biting him, fight when Harley freaking... You know, you know, for some reason, getting an elbow to the side, he's really pissed off about that. Drops Harley and freaking Amanda. Yeah, I actually... Goes after... I actually remember, though, what happens as well, though... Uh, they're there talking, yeah. and they just keep going back. And it's almost like, hey, listen, we'll, we'll work together. I'll get you right. I already have a ride. But, and, and Harley basically says that she's bored, bored. now. She's bored. So it looks like actually Snakebite just tosses her away. I don't he know. Goes, I figured it was just like he had. Honestly, I really thought they were setting up. He has a weak spot no, on his no, side because it, I'm she you, elbows like, him and he throws yeah, him away. Yeah, ah. She goes, "This is boring." He goes, "You little," and he throws her against the wall. Uh, he does drop him in the wall. You have to get rid of her at this point, and it's but basically snake bite versus uh, katana wielding. Deathstroke. I'm telling you, that's the part that pisses me off the most, though, because Snakebite, yeah, he's got all these crazy tendrils. He's a yeah. fucking giant he, snake he man. He should never have dropped the Mandel Wall. No, I, I don't even give a shit about that. It's the fact that he still gets Deathstroke. He pierces him with his oh, tendrils. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is Deathstroke the Terminator, one of the most biggest badasses yeah. in the DCU, and this fucking snake man takes him out. Yeah, I actually, um, the, the only reason I don't mind it is because he's fighting him. He cuts off his stingers. Yes. And then he goes and basically drives a sword directly into his chest. Yes. And I think that uh, Deathstroke actually thought that that was it. I think he thought he was going to kill him. I agree. And I know. It just at that point, weird. the stinger grows back, which he said that will happen, and then gets him with it. And I like the fact that you have two pretty, uh, pretty badasses that are both uh, kind of hit by each other. And it's one of those things like, okay, let's see who's going to survive this. And then Deathstroke Hans Gruber's his ass (laughs) right out the freaking thing. And it is. It's like, and he's still yelling shit as he's falling down, which is pretty cool. What do you say? What's your mother say? That's what you think, Deathstroke, because he's like, I don't feel a thing, a-hole. And he he kicks him out. And then as this is going on, the Manowaller picks up the thing, calls in some commandos. The thing is, hold on. When, when Destro kicks, kicks him out, he's like, I don't feel a thing, a-hole. Do you think Snakebite's fucking reaction? That's what you think, D-Stroke? He was just trying to get back at the a-hole thing? Yeah, D-Stroke, a-hole? I think he was. So weird. It was weird. It's funny, but though. He says that because he knows. He's he's poisoned. And Amanda Waller even calls it out like, listen, I know you got a healing factor or whatever, but yeah, it's not going to help you here. And Deathstroke starts to get a little fucked up. And he's like, oh, I'm losing it. Oh, my God. And the commandos show up. They get a, a, a smoke bomb. And uh, he pulls a freaking what's his name from the uh, the, uh, the fugitive the fugitive Kimble Kimble yeah Richard Kimble he walks back and just jumps out and uh, then Harley I has, didn't kill my wife yeah Harley, I don't care I was uh, get off my plane that's Isn't not that the same movie no no it's different <laughs> uh, we're home Chewy. Uh, but then Harley has her last joke what, she's there the, with her the, jazz uh, hand. I'm just trying to remember any line from regarding Henry regarding have none. Henry. I'm crazy. Ritz crackers. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, you see, uh, Snakebite runs away again. I I thought at this one point I'm reading this. I'm no like, ticket. God damn it. <laughs> James Bonney made all this deal with the uh, freaking snake bite, and now he's killed them. But yeah, he runs off. He gets away. He gets away, and then you see that uh, Stroke uh, was picked up in the A-Team van by yes. Catwoman. I don't think a Catwoman is a van type of person. Oh, it's Deathstroke's van. She's yeah, just driving. I guess. it just She seems weird. I don't think it's Deathstroke's a van guy either, yeah, really. No, no. Who is a van guy? Oh, that, yeah, that weird guy that's next to us at Wawa every yeah, guy. He's going over like a small truck and going to steal your family guy. That guy is a pedophile. I, yes, that guy is. weirds me out every day that we see this movie. He's always staring at us. Uh, yes, but then it ends with what you see is the villain. He's, mysterious man. The mysterious man is setting up, and there is Rose. And you don't get the idea here if she's being manipulated. Is she in on it? Uh, I get she, the idea that she's been kidnapped and like she's like kind of yeah, pissed off. But she hates Deathstroke. She's never liked him. No. So I, I, I don't think, though that you know the idea that her best friend was killed and she's yeah. been taken against her will. She's not a big fan of being kidnapped. Yeah, because so they even as much she has daddy issues. No. And in the picture, the this mysterious guy says she was pretty. She was my friend, a friend who was about to betray you. And then he, she's, uh, so you say, and he's like, you don't trust me, Rose? No, but I believe you. So this woman definitely has a, more of a part. It's not yes. just a friend hanging. Throwaway out. friend. Um, yeah. But they, they get the idea. They're like, oh, how'd you know Harley Quinn wanted your father to kill Waller? And it, it goes back to Jericho. Yeah, it's bullshit. And all that, yeah. But then he's like, and, you know, this is the whole plan for him to kill Deathstroke. And that's fine. I, I don't mind it. I like it. I was a little confused at one point. I actually thought that there was uh, that this mysterious villain that we were supposed to know who he was at this point. But no, it doesn't no. look like you were supposed to. I asked James Bonney. Me and James Bonney were tight. I asked him questions and he always answered. <laughs> I said, you're, that's the thing is you're always just asking, hey, I don't understand this I thing do. in your book. I, again, and uh, I just wanted to know because I'm telling I you, I am a dummy. When things, I, my memory is so bad. Then I'm like, maybe it's this, you know, somebody I'm supposed to know, but no, it doesn't look like it. But it's yeah. Grandpa over And like again. I said, I didn't like uh, Paolo's version of Snakebite as much as Tyler Kirkham's. But I, I like love the art in all this the issue. art in this. I do like the art in this issue. It's just that. It, and again, it was more the fact that it was the second issue and, and of this villain and we get another artist. It's just a shame for the timing, I think. But yeah, and in general, I really like Tyler Kirkham. But yeah, Paolo did a good job. I didn't mind it. I gave this issue, if I can find it, an 8.2. I think I gave it 7.5. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on with uh, the another whole, one. The whole thing is it? always... Th- no, I'm sorry. The whole, it always throws me off with this story, though. But the fact that Slade is just going, all right, uh, Amanda Waller took my... Uh, or uh, Somebody took my daughter, mm-hmm. and Harley knows, and she's going to make me kill Amanda Waller. Deathstroke's smart in this. The fact that he just finds out this issue actually pisses me off. Yeah, actually, yeah. Harley actually that whole didn't thing say that. Harley sad. just admits she was lying. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I get the idea that he's so desperate because he is really – he's been awful. He's been an awful father, and he's trying to make up for it, and I think that's blinding him to a lot of things. I think he is will, willing to believe people when he even – he even says – I think he even says, like, yeah, I kind of knew you were lying all along. He's just hoping. That something will lead to his daughter. And then, get off my daughter. Isn't that what he says? Get off my daughter. <laughs> uh, yes, we're going to move on to a final issue of a series, right? Gotham by Midnight, number 12, written by Ray Fox, with art by Juan Ferreira and Seda Belafonte. I mean, Talafonte, Temafonte. Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte. 
The, final, the finale to this series sees Sister Justine come out all kaiju like to take on the the not oh my god Jeez, damn it we are having proms tonight like to take on not only the giant specter but the pain monster that we saw throughout this series as well as it turns out though this is not something to be to fight but something to sympathize with and we see that this is when all the oh my god what is wrong with my I fucking no we see that this is when all oh we see this when all the dead that have been resurrected <laughs> simply go away. <laughs> When we allow them into our hearts, yes. so they know that they'll never be forgotten, Jim. Yes, that's that's what we learn. And again, piece that all together, try to make sense of what I just said. I nobody ever can. There is not a, much. That is a puzzle wrapped in an enigma, right there. Wrapped my in a retard. <laughs> You're not allowed to use that word. I'm doing. I am. There is not a lot to say about this finale. Did this issue make you uh, uh, think of your father? No. <laughs> I just want to get your mom mad if she's listening. She would never listen this long. Uh, yeah, this is way past any sort of listening. Uh, this was a quick read. Very quick. I, and the thing is, I'm not even sure what exactly went down. Because I don't we know have, either. We have Dr. Tar. He somehow you know, does the whole Corrigan thing, but shoots uh, Sister Justine out, and she's the Redeemer now. And she convinces the Spectre, who's now being controlled by this fucking Indian pain monster, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That these people, you know, this is not something to fight. You can't just go and freaking, you know, judge the whole city. These people need to be... And through this, Corrigan realizes, like, you know, through Sisters Justine healing of the specter, Corrigan realizes what he needs to do. And it's... They have to let these zombies that are walking through the Gotham... We gotta let them into our hearts so they'll never be forgotten. They don't want, like, to, like, uh, kill everybody. They just don't want to be forgotten. Yeah, it's funny because this crazy kaiju monster... Yeah. Eric, all he wants is a hug. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm saying, Sister Justine goes away. Dr. Tar is fine. Yeah, Dr. And, Tar is fine. And I have no idea what this means for the Spectre now. Like, you know, she like says that he's kind of a part of God, but we found out before that Jim Corrigan was, you know, it's all his will, but he has no faith. So I really have no, I'm telling I, you. I, I know what's up with the Spectre. Nothing. We're, the next uh, time we see him, it's going to be a, after a reboot, and if they want to bring him out, it'll be back to normal. I'm telling you, I, I'm I telling read this you. book really fast, and I'm telling you, it was it was a really quick read, but there was a lot of stuff going on, and I'm like, I don't know if I skip something, I'm going to read it again before I read it, because I haven't reviewed this yeah, book yet, yeah. but right now, and that's the fucked up part, because I gave it a half-decent score I'm looking at here, but... I don't know exactly what's going on at the end of this book. It's a little weird. It's a little gross. You let fucking dead people inside of you and everything's okay now. Yeah. No idea. I just want to know what the people of Gotham think after this. There's fucking giant fucking Spectre Sisters Justine, this thing, they're zombies. Well, I'm telling you, like a few months before this, we had this giant black flower pain monster yeah. doing the same thing and a yeah. giant Spectre fighting it, and then Batman's Batwing just flying around. No. Uh, <laughs> this, ha- this shit happens every few months. Yeah, they're fine. Yes, they, they just know what's going on, but... Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, piss a lot of people off, Eric, because this is another book, and we talked about this on one of our breaks tonight. This is one of these books that people like to go on and on about how great it was and, and whatnot. And so, I think we do the same thing. Well, we do. I, I think it's fooled us. I'm not saying it's not a good book. Uh, it's, not, it's not as good as the hype has been. I think it's more of a spectacle. Um, the art is fantastic, but yes. again, I think in this issue as well, what I said last month, I stand with. Everything looks static to me. It's like a series of paintings. It doesn't. It doesn't even seem to me to have much movement. You you right. jump back and forth in scenes. Um, you have these big set pieces and these big well, events, but to me, at the end, like 
each issue, I, I keep thinking the same thing. I re, we read the issue and talk about it, and afterwards I think, what what went on? And most of the stuff is like, I'm telling you, this issue might have taken place in a matter of 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing's happening, really, that, uh, you know, you get Batman showing up. He's a guy. Yeah, Jim Gordon, Batman. Yeah, Jim Gordon, yeah. Batman. You have him showing Gets up. Get struck by lightning and he's out. And That's I'm it. telling you, I wouldn't have even minded if they had something that, this is a real stretch, but if they had something where they mentioned that when Bruce Wayne, Batman died, there was no more justice in Gotham, and this is what kind of triggered something. I don't know. Like, but There's enough the end, pain and suffering yeah, at in Gotham. At the end, though, this. it just seems, like you said, it's like accept people in your heart, and uh, give people a dead. hug. Don't forget them. And that's what we get out of the finale. And I said well, in my... Not only that, at the one part, like, uh, you know, Corrigan it somehow composes himself while he's the Spectre. And he's... I don't understand how that works either. But he's uh, she's uh, he's telling Lisa Drake that, that, like, we don't have to fight him. And then Lisa Drake just kind of walks into a group of zombies. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And it looks and like, like she's what just going? being overtaken. And she's, but she's okay. She's yeah. like giving her, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going At on? At one point, she was just gonna kill him to, to like, hey, we got to get rid of you. That'll get end the specter. And uh, and I'm fine with that. That works with the yeah, series. Yeah. But then she just says, okay, and then walks into a like a horde of zombies, and it's like puts her arms up, take me away. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is one of those books, and it happened to every issue. We would read and talk about the issue. You'd review it, and then I'm telling you, a week later, I forgot all about. And yeah, me as well. I, you, I always forgot that I had this book that whenever you say, oh, you got yeah. this, that's like, fuck. Yep. And when if I had to sit down and tell you exactly what happened in the series, I'd be lost. Well, I the, really... pro- the problem is this is a continuation. This is pretty much the ongoing series that has been one story since we started this with a lot of monsters of the, like the week yeah. stories thrown in with this overlapping mythology. Yeah. But it doesn't really play. No. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't end. Again, you can say that uh, maybe um, this was a good finale because at least we get the idea of what's going on. I don't I, know. No, but I, it, no, I don't. It just seemed to be a very quick. Again, I don't think any book is like you're planning for it to end at some yes. point. You're always thinking, so yes, when it's canceled, you get to end and maybe this was not exactly how it was going to end because if this was a normal deal, this would have been maybe the end of an arc that would have continued on. And, and maybe it would have been from here and we'd learn what, what this means going forward for Jim Corrigan or whatnot. We don't get that. But also it just seemed like a, a very quick and abrupt way to end it by just basically saying everything that happened up to now we just have to love each other. It's we have A-okay. to remember the dead, and we'll be great. Give a thumbs up, and off we go. Uh, but yeah, I, I was disappointed with this. So was I. Yeah, I gave it a six out of ten, though. I'm telling you, for some reason, this... I have six point five. And I'm telling you, these are in our minds. These are half decent scores. Yeah, no, I'm and not saying six five art... to say it's bad. Again, no. I said the art's fantastic. The series was good each month, but I won't remember it two days Absolutely. after. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's not something that sticks with you. It really isn't. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it seems more spectacle than substance to me. And honestly, I'm telling you, I'm just glad I don't have to review it anymore because of things like this where I have to try to grasp for an understanding. Yeah, but people love it. But yet, I know. They don't put their uh, money where their mouth is, that's for that's... sure, because it was not selling. I, I uh... think half the reason, though, is because of the freaking Monster of the Week shit because yeah. it just got repetitive and boring. Yeah. Again, but it's still hooked, I'm right? telling you, it does look great, but I think even that uh, might have even thrown some casual readers off. Like they'd go and look and go, whoa, that looks crazy because shit does look crazy. But yeah, I don't know. 
uh, it's gone now. That's it, yes. Eric. It's gone. And we're going to move on to my next book, which is Justice League 3001, number seven. And I'm I'm shocked that this book is, has made it. So am I. Uh, but I said, well, I've been a little down on this. Oh, wait. Written by J.M.D. Mateus and Keith Gibbon. Art by Chris Batista, Wayne Foucher, Andy Owens, Hi-Fi, and Marilyn Patrizio. While I've been a little down on this book since the June reboot to make it 3001, this issue actually has me pretty excited going forward. We see how powerful the Scullion threat is, as almost every original Justice Leaguer is killed off, and we're left with a new all-female team that doesn't feel as forced as I was afraid of, or afraid it would be. It's been a while, but I really can't wait for the next issue of the series. That's all I wrote. And I know you told me you did not like it. I, I don't care for this book. Um, I'm telling you, it was the hardest thing for me to do was to get through this book. So how boring I found no, it. Actually, I liked it because, number one, uh, we actually have a villain in the book that means something. We had the five was the original long arc that started right. off Justice League 3000. And then they tried to make it that the Injustice League was going to be the next villain. Which I got and, really excited for. And that sputtered, that nothing happened. They never, They never got together. Now, we might still get them later. Uh, basically what it ended up is Lois uh, ended up being, she was the leader, she was going to be the leader of the Injustice League. She ended up taking over Ariel Masters' body and just impersonating her and sending the Justice League out on random missions to try to get him killed. And we had that for five, six issues. It actually overlapped into uh, the deal, 3001, and that's what we got at the beginning of this. So basically up until then, up all of this, 3001, you have been trying, or they have been trying to keep it going with the same old asshole Superman acting like a jerk, which is funny enough, but again, we've had enough of that. Uh, Batman kind of doing what's trying to be right. You get Terry uh, being the Flash, and then... You know, finding her way as the Flash. And all these things thrown in with, like, the Super Buddies. You got a little love with uh, Booster and... uh, Blue Beetle, yes. which uh, out of nowhere, Barry Allen and Hal Jordan were with them. Yeah, that, it sure. was very odd. All this stuff was odd. But in this last issue, the Scullion showed up where they're almost like a multiplex type of thing. They're these Scullion. like android deal. Now, they showed up out of nowhere, didn't know anything about them. But at the end of last issue, they blew Superman's head off. And I'm telling you, that actually is like, holy shit, okay. That's yeah, a hell of a cliffhanger. Yeah, it is. And it's also like, okay, they're a threat. I, I don't need to know that much about them. But in this issue, you learn a little bit more, but it's mostly told through flashbacks of the uh, of Terry trying to document everything and trying to deal with uh, Superman being killed because that was Superman. She was Superman's girlfriend. And I found it very boring. Yeah, I, I didn't, because you get a lot here. You get to know what happened. Uh, pretty much everybody died. Yeah, everybody died. That's what I'm telling you. This whole issue, though, is everybody dying, but it's so slow, well, and I, I just didn't care. And actually, on top of it, I don't know. Who the, who's the new artist on this? Uh, it's actually just this one issue. Okay. It's well, Chris Batista. We get pretty much every character is a female in this book, yep. but they all look like dudes and drag to me. Uh, For the most part. Actually, I think that this is more of a take on uh, he's trying to kind of get a little Howard Porter because that was always Howard Porter's deal. Everybody thought Wonder Woman looked like a bulldog, looked like (laughs) a man. So, no, I I actually liked the art. And I like. I thought Supergirl looked terrible. Basically, well, Supergirl didn't look that great. But the other characters, I think this is a better Wonder Woman than Howard Porter's. And Um, I like the new Batgirl, like the Batman little girl that's inside the bat suit i liked her yeah she's pretty cool but like i said this whole thing and the the there's a little bit of a mystery with these scullions because they showed up and the only one they attacked or the only people they attacked were clones 
Yes. They did not attack Supergirl. They didn't attack Flash until they attack. They, yes. they just ignore them. So and then Supergirl goes off in this whole long thing like, yeah, it was weird because they seemed confused when I hit them. Yeah, yeah. But that's because they were just going after yes. these clones. You get that. Then you get Fire and Ice are in there. They're they're in as well. They were with the Super Buddies. They also got attacked. They got and, some PTSD going and on. And Howard, uh, Howard Porter, uh, Hal Jordan and Barry Allen got killed. Again, clones. They, they yes. ended up dead. They got out. They think that the... Uh, the Super Buddies, freaking uh, Booster and uh, Blue Beetle, survive. They think well, they, they, they just think it because yeah, they have a knack of getting out of trouble. Yep, and they're not clones. And, and that's it, though. But they uh, weren't, we, we, they weren't clones. So I agree. I think, I'm that, I think that they're alive. And so then, do I. And again, the, all this issue with it's a setup to get this all female team. You get yes. you get Guy Gardner show up. You know, yelling and screaming. Gal Gardner? Well, Gal Gardner, I like to say. But I I always like Guy Gardner in this. I really do. And I like she comes in and she's all pissed off. She's yelling and screaming with her inappropriate jokes about her ass. Uh, She even says, you know what? They're like, oh, there's no time to joke. And she gets real with like, I was there. I got Superman's fucking brain matter on me. Uh, Then you find out what happened, how they survived, was that Batman pretty much got them all out of a transporter and then closed it up. But you never see him die. And I don't know. I think that he's still alive. Somehow I think think he survived. I think they would have shown it, though. Yeah, that's true. They only said that Wonder Woman's like, he he died a, a... you know, a warrior's death. I wish I could have seen it. I bet he was smiling. And then you go and you get the Batman and Supergirl has been pissed off about this Tina Batgirl or a uh, Batman with her big, uh, goddamn bats robot. Uh, now they're just going to form a team. Basically. That's all this issue is, is to set the up bi- this the biggest, the biggest thing that I found, and I'm not, not the biggest thing that I found, but, um, the most interesting bit is when Guy is like talking about this shit, and Ice and Fire are so pissed off about how snarky he can yeah, be about yeah. all their friends dying, and he's going through the whole bit like this is how he's dealing with it, and then he smacks Ice. Oh yeah, and Ice goes down, yeah. and he and Fire's all like, "What the fuck? Why would you let Guy would never hit me? Yep. That was not Guy." Now, I don't know. Like, is she saying that's not Guy because he's not in his right mind, or is this the female aspect no, of him taking over? Because he's been bitching and moaning about that all along. Every yes. issue, he seems to be saying, and like, then he goes off oh, and cries. Man, I'm getting this fucking, uh, you know, this female thing is taken over, and they've mentioned that that can happen. So I think that eventually, it's that was the coolest part of the whole book over. for me because Ice is like, no, that was not guy. Guy would never hit me. I actually like the part with the Tina, the little girl, back Batman, where I she's like taking the transporter and made it so that she has a mobile transporter in the suit. Makes, makes and Supergirl that's look the like first, a dick. And it's actually up until this time, Supergirl has basically looked at her as a nuisance, and she's had to watch her, and now she realizes, huh, you know what? You're a little more you know, valuable. And then she even points out again that she is a direct descendant of Bruce Wayne. So yes. makes sense. And then, like I said, Supergirl kind of realizes she's going to be a leader, tells Terry to, you know, man up or woman up, get on your suit. This is what's going to be. And like I said, this whole issue was set up for this. But again, in a book that we've gone all this time and I've been reading and reviewing it since yeah. the beginning, it has gotten so stale you had too many characters in it. There were too many times, and I said the characters were thrown in in desperation. They were like, okay, we need something to get more people in. Uh, uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Come on, boys. Everybody loves you. Okay, that didn't work. Supergirl. They just kept, oh, Lois Lane. They kept oh, adding and adding and adding, and it was too much. And it, then 
last issue, uh, you get freaking, or the last couple, you get the freaking little Tina Batman. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is so free. And I remember I got called out, I think, on either, I guess on um, Twitter. The guy All said, right. oh, it's too, you know, it's such a bad thing to get more for your money. I'm like, no, there, yes. there's too many characters here. It is what it's like this. Story. Yes, I now agree. Now we are setting it up for a story. There's a new team. You have new interactions. You don't have, you know, now you have dickhead Guy Gardner instead of dickhead Superman. But you get a whole new team. And I, I'm very excited about that. And I think that next issue, we're going to have them fighting the Scullion threat. We'll find out what that actually is. And again, we have a concrete villain that they have a reason to go against. They, they're going for revenge. They're all pissed. They're all upset. I really like it. I actually gave this an 8-7 out of 10 on the site. Now, personally, I don't care for this book at all. I find it very boring. And even up to this point, I didn't even read the last issue. You were telling me and showing yeah. me stuff for the death of Superman, which was cool. But I'm telling you, I'm reading this. I don't give a shit about any of these characters yeah, no, or like the I'm, shit they're gone through. Like I'm telling you, this this is definitely a issue where I would like to hear from people who have read it since issue one of 3000. And I guarantee you that people are at least like, okay, shit's going to happen again. It, yeah. it has been so stale. But as someone who doesn't care, like I would never buy this no, book. I don't think I, that uh, anybody would who hasn't been in. And but I I'll even, tell you, I... I was just really bored, and I think I'd give it a 4.5 no, out of 10. No, I, I actually— I don't even care for the art. No, I actually like the art. And again, we've had, we had a guest artist last month, uh, which pretty good art. I like this right. art. And uh, Scott Collins jumps in, and actually I think he jumps in permanently next issue. No. These were both uh, guest artists. Uh, yes, but we are going to take a little bit of a break here, and we're going to end up with uh, four books, right? Four books end up this podcast, but we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. See my two front teeth. Jim hates us. I do. I can't stand it. I hate doing I, this I have, podcast. I have a good time talking to you. I don't. And tonight I've been angry and all your nonsense. Aquaman. Aquaman number 47, written by Colin Bunn with R. by Vincente Cifuentes, John Dell, Don Ho, Mark Irwin, Guy Major, and Tom Napolitano. Yep. Didn't Napolitano. Don Ho, didn't he do a lot of... Uh, he was an old uh, Hawaiian That's what uh, I thought as soon as right? I wrote it. That's what I thought Don Ho. <laughs> All right. For this one, Aquaman finally begins his plan to defeat Thule with a little help from his friends. He does have friends. That's right. The Justice League shows up here, and they head off to f- help the refugees from Thule escape while Aquaman takes the fight to Atlantis to try and free his lady love. Only thing is, Mera doesn't need help from anyone because after getting an earful from Siren, she just simply takes out the Thule sorcerers and breaks her confinements like they're nothing. Ah, uh, yes. Fucking yes. Nonsense. So, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, Yes. In, in the previous issue of Aquaman, I really dug the fact that Wonder Woman showed up and it cut the nonsense and it got right to the fucking point. And I figured, hey, the whole Justice League here, we're going to do more of that, you know? Yep. And right from the get-go, I was pissed off because... Yeah, you didn't like this. We have the Justice League show up and the editor's notes is like, hey, this takes place before Batman number 40. So we have a Bruce Wayne Batman, but we have a truth Superman, a new costumed Wonder Woman, obviously the new Aquaman. It's a new uh, co- the costumes are all off. 
That and is true. The new fla- the new costume flash, a new like you know status quo for Cyborg. Yep. But Hal Jordan as a Green Lantern. Yeah, how that's Hal Jordan there bothers me because he was gone for a whole long time. But again, they get out of it by saying it happens prior to uh, Batman Forty. Doesn't but mean thirty nine. Doesn't mean whatever. The costumes are all off. I'm just but, saying though, it's the whole point is the whole uh, the true Superman goes to Gotham and Batman Superman to get Bruce's help with the depowerment thing, which is obviously already a thing because he only does this after he's depowered. Uh, I but it happens before forty. That was that was before forty. I, I understand that. Or that was after make, forty. I mean, that the was whole after depowerment 40. was definitely a, the only thing that's off for Superman here is that costume. I'm saying that we've seen him do some friggin' uh, heat yeah, vision in other books. He's flying. He's flying at Is one he point. flying in that? Oh, yeah. He's I thought he was just jumping. He's flying with a huge boulder. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's, it's, it's nonsense. It's just, it's just a hodgepodge of the Justice Again, League roster. I it's fucking nonsense. I have a feeling that it is one of those things that it doesn't uh, wipe away this Cullen Bunn run, but it makes it that it happened in the past to make it so when uh, it's, uh, what's his name, right? Is it uh, Dan Abnett? That's, uh, who's jumping on? Uh, can't remember who's jumping on. Aquaman. I know. I want to say it's Dan Abnett, but yeah, I'm not thought, sure. I'm I pretty sure it was it's Dan, Dan Abnett. Uh, but yeah, all that says to this issue says to me is that it's like one of those where this happened before. So <laughs> let's forget about it. I really think it's more about that than anything else. I really uh, it, do. It just made me angry from the get-go. Like I said, the, the costumes are odd. They shouldn't have had the costumes, and there is no reason to have Hal Jordan in it at all. He really Where's, doesn't do anything. Where's Shazam at? Yeah, uh, it's it's odd. Um, but again, I really think that it's like one of those, like, hey, this happened around issue uh, three of just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense because of the costumes, like I said. But yeah, Superman's flying around. He's doing his deal. Uh, but yet he has the truth shirt on. <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, uh, all right. So after after that, Aquaman introduces the league to his Sigmund and the Sea Monsters friend yeah, Antriax, yeah. who is going to open the biggest portal he ever has, so that Justice League can go to Thule and help all the refugees escape. Yeah. While he goes down to Atlantis to rescue uh, Mara. Mara. And that is honestly the most enjoyable part of this book, where Aquaman goes down, and the, the Lanians still fucking hate his guts, and yeah, he's a they, traitor. So it's funny gonna... he even spells it out like they never liked me, and it's true. Yeah, they he's had the worst well, problem with them. I can't say that though, because before he goes down, we see off in the distance that like, and before uh, Mara or Siren sent a bunch of these uh, Atlantean assassins to kill Aquaman, and Garth was one of them. Yeah, and as we saw in the last issue, Mara, I mean uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman took the rest of them out, but Garth wasn't there. Garth is in this issue with Tula and some other characters. Merc. They, they've Merc. been Merc. in the whole thing forever. Yeah, yeah. and fucking, um, what's his face? Uh, oh, it starts with a nasty, stupid bug face motherfucker. It's a SWAT. SWAT, thank yeah, you. I hate SWAT. But uh, th- they're a team now. They're And they're, yeah. they're overhearing what Aquaman's saying to, to the Justice League. They're like, you know what? Maybe Aquaman is on the up yeah. and up. <laughs> it's like, I have my doubts myself. Ay, ay, ay. So I'm talking. That part got me excited because I'm really hoping the next issue that we could see Aqualad and Aquaman team up and kick a little ass. That gets yeah, me excited. Actually, I think that's setting up. I hope that we get that in the next run. Right. I'd like to see that. So would I. I I'm telling you, even next issue, whatever it's going to yeah. be, I want us to have Garth be a more prominent figure. Yeah. And uh, but then Aquaman goes down, starts fighting some of his people, and calls some at- giant ass anglerfish. Yeah. Just fights, and it's it's a decent enough fight, and it's a little bit funny and scary at the same time. 
But then we jump to the end. Sirens are like, yeah, you see him doing a sing there, but what's he going to do when he has to get, like, to speak through because it took a, a sacrifice the last time. I don't think he has it in him. <laughs> I'm yep. going away now. And the mayor's like, you know what? Fuck these sorcerers. Fuck these chains. I got water magic, and I'm good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go f- join the fight. Reminds me of R2-D2 again. There. Seriously. No spoilers, though. <laughs> it is all of a sudden, she's been captured all this time. The Was she just that, depressed? That's the thing is, the only thing that drives this for, uh, story forward is the fact that she's kidnapped. Yeah. And then here, oh, well, fuck, I'm she's done. Like, hey, all right, I'm good. Here we go. You know what? You guys didn't count on water power. Water <laughs> magic. Uh, though, uh, you didn't like uh, Batman riding a, a dragon. Oh, my God. <laughs> that whole page is such nonsense. It, all that is is like... Let's draw something crazy. Another, I'm telling you, there was, was a weird no place, reason, man. <laughs> no reason at all for the Justice League to be in this book. No, Entry Axe could have done all this by himself. Yeah, there's no re- And Wonder Woman was there. Just yeah. have Wonder Woman. Just have her. She's she's more. She's powerful enough. I, at this point, I think you know, like, we need to sell more Aquaman for I, the Justice League. I'm telling you, I really do think that it's one of those where they can push it aside because it happened in the past. Oh. And they're making it seem as if, well, they're not making it seem. They're trying to spell it out to us. <laughs> that this is an old story that, yeah, when Dan Abner comes on, we'll just, you don't have to worry about this. This happened so long ago. It's just, it is, it's nonsense. And it makes no sense. I mean, we're saying about all the powers and yes. the costumes, but it really doesn't make sense just I don't thinking mind that, of though. this whole run being this far back and why they would spell it out now. It, yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's so stupid. Uh, I was worried though, like we were saying, that Siren was going to talk to Marin. Like, yeah, he wasn't so upset when we were together. At least we didn't get that nonsense. <laughs> that two timing motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. So like we said, she uh, Mara just gets out because she wants to. She's decided to get out. And, I and was now a Siren's confused pregnant. At one point, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, she's pregnant. So Siren's, and they have to go on Mari. And it turns out Aquaman, you are the fire. Father, uh, so picks up a chair. Aquaman, she's you are out. the father. Egg. She storms ah, off flipping off everybody uh, <laughs> or Aquaman you aren't the father and Batman's like oh oh no and then Aquaman does a little dance <laughs> and then the, that's when Siren runs off and then Maury in the, commercial to go to the green break, room goes to the, the woman and, and they get Aquaman in and like listen we all have to get together for the kid <laughs> I haven't seen Mari in a while. Neither yeah, have I. I want this, to now, though. This was a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I love the art in this book. Yeah, I, I liked it too. And Again, it's though, so... I liked the art, but yet uh, it, the art showed the goddamn. The glaring old... problems. Yeah, it really did. I can even go with okay, you can't change Aquaman's fucking new outfit because he's had it on yeah. this whole time. And again, maybe the, the Wonder Woman, whatever, but the Truth shirt is off. Yes. And I even looked, even if they said issue 39 of Batman, Superman, all these things, this would have been right before Convergence. Yes. And basically that was the issue or issue after they made the big deal that John Romita Jr. redid Superman's costume. Yeah. So he should at least have that there. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It makes no sense. And and just, I'm telling you, and how to, I'm telling how you, hasn't been thing. with them in so long, no. and yet, so maybe that's like the key to figuring out. But really, do you want to figure it out? Why even bother? This this whole Cullen Bun run has been a disaster. I he really, wanted to quit when it first started. I, I, I was actually looking forward to it yeah, though I after the too. last issue. I'm not, oh, I mean, after the last issue, issue, I thought like, okay, we're gonna cut the nonsense. It's all the things are gonna be yeah. spelled out first. We're gonna get right to it, and it's gonna be good. 
and then it wasn't good. Yeah, I I haven't been hip on this. But I'm saying, at least the art looks decent, because for early issues of Cullen Bunn's run, the art was terrible. Yeah, and in fact, um, I'm telling you, that last page with Mara's awesome. Oh, she was so All the stuff with Mara's really good. Yeah. Uh, Even Siren looks pretty good. Looks like a crazy uh, underwater uh, Wonder Woman. (laughs) Very sexy. An underwater water woman. Underwater (laughs) water wonder wonder woman. But yeah, even uh, Aquaman looks pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks sexy. Superman uh, Superman in that t-shirt. And uh, Batman riding a dragon. 5.8 out of 10. <laughs> I actually give it a 4.5. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, tell you, I really like that middle part, though. And I like the stuff with Garth. And uh, I'm telling you, I like the inclusion of the Justice League. If it was real. I mean, if it made sense to me. Uh, actually, I'm looking at my things just to bash on a little bit more. I didn't like when Batman get as mad at Aquaman. He's like, you didn't tell us about this invasion. Freaking up. Look at any fucking news, Batman. The shit's just going crazy around actually, the world. I like that part I because didn't. Aquaman puts him right in his place. Hey, look. He does. There's innocent people over there. I didn't want to kill him, fucko. Yeah, but this, is, this invasion, shit's just been flying out of the ground everywhere. And he didn't know. Yeah, and also uh, I like when Aquaman's going back to Atlantis and he's monologuing to himself about how great a guy he is and he has mercy and he's like, other kings would have been. He's patting himself on the back the whole fucking time. But yeah, uh, of all the shit, like we said, I'm just repeating myself, but all the costumes and all that garbage, the worst part is that Mara just decides to escape. She just decides it's time. Just brushes those uh, chains uh, off. Yes. Okay, it's time to get back to work. All right. We're going to move on to the next book, Erica, which is another bit of bullshit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Justice oh, League God. of America, number six, written by Brian Hitch, with art by Brian Hitch, Daniel Henriquez, Andre Curry, Alex Sinclair, and Chris Chris Eliopoulos. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. We are butchers of names, sir. Hey. names. You know who else is a butcher? Who? Freaking Brian Hitch with a story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is what we waited for, Eric. Give me a little rundown. Hey, we're not dealing with the Martian Manhunter this issue, and we can get back to our regularly scheduled comic. Even if that, though, nothing much goes on here. Superman gets the shit kicked out of him by Ralph. Flash gets caught up to what we all know in the story. Aquaman gets transported to Olympus, which then the prophets quickly destroy, and Hal and Ral go to the Citadel of Argo to find themselves in front of the Infinity Court building for some reason. Whew. Looking at this issue, I'm not sure what we're really waiting for because the only thing that seems like a semi-big deal is the Olympus blowing up. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't that big a deal to me because I didn't understand what was really going on. I had to go back and read this issue because up until this point, Wonder Woman was just transported to this fucking destroyed Olympus just out in the middle of a black yeah, void. It looked like it was just in a void. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, she's stuck there. Um, it looks like Ralph and his boys have been here and they've fucked up the joint. But no, we find out here that Wonder Woman was transported there because of the rest of the gods packed up and hit the road. Yeah, they, they and left. she now represents Olympus because she's the last god standing. Yeah. And freaking Ralph's prophets, like Aquaman finally goes back to Atlantis to figure out what the hell's going on. Finally. <laughs> finally got he off gets his off stuff. his fucking ass yeah. and heads back. Hey, you can't have my people. Too late. Wonder why Mara didn't go with him. Mara don't give a shit. Yeah, she's she's just, from Zebel. She's still in bed watching TV. Mari's on, dude. Yeah, maybe. Fucking... Find out who the daddy is. Well, with. even in last issue. Hey, shouldn't you go figure something yeah, like what's going so on? So you're with saying that? she's just talking. And it's yeah. like, hey, shouldn't you get that? Yeah. But Aquaman goes <laughs> back. <laughs> Aquaman goes back, and obviously, since he left that prophet there, shit has gone down now. Everybody's fucking brainwashed. They all worship around now. 
And we see that there's also prophets in Themyscira that are triangulating to find out with the Olympus, which I'm like, what, what's this all about? Because in my mind, they had already destroyed Olympus. That's yeah. why the gods left. And they used Themyscira and Atlantis, which I kind of like, to open up a portal and get to uh, Olympus, which Aquaman grabs one of the prophets. He gets sent there, too. Yep. And we had all of these prophets show up on Olympus. And before we saw them doing this whole thing where we give our lives to Rao, and that just meant, you know, okay, Rao's going to get some more life. Here it means they're suicide bombers, and they blow up the whole fucking void. I don't even know. So Wonder Woman and Aquaman might be dead. Who knows? Yeah. Olympus is gone. I don't, I don't know what that means, but that is the most we get out of this book because Flash is in 1961. Hey, guys, uh, what's going on here with these Forever Stones? Yeah, they're here. They're telling us the future. Flash is a dick, too. I, I, I do not like his character in this. He does. I don't even know anything about his character. I'm telling you, if I didn't know the Flash, this tells me nothing about it. He, he ran around, saw the things, and said, hey, I don't understand. Tell me about things. And they did. Yeah. I get I, nothing else. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at it. I, I just didn't like his uh, crazy deal. Now, in the meantime, I do get the idea that Rao has come. For him to get whatever goddamn plan he has, he has to kill every other god. So he goes after yeah, the, the fucking, fucking Olympus. He makes, the worst. Yeah, he makes them fucking leave. He was in uh, Atlantis, which um, it's funny because Aquaman kind of spelled out earlier to them, hey, I don't believe in gods. We don't believe in gods like that, which made no sense. No. But it almost like they set up base there because that's where they could go without gods and whatnot. No, no, but, they did that because they went there because they needed Poseidon and all the fucking Greek god myths and shit like that as well, yeah, a way to again, triangulate to Olympus. They're going to get rid of them. They're, they just, the I get that, out. but it's just hey, stupid. Uh, can, can I hang out here and tell you people about Ralph a bit? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm going to he Amnesty left. Bay and bang my he girlfriend said, for a while. Yeah, he, he was the one who was like, I don't believe in gods. And we're, we got mad because he's on a Justice League with God. Well, they got a God. Yeah. Yeah, and even like, and then there's Wonder Woman, which is odd because they're not really in particular going after her as much and do you get the idea that when she says uh hey i don't go for that whole worship thing that seems odd to me that that's why she's still no, no, the, i don't the reason know she's there is because um she was transported there when they fought uh, parasite in the beginning of the story oh, yeah because she has to be there for olympus to exist yeah, now since yeah. all the other gods like are just, like took just off it's nonsense Oh, it all this is. Whole I thing. Agree. In fact, I, the first thing I said, and you started out with, I put, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. This book has been delayed so much. Yeah, and then I when had we trouble get here, figuring out. Again, we actually get everybody's story a little, um, but nothing I cared about. We see we, how we get a little of him, we get Superman, but nothing. And again, you're going through, and there are a lot of big pages big very cinematic stuff. looking and it just makes me wonder is it the art that delayed it because of that because it can't be the script because there's yeah. not a lot going on and so is it i mean there's just one whole full page spread of a fucking explosion of yeah. of uh fucking olympus well, we have like two pages where it's just panel of like distance that ralph yeah. punched superman yeah, punches in the face. superman i even have that and then there. a there's like yeah it's like three panels punch ralph him play it's like there's not much going on there yes flying through the air is cool. a page yep. hitting the ground is a, a panel yeah. and then that's what i'm saying like where is this delay coming from 
I don't know. Even when they're uh, about to destroy, they're going to sacrifice themselves to blow up Olympus, like they, like you said, the suicide bombers. You get them just standing there, all of them saying, we give our lives to Rao. Then Wonder Woman, like, shielding, no, and then an explosion. There's not much going on there. Splash page, yeah. bam. Yeah, and then you go I'm going to blame to... Uh, Tom Napolitano for not doing the letters on time. It's the lettering that it's really the letter took it forever. I knew it. Oh no! It's not even Napolitano. Not, not it's Chris Elipolis. Jesus Christ! You just like saying that name so I much. Really do. You know what? I blame Napolitano. It's his fault anyway. He he was uh, calling everyone to get on this book, and <laughs> it, it delayed everything. I don't know. It, it's a bunch of nonsense. Then you, and like you said, you get the whole thing with Rao. They're on Krypton. Two hundred fifty thousand years in the past, they're going to go. Uh, Green Lantern's following him to talk peace with uh, the Citadel of Argo, yep. and, then and they the go Infinity in, Corp. and there's just the Infinity Corp and building that we saw in nineteen sixty one. Again, you get the idea; those stones are tying everything in. They, yeah. they mention that, but again, it's that's not very exciting to me. It's not, not, not like uh, this ends, and you're like, oh, there's the Infinity Building. Fuck you. You fucking asshole. Now we'll see you again in three fucking months. This book is going to get 12 issues and it's going to take seven years. It's a fucking Sherlock again. I, and God the art was not it. spectacular at all in this. No, there's there's those the big The layout pages. was really cool, yeah. but the art, specific, like uh, the people look terrible. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, they, and, they have to bail. Everybody's... Everybody has to be bailing from this book. If, if anybody is reading it, it's because they just had it on their uh, pull list and they just didn't take it off because, really, it's not costing you shit. It no. never comes out. I really think that DC has to bail. Get this goddamn story done and end it. End well, it completely what, what did Brian and start say? It was nine issues? I think he said thing? it was nine issues. This yeah. arc. So we're getting there. And again, so ten this, is, this is yeah, this is legitimately issue five because that Martian Manhunter thing. So you Fucking got nonsense. you got four more issues of this garbage, and I wouldn't even care if they say, "Listen, nothing's going on. You tie this motherfucker up in two issues, and let's get the fuck cut our losses because it is awful. It's terrible. It's not it's it's not worth my fucking reading or, or us talking about. You know, I'm still going on and on. Uh, what would you give this baby boy? A four out of ten. That's a thing. I really dropped the ball on this one. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I actually, my last bit, I actually, here's my whole uh, thing. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I hate Flash. This is what we waited for two months for. And then bullshit with like seven exclamation points. And that was when I was reading it. I'm like, the Infinity Building, fuck you. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, but God yeah, I, it. I might have to go with you and say four out of 10 it's because so I don't, bad. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I was more hype about it before we yeah. talked about it or I let it sink in over these couple of days, but six out of 10, it does not deserve. No, it's just terrible. Let's move on. Cause it's another book that, uh, it was okay, but you like more than me. Yes. Uh, cyborg number six written by David F. Walker with art by Ivan Rice, Felipe Wantanabe, Daniel HDR, Cliff Richards, Albert St. Eau Claire. Julio Ferreira, Andrea Lucas, Jeez, Pete Pantazis, Travis Lanham. Oh, a lot right. of people. And the thing is, I didn't realize it while I was reading it. That's, it actually looked really yeah, good. Actually, with just you saying that, uh, yeah, I didn't. There was no jarring transitions or anything. It, it did look good. In this finale to our first story arc, Cyborg ends the Technosapien War when he hacks into the Technosapien main operating system and makes them remember their humanity. This deactivates the tech that assimilated the majority of the baddies, while the others open a portal to escape the reprogramming. That isn't all, though, because we see that Cyborg's new powers allow him to become fully human, and he can switch back and forth between human and superhuman at a moment's notice. Too bad he only tells a cat and the psycho bitch doppelganger of his crush from another world. Yeah. Yeah. This is... 
I'm telling you, Jen, they kiss. We talked about some issues this week that seemed like a fast read. I think this is the fastest read. It is fast. I, again, I was not that into it. I and know it, that you it, liked it. It's it just, wraps things up way too it quickly. It does wrap so. things up quick. And again, we have <laughs> techno sapiens and the fucking tech, tech breakers. breakers. And yeah. I'm still confused. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, maybe Come on, it's man. Just you learned the Robin's maybe names. Maybe it's you just can... that I'm not into the story. I really have oh. not been into it. I guess. And you, you get the metal men, and really, for no reason to me, they They're were just there. there. They were okay. And you get this craziness that just happened. And like you said, they, I thought it was more like an Independence Day where he used, he like went in, it's like War Games and Independence Day tied in where, right. uh, you know, do you want to play a game and there's no winner and here's humanity <laughs> and a virus. No, well, the whole, the whole point of this series is the Techno Sapiens are going world to world, like, uh, what's the hell the word, uh, assimilating people, yeah, yeah. making them at Techno Sapiens. Yep. And they're looking for that savior being that's out there, which turns out to be Cyborg. And he gives off a hum, which they call his song, which yeah. they are drawn to. They're drawn to it. And the reason is they want him because with this tech that he has, which is the same as theirs, he is a perfect being for like a similar, like a combination of yeah, like yeah. Uh, biolog- biological and fucking techno. Yeah. And he gives them exactly what they want, but he re- when he hacks into them and unleashes the humanity, this is what makes him perfect because he has this human side that just doesn't want to simulate and make a goddamn hive mind. He gives them individuality, he gives them humanity, and they realize, holy shit, we don't need this, this fucks up our whole plan. Yeah. I like when he blows up and he just looks That's terrible. the thing. That's the thing I don't understand, too, because he hacks in, he, t- he makes his fucking body go all tendril, which looks awesome. Yeah, but- yeah. He goes inside and he's reprogrammed everything going to their main operating system, which is the same as his, and giving them what they want. But for some reason, this causes him to explode in the real world. I don't know why. Yeah. It's it's this book is still enjoyable. I'm telling you, it's really quick, really wraps things up. Cyborg blows up for an unknown reason to me, but I still like the book a lot. And then he regenerates. We see this full yeah. regeneration now, and he actually comes back fully human. And yeah, that's the only thing i thought was the reason why they did that so yeah. that he could regenerate and you have the and whole then thing he's standing there all he comes in all fucking out. terminator yeah it's like when freaking arnold dun, showed dun, up he's dun, exact dun, dun, dun. he's that exact pose i and thought then he was the gonna ask somebody for his jacket and then the tech breaker sarah charles shows up she's his long dong he's like oh and he's like oh armor on fucking yep. puts that shit on like, and she's thing is she realizes at that point that this Vic Stone is the one that she loved because in her reality, Vic Stone, uh, Cyborg was never, you know, a cyborg. Yeah, yeah. And when she sees the humanity that he is now still, she's like, you know what? The Sarah Charles in this world will love you no matter what you look like. Because he had to quick put on the cyborg armor because he still doesn't know how to feel about this whole, like, being human again. He's, I'm telling you, the majority of his superheroing, he's been stuck behind a computer on the goddamn watchtower because of how, like, uh afraid he is about the way he looks and being among humanity when he doesn't feel he's a part of it anymore yep and yeah. i really dug this and it's just weird though because you know the, the day is saved the techno sapiens disappear the tech bakers are like all right we're gonna go hunt those fuckers down and then the justice league are on the monitor saying congratulations Vic, you saved the day you're a fucking hero like we know you are but congratulations and then he you know pals around with his dad a little bit and goes home he's like hey kitty cat i got something to show you yeah. look at this i'm human again I'm glad you like it. Guys so he, always spill the beans to the pussy. Don't <laughs> it's, it's odd. It's I, I like where we're going to go from here because he has this new status quo where he can be human again. Yeah. But he's afraid of what that might mean. And it, it, I'm telling you, people from the get-go are talking about how this shows the humanity of Cyborg. And I think that's bullshit. Everybody's saying that here it really does because he's scared of what people are going to yeah. think. Yep. You know what's weird? 
is when do you think this takes place? Do you think this takes place? I'm sorry, place? I just took a drink. Um, because Shazam's no, I, I, on the Justice League. Yes. Which that's fine. And Batman is alive. There's yeah, Superman fun. who's in the Ramita uh, costume. And then there's Aquaman in his new outfit. Very odd. I, I don't uh, know when this takes place. God damn it. I didn't even think. Yeah, I don't think I even looked odd. at that. It's very odd. They don't spell it out. Now, again, this is kind of his origin story, right? No, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't it's, make it's, sense. This is this is after um, Forever Evil and all that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. Really doesn't. Now it's and fucking bothering me. It kind of gets shit. me upset. That's one of the main things that I didn't like, that it threw me off. It, and again, I'm not as a stickler as you are, but it did throw me off a bit. I don't even know why they I had that. I didn't even take why did they even have? Shit. Why did they have that there? They had no reason. They didn't have to put it. And they threw it in. And I'm telling you, you don't need a monitor showing other. Just have a no. thing like, hey, hey, Vic, this is all your friends from the Justice League. Good I, job, I, buddy. Here's the deal. They don't even need that. They Just have a telephone no, call? No. If they're going to no, have nothing. anything, Shazam, yeah. maybe. Shazam Agreed. could call him, like, because he's kind of his I'm your buddy. buddy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's odd. And it's funny because they don't throw Green Lantern in there. So that makes sense. Again, it's back and forth. And the only thing I can say God. is that maybe they're, they're I don't know, with Superman in that. And it is looks like that new Ramita costume. And it does look like a Ramita esque Superman that they tried to right. do. Shazam looks off. He looks terrible. Uh, but again, I, I don't know. And then even later, they're still talking. Batman and, is talking to him and talking about the Techno Sapiens that got away or whatnot. And again, they, they just keep throwing these in and out. And I'm with you as well that it's just the story over continuity. There's times when that doesn't bother me, but there's times that it does. And, I and this one bothers you, and yeah. I fucking hate you for it's it because I didn't it, even realize. I actually think that the thing that bothers me the most is Aquaman in the new costume, <laughs> not the others. And it's funny because it almost ties into Aquaman saying that, yeah, okay, if this happened before, but it doesn't make sense that this happened before. No. Yeah, I don't know. Hold yeah. on. I'm trying to find the goddamn page now. Yeah, you can, you find I got it now. Out. And yeah, that's the Ramita one. And yeah, God, it's the Ramita. I, I, was, I was even going to, I was hoping that it was just said, like, no, that's the Jim Gordon Batman. Yeah. It's all good now. It's yeah, fucking no, Bruce no. Wayne. And it, it's the Ramita. And, it definitely and, looks like the Ramita costume and the Ramita Superman. And you know what, though? It's the old style Wonder Woman costume. It is, but it's the new style Aquaman. Yeah. It's so weird. Can't tell with Flash, but that looks like old style Dude, Flash to look me. At, look at Shazam. Looks yeah, like he... a fucking meathead. Look at him. I know he usually does anyway, but boy, he looks weird there. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. And you know what's well, weird? Well, I'm telling you, I like this book a lot. Fuck this book. It's now to a two out of oh, ten. Oh, Jesus. Do you, do you get what's, um, what's his buddy, the football buddy's name? Sebastian. Sebastian. Would would you think people would have went really nuts if they would have come out that Cyborg is at least bisexual? Because it really seemed to be leading to that. And then you know, it's I, a, think, I didn't see that. I he was uh, how he treated his girlfriend. He acted like he wanted no parts of her. That he would ignore her and go out he's with a, his buddy all the time. He's a shy around. I'm girls. telling you, I I got that idea. Now they're kind of like, hey, I think that she'll like you uh, just as much in this world. But yet we knew that. She was. She's the one who kept yelling at him that he was ignoring her. It seemed very odd. I actually thought they were going to go that route, and maybe somebody talked about it and they're like, we really don't want to go that way. Maybe I they don't will. Know. They might. It just seemed that that guy just was always there. And again, Look, you could say so, it's just his friend, but he didn't really even know him up until now. No, now he was the just guy the guy who played football against like five life. years ago. Yeah, one game. 
in one game. I'm telling like, you, though, it really did seem like they were going something with that, that there was a little something more. It actually reminded me a lot of how Constantine's been acting with that uh, that Oliver. restaurateur. Yeah, uh, yeah, Oliver. Oliver. It actually seemed that way. I don't I know. I can see that now that you're putting it, but I'm saying Cyborg's got skin again. I think he's okay with that. Wherever he gets it. Yeah, he, he, just, wants he, just, he just wants to be touched. It seemed Somebody like he, touched I'm me. I'm telling you, that girlfriend at the very beginning, we kept yelling because he was mad at his dad for not paying attention to him. And then well, she called him out on the well, same she, thing. Saying though, she wasn't technically his girlfriend. His girl has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. He was going to have coffee with her. But guy wanted to talk about football. I know how that is. I think that it'd be pretty cool if they made him uh, bisexual or gay. I think yeah. that that'd be a pretty. I think that it would fit the character just fine. It wouldn't hurt the character. No, I, th- I think it'd be okay. And then, you know, maybe Shazam would get weirded out. We'd have a whole thing where you could, you know, teach Shazam what's right and what's wrong. There As you go. Being a little kid, <laughs> teach him about know. not fucking hating. I don't know. But, yeah, he likes to tell secrets to that cat. He likes <laughs> I ain't that no cat. rapper kitty, but I got skin again. So funny. He's like, look. And then he's like normal. But in the meantime, you also get that crazy guy that had lost his arm. Now he has his arm. I don't even remember that dude anymore. Fucking uh, Vietnam. Was that like one, yeah, it was at the very beginning. Zerozinski or some shit. It's Bobby. Bobby Zerozinski or Zerozinski. Yeah, I think it was Zerozinski, something like that. But it, it's so weird because he's like, he's like a hockey player. And he's like, yes. I'm like, well, what just happened? I wasn't, sorry, that... I wasn't going to talk about it. He's, he's like somehow like uh, since the reprogramming, he was one of the techno sapiens. He has this operating system as well where he can yeah. regenerate. Do you think that that's going to – that's just done now? Do you think I believe he's it just is. just happy now? Yes. He's, he's now... If he turns into a villain because he got his arm back, I'm going to be so angry. I wonder why he still has that thing around his eye. Doesn't he hasn't taken it off yet. He, that's all it is? He hasn't taken that off? Uh, yes. Well, he just got his arm back. Now he can take it off. What did you give it? I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 4. You're I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like it. I really I, didn't. I thought the I, art was great. And the, I I'm thought the art was okay. It was the story good. moved, even though it wrapped fast. I'm happy to see where this new status quo is, and I'm excited to see where we I'm, go from I'm here with you, it. I have not enjoyed Cyborg since I we started it. And I, Neither I just, have I. It's been a bunch of nonsense. That means nothing to me. And basically, you get this whole thing to make it so that Cyborg can turn human and then Cyborg back and forth. Whoop de do. I was screaming for a Cyborg book for years. Yeah, I you finally were. got it. Look. The story can move on from here, and it can be okay. It's going to be okay. No, I, I actually it's going to be think. Okay. I think like a uh, Batman Beyond. I think that from now on, I think it will get better. I, think I hope this so. All set up the thing, but because yeah. God, that Techno Sapiens shit was nonsense. People like it though. That I'm looking at the uh, you're the lowest score with a seven. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that goes up to nine point five. <laughs> I think this is another book. People are afraid to say anything bad about a black man. Yeah, I guess. I guess it is because I did not like it. I, again, it was more of just like, eh. I, I read it. And I'm glad you reveal it because I do not like it. But let's finish it up with your last book and the last book of the podcast, Eric. Sinestro number 18, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Brad Walker, Neil Edwards, Drew Hennessy, Jonathan Glapian, Robin Riggs, Blonde, and Marilyn Patrizio. Yep. Sinestro continues his war against the Paling, but reinforcements have arrived and the Sinestro Corps find themselves in the fight of their lives where they try to protect Earth from the Paling invasion. Since the Paling seem to be immune from fear tactics, I'm sorry, from fear, tactics have changed to simply tearing them apart, and Sinestro releases his Manhunters to not only find the Pale Bishop, but to find new recruits as well, which they do in Scarecrow, Harley Quinn, Deathstroke, Wonder Woman, and even Superman. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, all the this issue, the whole issue to me, 
is basically to get that uh, wow moment where those uh, characters turn into the yellow and lanterns. That's yeah, the and again, it's, it is old hat to me now. It's I know even Manship uh, messaged me. He's like, uh, when Eric does this review, you tell him to put that full page Superman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I went to look at it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it just seems old hat. It's, it's not tell, anything We just crazy. had Black Adam, and that was crazy enough to me. Yeah, yeah, that was And now we're just cool all these enough. other people. Like, they just threw Superman in. Hey, get off my planet. You know, this yeah. is a... <laughs> get off my planet. Um, so, Since we're getting uh, towards the end of the show, uh, there isn't much for me to say about this book besides that it's a great installment to the series and really ups the ante to what we're dealing with and makes us feel bigger than it regularly should. I, again, this whole paling and all this does not, uh, it doesn't move me at all. It I really think we've doesn't. been dealing with this, though, for, since like the first few issues yeah. of this uh, series, and we're just getting back to it. Now we're just on Earth, and everybody and their mom is going to be fucking Yellow Lanterns fighting a paling, even though fear doesn't do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. It. Why is that the, the tactic? Again, hey, hey Sornik, I'm going to send these manhunters out. These bunch over here, they're going to go find the paling bishop, and these ones over here, well, what are they going to do? Because, you know, the fear doesn't work on the pale. Like, these ones are going to yeah. find new recruits the fear to add the work. fear. So, so let's go. And you know what this should have been uh, to me? This should have been where he releases those other rings that he had gathered with Lobo. And you get Red Lanterns and you get all the – you can't have green, obviously. Well, it's like bright as gone. day all over but again. I, but like again, that, but... if you're going to do this, this makes no sense to make honestly, yellow what, what lanterns. It, honestly, what would make sense to me is just have the manhunters go out there and be fucking giant robots yeah, and tear you, some shit you apart. Just tear it apart. And, yeah, but, but I'm telling you, why not? We're, we're already on Earth. You have the world's fucking greatest superheroes. They don't need fear to rely on. No, Send them at them and have them beat the shit again, out of And again, this is the truth Superman, so don't even include him. Exactly. But you have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is enough She's because basically what they're doing is tearing these uh, the, the paling, whatever, apart. The paling, yeah. And Wonder Woman can certainly do that. And She's again, I think that at this point, Wonder Woman would be doing that because the shit's going down. And she but kind throw, of is. Tanya, we have an invasion situation. Throw everybody and their mama out here. Throw the villains. Throw, like, I'm telling you, throw any character you want at it, like fighting this goddamn war. And it'll be really cool. Yeah. You don't have to add every, all this freaking uh, Sinestro core rings to everything. Yeah, it just makes it seem like they're uh, making them Yellow Lanterns only to justify that they join in. Like again, you have you Superman. You don't need to justify that. But I know, but you have Superman. Superman can't get up there. He's he's depowered. So he you can give still him fly people on the least, street. I know, but they're they're flying up in the fucking space. But yeah, again, you think that they need a scarecrow? Uh, no. No, we've Harley already seen that. Quinn? Freaking uh, brightest Death, day. Deathstroke would be pretty kick ass just to go up and kick ass. But again, you need these cat. But yeah, I I'm think we like have, you said I'm, you have I'm, the manhunters. They can go and attack. Uh, just have a fight. You don't Even need that, though, these. I'm telling you, throw in, like, Stargirl and all these other freaking the Doom yeah. Patrol, whatever. Any All the characters that can go into space, send them to space. Well, the rest cool are taking or mopping up the Earth. And again, it'd be cool. They go up and they're like, oh, God damn it, Sinestro, you always cause problems. And he's like, it's not me this time. Look, it's them. And you can have this fight. But, yeah, it's a gimmick. It's a big gimmick. It's huge gimmick. That we've seen before. We've seen it Especially over and over. Especially since fucking Black Adam just became a fucking Yellow Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mind it overall. It's, it's no, still, it's I, I actually had an okay time reading it. It's not exactly. Like, it's a very quick read. You're very just quick. going. Uh, nothing special really happens. It's more of just you know, like you said, you you spelled it out. It's Sinestro fighting. He gets the Manhunters out. They recruit. Boom. You have War World. You got this. You I'm got, sorry. The, the the biggest problem I have with this issue 
is the character next. Now, I'm telling you, yeah. I did not do any research to go back because I was trying to get this shit done ready for the podcast. Yeah. But next was just introduced. And I'm pretty sure that I remember next being a little tiny character yeah. and who could vivisection motherfuckers with her mind. Here she is the same height as Sorenek. So maybe I'm just completely off, but I believe the character was tiny. Yeah, it's funny. As you're going, I'm trying desperately to grab the issue. I'm trying to find where I had it just to see the last issue. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that she was little. And in fact, I thought that she reminded me a little of like a, a different looking, uh, like almost like a guardian type look. Right. Like she was like this little thing. I'm looking now. Sinestro number 14. Oh, really? I'm I'm only going as far back as the last one. And that's the one with Black Adam. So the other, I think that the, my other issues are on my other computer. I, oh, wait. I She's in this. Uh, it's hard nope. to tell. I don't know why it brought me to session number 14. That's yeah. weird. No, she's in the last one. There, there. She does look a little smaller. She does. And she looks a lot more like Muppet-esque. Really? Like almost like a cute little big eyes and Muppet-esque. Yeah, but it was a tiny character. Yeah, like, she, like she it would be like a little girl more, size. Yeah, like a cartoony type thing. Yeah, I think that she grew a little. She grew a lot. <laughs> she grew up. She aged. We don't know how aliens age. <laughs> but yeah, she she is a little off. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, at least they didn't call the the fucking Justice League and Batman's there and the new Aquaman. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been kind of cool for uh, the Bat Robot somehow to get a ring. Jim Gordon. Jim Ro- you, no, you I mean the robot. Just a robot. Just a robot. <laughs> he gets it. They go off. I don't know. I'm fucking. Uh, it, or as this is going on, you have Mr. Bloom and Jim Gordon both get a Yellow Lantern. Uh, ring and now they're teaming up for for an issue where i would have killed everyone uh, that would have been nice. um no the art looks great in this book and it, it's continuing the storyline which it's it's enjoyable it's a quick read but it's nothing new that we haven't seen before already yeah but I, it's an eight out of ten in my mind i actually would probably give it a seven like i said i'm, yeah. I'm kind of ripping it apart but i don't mind it and i've enjoyed sinestro ever since i started reading it uh for the podcast with you yeah. i've really enjoyed it and it's the one cullen bun book that i think i do enjoy <laughs> Me as well. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it, Eric. That is the that podcast. Is it. That's a lot of arguing and yelling. I hate it all. <laughs> hate it all. What is your book of the week? Titans Hunt number three. Mine is Justice League 3001. That's that. We uh, both hated each funny. other's books. Yeah, we both hated each other, so that's crazy. But next week, Eric, we have Batman and Robin Eternal number 13 with James Tynan jumping back on to write Which I look forward to because you know it's going to be a big issue then. And it's kind of set up a lot to uh, see what's going on. Uh, Hopefully we're going to see Batman, whatever he's doing with Mother, at least resolve (laughs) something. But yeah, then we have Batman Europa number three. Didn't we do that last week? Uh, We seem to have done that last week. They're throwing another one at us there. Here's one that we haven't had in a while. Black Canary number six. About fucking time. Black Canary number six. Haven't right? people been bothering us about when this book's going to come uh, out? That was, uh, that and then we try to bo- bother Brendan Fletcher? That was Darren. Okay. D-Ron has been yelling for this book. And in fact, D-Ron says, God damn it, you give us Black Canary six and seven because we've been <laughs> waiting, you son of a bitch. All right, Dr. Fate number seven. Somebody's been waiting. Dr. Fate number seven. Oh, God. oh, speaking of which, um, Reggie's taking over Black Canary. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I was trying to get him more books. He, wa- I think he wants some more books, and I was trying to figure out. And the day that I thought we were going to sit down, go through all our books, and figure out what we could do, you didn't show up to work. But, so yeah, you I think one of yours. For, I think that for the new year, uh, we might shuffle things up a little. Just I, And, again, I didn't. This is my move. He likes Black Canary. Okay. We, we have been giving 
people books. You know, I've been giving <laughs> shit to people, and I wanted to give something that they liked. That's why, in fact, I thought that you didn't like Titans Hunt and that he loved it. He doesn't and care about he, it. He now you like, like it. it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he doesn't like it at all. I even asked him before I read it. Hey, Jim was saying something about you reviewing this. You about that? Weird. Like, that I don't like seems that like a book like right down his alley, but he yeah. didn't like it. Uh, we also have the final issue, and again, seems like a very long delay. Harley Quinn and Power Girl number I six. Honestly, thought we finished this. I up. did too. Uh, Justice League 47 catch up right. issue we're going to yes. get because that's like two and three weeks as well. Hopefully, something happens in this issue. Yeah, I bet you something does. Superman Annual number three for you, Eric. It better. Superman just, Annual number three. It better be good. It well, it looks like it continues the story going on. So Honestly, I'm looking forward to that kryptonite power shit. Okay. Like, well, I'm telling you, like with the Wrath stuff and yeah, actually yeah. comics where we got the shadow power, uh, looking at the solicits, looks like he's going to get some kind of kryptonite power. He charges up on it somehow. And then I'm that, looking forward to that. That actually must lead back to him getting fully powered up uh, yeah. normally. Uh, I get Superman Wonder Woman number 24. And then Superman Wonder Woman Annual number two, which I mentioned earlier, I cannot stand it when we get an annual with the actual issue as well. Agreed. I think that is nonsense. Uh, I also get Superman Lois and Clark number All three. Right. So next I'm, week on the podcast, we're going to have a whole Superman section. Yeah, it's freaking Superman out the wazoo. And I look forward to Lois yeah, and Clark. Yeah, oh, I do too. It's weird. I gave that my best new book after two issues. <laughs> That's how much I like it. The Flash number 47, which is the last issue for Brett Poole. And is this the last of the Professor Zoom stuff? I believe it is. I believe right. that's what ends it because Brett Booth's leaving, and then we start up a new arc in uh, January. I look uh, forward to that. Omega Men number seven, which you I hate. Hate. Yep. And Wonder Woman forty-seven. And that book became garbage again, which I was really—I'm telling you, when Meredith Finch first started, it was not good. No. And I thought when I took it over, I really had high hopes that it was going to get better because it, it felt started like it off a little uh, exactly a little better. better when you first did and because I did not like apart. I didn't like their first arc it, it no. was a bunch of nonsense and then and you took it over it seemed to get a little better this and now arc it's gone started right strong down. and it yeah, just went down the tubes it went down the tubes with shit not making sense with Donna Troy and all that but um, hopefully yeah. they tie it together I think that that's one of the books that will uh, change up uh, creative teams soon I know that the, the Finches have you know, it was a big deal to go on or whatever. And the art's been really good when uh, David Finch is on. Um, but, yeah, in general, it's it's not been good. I have four books next week. Next week's going to be a good week. Yep. And I don't know. How many do I have? Did I count? One. Uh, two. Three. <laughs> four. Five. Six. I have six. All right. That's not bad. No. Uh, yeah, that's a normal podcast. We're going to have 10 books going, and we have a couple. Uh, Jody will be doing Europa. And we are Reggie not doing that on the podcast anymore. Black Canary and Harley Quinn Power Girl, which uh, Harley Quinn Power Girl, again, is that's a flash review of anything. Thank God. And, uh, yeah. Black Canary, uh, Black I'm sure Canary. we'll talk about. Yeah, Black Canary might. It's been so long. It's been delayed that it's almost like it's irrelevant anymore. But we'll see. We'll see how it is. I know D-Ron would like us to talk about it. But, yeah, that's it, Eric. That, that is, is it. That is the podcast. I wish I had like papers that I can crumple and throw over my <laughs> shoulder. I always say that I'm going to uh, print out my outline, but I never do. Hi, yi yi. It's all over, Eric. I wonder what your mom will hate about this podcast. Hopefully she doesn't listen because I talked a lot about her. Yeah, oh, early you were going on I know. and on about how she was a whore. <laughs> it's freaking pretty uh, insane. And I think she said on the phone call, it's like, yeah, you're going to tell these stories. Everybody's going to think your mom's a slut. You're like, Mom, they already do. Yeah. Uh, yes. But, yeah, that's it. 
I don't have anything else to say. I hope everybody had a great holiday and a great, uh, have a happy new year. All that good shit. All that good shit. And uh, like I said, we're going to be recording this uh, freaking year-end award show, which will come up sometime in the middle of next week. So we'll have one more podcast before that, probably. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Santa's making us do that extra podcast, Eric. I'm not even going to talk in that. I'm just going to sit around. No, you know that was my plan. How dare you? Uh, we'll both do it. We'll let, okay. them, we'll let them take over. It's their the chance rest to of the Get Fresh crew. It is their chance to shine. The Get Fresh crew can shine while we sit back and relax. It's not going to happen. No, not at all. Hopefully we can just get it uh, on, uh, not off the rails. Get it back on the rails because uh, this has a potential of being a disaster. But we'll see how it goes. Well, everybody have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll see you in a couple of days. But for the regular podcast, we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, yeah.